Hello there, everyone, and welcome to what's essentially going to be part one of our season two finale for Super Cast Brothers. You know how we do things around here. We have our three different types of episodes, and just like last year, we're doing a final one of each of the three before we can close out this year. You'll notice that uh, this year is not going to end on the same date, really, as the first year did. When you have a show that has three different types of episodes and you just roll through them every other week, it's really impossible to keep the same day, but you were ending fairly close. So, I'm Xanatuck, otherwise known as Lister. And of course, here as always, ready to cause some chaos, we have a train conductor for you. Who is also dancing. Showing off my new, uh, my new Tok Tok dance that I learned. Your Tok Tok dance? Yeah, from the Super Cast Brothers Tok Tok. Is that what all the kids like these days? I think you should just go watch a Tok Tok film. Okay. That might might be... Yeah, that. That that might be a better use of your time, actually. Yeah, Just just see some Eskimo person. Well, not Eskimo person. Somebody wearing furs. And uh, saving the world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm... I'm full with that. Sounds entertaining to me. All right. Well, um, with that said, welcome. It is it is the time. We have made it almost to the end of another year here somehow. Uh, I don't know what the fuck the studio was thinking, keeping us on the air, but uh, we must have making somebody happy. That or there's nobody that can stop us because... Fuck you. We're just throwing a void in our own hearts. Nobody so. owns me, bitches. Yeah. I do what yeah. I want. See, this is what you get. This is what you get with your free market. This this opportunity for chuckleheads like us to get out there in the world and use. So what you're saying is that the free market is a mistake. We'll cover that another time. I don't think we will. But uh, last year when we started our finale, you know, we had our on top where we talked about uh, looking back on our time on Mercurios, our, really our, our friend uh, origins and our Smash speculation origins as well. And we moved on to a Smashtopia episode where we each had prepared separate characters for the first time on the show with the, uh, they Mm -hmm. just had to fit into a certain theme of uh, characters that theoretically could be in Smash because they are on a Nintendo console, but won't ever for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. Uh, with mine being the Trapper and yours being the Polar Bear from Ice Climbers. And then our uh, finale Smasher Dash, the final episode of the season, actually, our Tournament of Champions, where we had um, some chaotic times trying to take these 16 previous winners of Smasher Dash episodes across the season to find out who our overall winner was, and that winner was Midna. To your, oh, that uh, was to your displeasure. Hell. This year, uh, it's going to be most of the same, but a little bit different. I'll go ahead and just explain things since we're here. Uh, today, for our on topic, we are not doing a look back on or Mercurius-related thing. We um, we figured it, well, at first last year we weren't sure what we wanted to do for like for the on topics every year because we like having it to be a theme for the finale, just make them be like the same kind of deal. We didn't know what to do last year. This year, we finally kind of came up with an idea. What do we love doing? What what started our Smash speculation? Talking about characters that can get into Smash. It's like, but we already make movesets. But we haven't yet made a roster. 
Oh. So yeah. we decided that our on-topic finale for each year is going to be making a roster of some form. Usually it's going to be Smash-related, but who knows, we might do something for, like, Mario Kart. Or uh, PlayStation All-Stars. Pokémon Tournament 2. Or Brawl 2. Yes, <laughs> or Cartoon Network Battle Block Attack. I don't, I don't know. I think they have a fighting Roblox game already. I don't, I don't know what it's called. But we, we want to do something like that each year because we that's just fun. Uh, again, yeah. our Smash Topia, we're gonna, we're coming. We've already come up with two different characters. The theme is going to be different this year. It's not going to be uh, uh, characters that can't get in Smash. Although I guess technically, <laughs> kind of. Uh, I figure we'll go ahead and just say what it is, because we'll be saying at the end of the episode anyways. Yeah. But uh, this year's theme for the next episode is going to be fourth party characters, so non-video game characters. We figure it's kind of fun, since we uh, poked a little fun at fourth parties last year with our Goku versus Spider-Man Smasher Dash ba- uh, matchup, <laughs> and then how uh, this year we had Ronald McDonald versus the Burger King. Uh, so we'll be doing that. I have my character prepared, Jonathan has his. And then, of course, for our Smash Dash, we have the Tournament of Champions 2. But this time, oh, yeah. to make it a little bit less of a headache, we'll have a guest on for it so that we can't have deadlock ties anywhere where we're frantically messaging people saying, hey, help, please, we need assistance. We'll have live assistance, so that'll be fun. Thank God. Yes. <laughs> or maybe not, depending well, on it. Who knows? We may have invited a literal chaos gremlin. Yep, that's half it the fun. It could be, it could be a time. I don't know what will come out yep. of it, but I am looking forward to it. Uh, I haven't, I haven't yet built the bracket for it. I'm gonna wait until before we do the episodes. I have don't, so I don't have any, like any thoughts at all in my mind about it. But it's gonna be interesting. It's gonna feature all of our winners from this past year, just like we did it last year. And uh, who knows? Maybe after eight years of this, we'll have. The Tournament of Champions of Champions <laughs> with the eight winners going against each other in a bracket. Because, fuck, I don't know. And after, and after that's done, we can finally disappear into the mist. Our mission complete. So what you're saying is this show is being canceled after eight seasons. To be no, fair, it'll just eight years it. is a long so, time. It, it might. Is. We it don't is. know. Or we could go until we're 80. And I don't mean 80 seasons, I mean physically, <laughs> age-wise. So give it another 50 years. Well, that... 50 seasons the of the show! The sad part is, it's true. <laughs> Let's, it. Let's podcast till we're dead. Might be sooner than 80. It might be. Might it be might later be. than 80. It what if we're like 100 be. years old doing this crap? Man. What if no. this is what keeps us alive and... When our physical bodies dissipate, we actually ascend into the computerscape where we develop Super Casper those episodes in I will hack the code and delete myself. (laughs) Fuck that. Some rich inventor out there is going to be really interested in carrying our show on. Yeah. I I highly, highly doubt that. Plus, right now, all the rich care about is going to space, so... Yeah, they're going to space. It's where they can get the technology to preserve us. They Listen, we don't have the funds that it will take in order to pay them to preserve us. No. But I don't have you a know, million dollars. Maybe, maybe the Amazon customers and employees can pay for it. 
and we yeah. can thank them. No. <laughs> no. If I went to space, I'd wear a cowboy hat. If I went to space, I would be like, why am I in space? And why is Biomiracle Bokutayupa here? Crawling along the surface of the ship. Yeah, he's he's in there somewhere. He's probably under the bed. Is he in the vents? Yeah, he's, he's going to hit you vents. with his rattle and, and inflate you. You know what? As long as he kills me first. Yeah, that's true. All right, so, John L., what do you say <laughs> yeah. we explain to our viewer, viewers, less than 10? Yeah. What do you say we explain to them what exactly we're doing today? Okay, let's do it. How how should we go about this? It's a roster game. It's, it's, it's yeah. It's, it's interesting because we, we've had these roster games all the times over the years, and it's usually just like, who will be added into the next Smash game? Uh, sometimes we get a little bit wild with things. Uh, like we did a, a, a couple years ago, we did, what if Smash started on the NES? And then we just progressively uh -huh. added for each game up until Ultimate. Actually, no, Ultimate wasn't revealed by that. Uh, up until Smash 4, and then we said, like, the next Smash, and we just created a roster for mm -hmm. that. But what we mm -hmm. have here today isn't technically us building an ordinary roster like we've done in the past. This is something that I've no. seen uh, other people do similar things where instead um, they're like, okay, here's some categories. Add a character from each category. Sometimes I've seen it as of you uh, uh, add a character from each game that you own. Or add a character from each series that's already in Smash. Give them an all another character. You have things like... Uh, I guess Professor Hector from Rob, because what else is there? Yeah, Mrs. Game and Watch. <laughs> so we're doing something like that instead of like an actual let's build the next Smash roster game. Which don't worry, we will. Instead, this time around, we have a bingo board of twenty-three video game companies, as well as an indie category and a wild card category, and we'll be going over them and saying who from each of these. If we had to add a character from each of these categories, who would we be adding into Smash? Now we mm -hmm. have so so most of these companies are I, I would say they're fairly big name. I would say the majority of these companies are big name yeah. companies that we can pick characters from. Some of them are a little bit more difficult because there are some companies that I just don't know, and there's some companies you yeah. don't, and it's likewise yeah going to be odd in some spaces, but mm -hmm. uh. I think it's gonna be pretty fun. We've we we built this actually before E three was revealed because we were considering having this be just a normal episode until we had the idea of turning it into the finale, and we were also yeah. just like, oh man, so if somebody gets revealed at E three, that could change one of our companies because at the time, you know, they were speculation for all kinds of characters, and maybe mm -hmm. it did change for us, and you'll find out when we get to that point. We yeah, you will, you yeah. will. Uh, um, I, I'm one, fairly certain that yeah. each company that is already in Smash is represented on here. And by that, I don't mean Mojang. Mojang is considered under Microsoft. Same thing with Rare. But we've got, um, we've got Square on here. We've got Capcom, Konami, Activision. Not Activision. That's not what characters in Smash. Hey, Activision, I just spoiled that. Let's just go ahead and uh, bring up the being. <laughs> we'll talk about it. Might as well at this point. 
Hey, there it is. Uh, there you go. Created by the uh, the individual known as Moo. Moo went ahead and uh, created this for us. So we've got on here, we've got 2K Games, Konami, Sega, Activision, uh, Level 5, Atlas, Blizzard, Platinum Games, Rockstar, Koei Tecmo, Capcom, Sony, Nintendo, Microsoft, Bethesda, Square Enix, Bandai Namco, EA, SNK, Arc System Works, Warner Brothers. Yes, they make video games. Uh, Valve, Ubisoft, and then we have the categories of Indie and a wild card. Indie being, of course, for indie games, and wild card being, well, anything. Any game character, mm -hmm. that is. Any game character. Mm -hmm. uh, we also have uh, Ooh, technically yeah. an extra slot, our, our overall slot, which we'll get into uh, shortly, which is basically just like, here's a character that, if we didn't ban them from the list, would have been at the top of something, no matter what. And we were just like, man, these are mm -hmm. this is our number one most wanted character. And we've talked about these characters before. We don't want to just say them again. We want to say something yeah. else. Yeah. So we set a character aside to disqualify them from the entire bingo board. So they can't appear under their own uh, company or category. And they can't appear under wildcard. But we'll still be mentioning them. There you go. There you <sighs> go. Man, I don't know uh, you, but uh, yeah. how are you feeling about this? I am feeling excited. There's a warmth in my belly that I otherwise only ever feel after the consumption of both a waffle and a pancake at once. I also um, would like to point out, um, it's before we get started, kind of back to the history of us doing roster games and roster speculation. Of course. Um, as we mentioned way back in the first episode of Supercast Brothers we'd ever done, uh, this was the onset of ever being passionate about Smash speculation for both of us. It was, it was. Um, probably even pre-Mercurious for both of us. Just the idea of seeing uh, characters and, and, and not necessarily having whole yeah. lists down or anything, but just being like, oh, this character would be great. I remember drawing um, for a Nintendo Power um, entry back in the early 2000s, probably 2000, 2001. Mm -hmm. A photo of Pac-Man and Mario fighting for uh, when they asked if uh, who who do you want in Smash Brothers, and then you know some almost twenty years later that came true. So um, interestingly enough, he and then, stole and then, your idea. What a dick! They, they sure did. They sure did. Um, and then you know coming coming back later, I think that that NES game where we were saying, okay, what would Smash be like if it debuted on the NES and Super Nintendo N64 was the third title instead of the first, so on and so forth until you get to Smash 4 or... And the roster was... A, the roster for each of them was larger than their real version. So when we got to Smash 64, it was larger than 12 characters. Because for NES, I mm -hmm. think we started with 8. We did. We did. I think, I think um, SNES yeah. bumped up yeah. to 16. So... Mm -hmm. Was any of that realistic? Huh. Possibly. But it was hey, it was eight bit and sixteen bit. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I and I think that the, that that was like a direct succession into the development of Supercast Brothers having that game in particular. And I was really? saying, oh, we may as well just do this as a as a thing. Oh, I didn't know. If that. I recall, if I recall, that's when that's when I hatched the idea. It's like, okay, let's do this. If you if you if you're if you're ready and willing, and you're like, I guess. <laughs> 
and that was the start of it. Um, I mean, I'd love to do that game uh, over again at some point, but it would be... We could do it on this podcast. It would be an effort. It would be its own, like, mini-series. One day. Oh. One day. That'll be interesting. Um, and so, and then, of course, Precarious it plays into the, the character development of the, of the move sets and everything that we did on there. Um, and then just... I don't know about you, but I usually have on my phone just random ideas for rosters. I don't. You don't. I mean, if sometimes I'll make a roster, but I'll like work on it in a spreadsheet. But I don't really do it on my phone. I I don't like typing on phones very much because I I always type too fast and it's like filled with spelling issues, and it's just a pain in the ass. Here, like. I, right I missed I miss right. the old pull-out keyboard where I could actually hit a button and not just fucking touchscreen. Super Smash Bros. Ultimate Plus Piranha Plant becomes Mega Piranha something it's Subway. Yeah. Yeah. See? There's always something. There's always something. You were also so. the one that tried to convince me on Mickey fucking Mouse. That was a years-long effort, wasn't it? And it didn't work. It- Nope. That was the era of Epic Mickey, and like Epic Mickey yeah. itself, so did my dreams crumble beneath the weight of peer pressure. I mean, you did convince me. Uh, f- funny thing, actually, when we were doing What's that, that? Um, uh, I think we called it like the Smash Redux game, or re- or Retro, because mm-hmm. we were, were yeah, yeah, changing yeah. history. Uh, you convinced me to add Digimon into Smash. Yep. Which I was yeah. like, mm, mm, man, mm, mm. I don't know about that one. Then then I was like, once we got to like 128 like, characters, like, okay. what the fuck? Then I, but then I looked up and he was like, okay, it started out as Tamagotchis, and if Digimon starts out as Tamagotchis, that makes it a toy. Game and Watch and Rob are arguably in the toy category, especially Rob, and I guess if that's the case, then Digimon's kind of okay. It's, it's yeah. still iffy for me, but I was like... Mm. If Monday ever gets a character themselves, probably would be a Digimon. I mean, there's no other option. The They'll say, the well, we convinced Bakerai to put in Optimus Prime. Maybe like, Optimus rolls out. Uh, the, the other thing I wanted to mention of note from that game was... Uh, because we also had specific slots dedicated to adding third parties. Or, well, no, we didn't have slots. We just said, like, no more than X number. Uh, and you tried to argue for uh, Terry Bogard from uh, <laughs> F- from Fatal Fury and King of Fighters. And I was just like, Terry? Why would anybody add Terry? The only reason you would add Terry is you want to specifically have SNK be represented. Nobody cares about Terry. Terry gets in Smash. I forgot My about bad. that stunning moment of redemption. <laughs> My bad. <laughs> Listen, I don't know no, Fatal Fury. I don't know shit about those games. Fucking sue me. I don't know. I don't know Bayonetta either. Of all no. the third parties that developed uh, Smash, Fatal Fury and Bayonetta, I'm the most like, fucking, I don't know what these are. <laughs> I didn't know what Persona Apparently was when I was whole enough, people, since then yeah. I've sunken myself deep. Oh, yeah, you have. Bayonetta, yeah. Fatal Fury, Metal Gear, I'm sorry, I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> well, Terry's 
I, I want so to watch some Let's Plays of each of them just so I have like some kind of history, but for right now, mm -hmm. man, I don't know shit. Uh, after playing Asteria and Smash, you have a pretty good, good idea of what Fatal Fury plays like anyway. It's a fighting game. I mean, I feel like so. Sakurai explained the entire plot of Fatal Fury to me in Terry's reveal video, so I'm probably good was on that. Yes. Like, it was, he fanboyed out for Terry more than any I mean, character I think of. Fatal Fury yeah. is what created Smash. Mm -hmm. That was the game he played when he had the Smash idea. So. Yeah. yeah. It makes sense that he would be added. Exactly, or whatever Dragon King or whatever original. Well, called. yes, so before yeah. it was Smash, yes. But um, I think we can go ahead and get into the whole game at this point. Uh, how this is going to work is we are going to be alternating, uh, choosing a company and then saying who we pick from it. Uh, we have prepared uh, three characters for each category, uh, which is going to be our winner choice and our two runner-ups, and we'll be we'll be discussing all three. Not as much detail on the runner-ups. We'll mainly want to talk about like our main picks for each of these. So, yeah. Jono, why don't you go ahead and get us started. Uh, before we hit the bingo board up, let's start with our overall character picks, the ones that we banned from the bingo board. So, who do you got as your true number one of all number ones? My true number one of all number ones may not be a surprise to the uh, few long-term listeners that we have of this podcast, of which there may be three, including us. So... Um, it is a number between 0 and 10. Correct. Correct. Uh, this character comes from the sun. Okay. It's a celestial. It's a four-legged. So it's... Oh, four-legged. Occasionally disputed between whether they should identify this character as a they or a she due to the status of their deitic nature mm -hmm. of the of the canine variety which otherwise would have uh, fronted uh, you know cat wolf. oh so so close it's actually uh john talbane oh uh, that makes more sense samatrasi <laughs> from okan coming as and, no uh, surprise to anyone no and there she is there. 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 Oh, right there. Actually, There's... there. No, I actually remember. Okay. It's right over okay. there. Okay. That. Yeah, that, way. that way. There you go. There's... There. I'm, I'm looking at the thing, and even I'm just like, this way, right? No, dumbass, she's right there. <laughs> there. I, I'm patting her head. Well, there you go. You're, you're certainly trying. Um, what, what, what is there really to say about this character that hasn't already been said by myself? A more popular pick in the community than I would have originally ascertained. A lot of that having been done within her little sub-community amongst her personal friends, um, elevating her to be the winner of a poll that you had once run <laughs> for most one of characters. Um, and given, I mean, uh, I guess to the casual fan looking in, there's, there's a lot going for her. Um, you are a celestial god who was in wolf form with a paintbrush uh, that makes magic happen. So there, there's 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 a lot to work with there. Uh, the art style is unique. The, you know, the, the play style would be pretty unique. Uh, 
a lot of weapons to choose from as well for melee attacks. Um, it just kind of is what it is. <laughs> um, amongst the Capcom crowd, there's a lot of competition. But yes. she, I, I think she's still, she's like an honorable top four or five amongst the li most likely anyway. Um, so not, not too unrealistic. Uh, just a game that I really enjoyed growing up since I really enjoyed the Legend of Zelda series growing up. And I found plays pretty similar to that. Uh, and then it was just the lore of, of the series that entranced me since. And here we are. Okay. Um, all that said, you also have a number one to show. Indeed, I do. This character, oh, man. <laughs> I dream, I dream, I even wish upon a star, you might say. A character from my childhood. A character very, very dear to me. And even, this, even in the Smash community, this character is talked about. It is a little bit polarizing. Some people really want them. Some people are tired of the people who really want them. But for me, there can be no other most funny character of all than my boy, Gino. It's him. It's gotta be him. He... he I didn't really start thinking about Smash stuff until the Brawl speculation days. Because I, I played 64, and then I was like, oh, that's a fun game. And then but I didn't know Melee was out until uh, a friend showed it to me. I was like, wow, this is actually really cool. And that's really when I started getting into things. Because, uh, I mean, at first I thought it was just like a one-off. You know, Smash 64. But, God, I fucking love Super Mario RPG. Gino is a fun character in the game. I want him in. I know his odds are bad. He's already disqualified for ultimate. He's a me costume. Not even a good me costume. Sorry, but he's not. No. But the door's open for the future. Sakurai at least knows who the character is. Uh, Square Enix knows that people want him. It's just a matter of will Square and Nintendo both be like, yeah, let's do it. I don't know. I think I don't if know. it weren't for Square's apprehension, we would have seen him by now. From, from what it, it seems like, from what I saw, a statement yeah. from a Square employee was once talking about how uh, when they see Gino brought up, it's only ever Gino in Smash. Nobody ever says Mario RPG two. It's like, well, because people don't think that'll happen. That's why we don't ask for it. Hey, okay, well, you want us to talk about Super Mario RPG two? Yeah. We'll talk about Super. It's like RPG you make too. Super Mario RPG T, or if you make a fucking remake. Uh, and do a good art style for the remake, please, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. then you have my money. I will fucking buy the shit out of it. Oh, but, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. I asked for Gino and Smash because I think that's more realistic, which mm -hmm. still has very low odds. But, uh, like, I could I consider putting him under the Nintendo or the Square Enix categories or even under the wildcard category. I'm just like, you know what? I don't want to put him at the head of a category. Because I know he'll just win. I'll just set yeah. him aside. I don't even want to consider him. Right. He's my number one. It's obvious. I've talked about him in several episodes already. Right. I don't need to right. give him special attention under a company slot. Instead of just giving him special attention here. Or is he, he's right here, right? No, he's over here. Okay. I'm rubbing his set. No, you're touching my camera. I'm touching you. Stop. 
Well, yeah, like, like, what more can you say? I mean, amongst the Smash community, Gino is legendary at this point. Um, the big three that wasn't. And we'll see where that goes. We got K. Roll. We got Ridley. We even got Banjo Kazooie. Now, where is Gino? It's true. It's hidden behind Square's Paywalker. Uh, he, he is in the uh, me costume vault. Yeah, also true. Horrible. Horrible. Didn't even come with the music track. Um, what I... music, though. That was cool. Only that three cool. me costumes so far have had music. We've gotten Shantae, yeah. we've gotten Cuphead, we've gotten Undertale. Mm-hmm. Thank God Undertale got that so that way people can stop bitching about Sans. <laughs> to be honest with you. <laughs> That's a whole other tangent, isn't it? Um, but Gino, what more can you say? A lot. Um, I'll just say I'm super, I'm kind of surprised Square just doesn't let it happen, considering they make a lot of money. I mean, I can tell you why it's going to let happen. Because, yeah, they could make money, but they could make more money with Sephiroth or Hero, Sora, Lord, to be Chrono. They're hidden there. They can make a lot more money stuff. with any of those other characters than they can with Gino. Like, the only people who will buy Gino compared. Well, okay, I'm going to say Gino things, but obviously you can say that for any character. But the, the amount of people who would buy Gino. Pales comparison to the people who would buy Sora. Oh, like yeah. I get it. Do I wish it Sora's would be Gino? Yes, but the odds mm-hmm. are sadly not great. No, they are. So, and I come to accept that. Yeah. With that said, though, I oh. think we can uh, go ahead and hit our first square on the bingo board. And I think I'll go ahead and okay. start off here with a company that uh, has gotten a character as DLC in Ultimate. Uh, let's go ahead and okay. talk about Atlas. Uh, okay. Atlas sure. got the first DLC character in Ultimate, uh, if you don't count Piranha Plant as DLC. I mean, I, he was DLC, but he wasn't part of the Fighter's Pass. And yeah. we got Joker from Persona 5, a character mm-hmm. in game franchise that I had never fucking heard of at the time. And it took two different friend groups to make me see, okay, maybe this is actually a thing. And now I'm right. knee-deep in, in it. I, I've beaten three, four, and five. I've beaten five Strikers, five Royal. I guess I didn't beat base Royals, Golden. Uh, and I did um, FES of Persona 3. I've played Persona Q, which I didn't finish. I kind of stopped at the first dungeon because they gave me, like, 18 or whatever fucking party members and I just went like, uh, I'm the type of player that likes to... Yeah, you had the full party member base of 3 and 4 and an OC character to choose from. And I'm the type of player that likes to level up all his people around and swap them around just to have some fun with it. And then when I saw how many people I had, I was like, um, I'm gonna put the game down and focus on other things at the moment. (laughs) But uh, how we're doing this is not only do we have a top pick... Actually, no, I think I mentioned this. Uh, how we have a one, two, and three for each company here. And we're going to talk about yeah. our runner-ups first. And so my third... my sec- Actually, I guess it will be the second runner-up. My third place for Alice is actually another Persona character. Uh, Yu Narukami, the protagonist from Persona 4. Uh, compared to Joker, uh, he uses a katana instead of a little dagger. He doesn't have a gun. 
uh, his persona is, um, oh god, uh, Izanagi, who is uh, lightning based. So, you know, he'd have Zeo for an little electric spell. Uh, he had Cleave for a sword slash, and just other, other skills related to that. And I don't know if he can pull anything from some of his other personas or not. If I were to make a move for a minute, I'd consider it, I would base it heavily off of Joker, just like how things are kind of thematically done. Kind of like how you have all three of the Star Fox characters from the same thing, or both Phil, Jordan, as well have Pocket. But, uh, you mm -hmm. know, like if Persona's going to get another character I've, before Persona 6 releases, because we know it'll happen, I feel like Yu has the best chance. Mm -hmm. And I he's also cooler than the main character in the third game. So I figured, you know, mm -hmm. he's the number three there. Uh, the reason why he's not number two is because, largely as a whole, and we discussed this, I want characters from other series in this match, not just put in like three Sonic characters or some shit like that. So I'd rather have a different game be represented than another Persona route. Uh, my number two from Atlas right. comes from a game that I don't didn't play. Uh, I don't know anything about it. I own it, but I have yet to play it. Uh, it's Radiant Historia, and the character I have selected is Stock, who is the main character in the game. Um, I gotta be honest with you, uh, we did all the research for this a couple months ago. So I was kind of sitting on things, and so some of these characters, I don't remember much about them anymore, because this was months ago when I was looking at risk, uh, looking at things. So I don't remember much about stock, but I kind of picked them, you know, like, it, it pretty much came down to Radiant Historia or Catherine, and I didn't really feel like, based on the gameplay from Catherine that I'd seen, that there was really much that interested me. It was a Smash move set, mm -hmm. so I just went with stock. But my number one for Atlas is the mm -hmm. Demi-Fiend. Demi Fiend is the main character from uh, Shin Megami Tensei 3 Nocturne. Uh, he doesn't really have his own name, you just name him, and he just has the title of Demi Fiend because he's half demon. Plain and simple. Mm -hmm. He's got these uh, demonic tattoos all over him because of shit stuff. Uh, Persona 3, act not Persona 3, Shin Megami Tensei 3 is actually the game I started playing after I stopped playing Persona Q, and then I got about halfway through and I stopped playing it. Gets pretty it, was grindy, little, right? it was a little too lacking in the story for me. I prefer more meat in my story, personally. And SMT3 just mm -hmm. didn't have a whole lot there. I might go back to it. But as for now, I'm just kind of, like, done with it. I'd rather play other things that actually give me a story to think about. But I still enjoyed it. It was fun, you know. Instead of having somebody using a gun or a sword, he just fucking punches shit. And there he was, doing that. Uh, and on top of that, you know, he he doesn't, like, summon personas or anything. Instead, he has, like demon party members like you have jack frost you have the the sylph or not self um fairy pixie pixie that's what it was and there's other there's other demons that you have in there as well that they just fight alongside you as your party members and like a persona you confuse them whatever and i figure he has different magatama so he can equip to learn like it's essentially different skill trees he can just like swap around whatever he wants so you can give him like a whole bunch of different skills and i figured you know what we got persona Let's get Shin Megami Tensei. And as of now, I'm fairly certain that Demi Fiend and SMT3 are the popular ones between the franchise. So I figured, yeah, screw it. We'll go with him. Yeah. Might change when SMT5 comes out. Looking forward to it. But for now, it's Demi Fiend. Yeah. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's interesting, right? The Seeing the trailer for SMT5 um, and having... The whole that whole Vino story, whatever, it's very similar to to Demi Fiend. It reminds me a, from the trailer we saw. It reminds me a lot of uh, SMT three. 
I'm and hoping that maybe there'll be a bigger story. Like, please. Yeah. The basis of it is not surprising. I mean, when you think about it, I mean, SMT3 got the got the remake recently because people yeah, are. That, in that's, that's what I played. I, I, I was playing it on Steam. Yeah. But I just got bored. Very true. Very true. So, um, yeah, Demi Fiend certainly has a lot going for them um, in terms of moveset capabilities. Uh, they don't have a gun, and some Persona fans should say, technically, neither does Joker. No, no, he has a gun. It's just the model gun. It's just the model gun that's real in circumstances. Now, Naoto has a gun. Like a legit gun. Yeah. It's like, mm-hmm. like everybody mm-hmm. else in P4 is like, I got a sword, I got daggers, I got my feet, I got a, a, I have a chair, I have a fan. I have a gun. What is wrong with you people? Uh, man. I wonder when Pokemon gun is from. Nah, I'm waiting for Pokemon Trebuchet. <laughs> that is actually a lot more likely than Pokemon gun, so you might have something going here. Yes. Pokemon, it's not like the Fire Emblem craft show? No, 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 no. no. They wanted to do uh, they, they wanted to do this from T crossover, remember? But then they're like, oh, they already crossed over with Nobunaga, so we can't. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that yeah. was so bizarre, that bad. Um, all, all said, Atlas, um, good choices. Good choices. And now Radiant Historia, nice curveball. Uh, let's see. So shall I procure my list? Is that where we're going with this? Oh, yeah. Okay. Your turn. Okay. Hit me so starting out with... Sure thing. Starting with our twos and threes, um, my third pick, so in third place for me, is a Flynn from SMT4. Oh, okay. The, the main protagonist from Shin Megami Tensei 4. Um, not a game I played myself. I know I know when it came, like you, I had um, trepidation towards the series. I didn't really know too much about many of the Atlas titles before uh, Smash, and that was my own uh, ignorance. After, after a while, you know, you just kind of coastal along more of what you know when you don't have a whole lot of time to game right. like you used to um but then you know and and so i knew smt4 was hugely celebrated when it came out people were in love with the game 3d it was a major hit for the 3ds i played a tiny bit of the demo i was like okay this is cool <laughs> um it's it and, and the makeup is so similar to, to persona um but smt came first so it's, it's interesting persona became more popular probably because the more pop culture aesthetic that it has um smt being the pioneer and now over the course of the last two or three smt games it's become more of like a cross filtration and, and smt and persona both share so much of the same makeup um but smt4 was quite a bit darker so it, it went back into the strange journey era smt dark gritty stuff um which was interesting so Flynn, what keeps him at, at, at third is that he, he has a lot of the similar capabilities to the Demi, where uh, he where there's potential for uh, uh, whispering to demons and having the system that we've set, uh, that sort of thing. Uh, but he also uses, funnily enough, a gun. And it's, it's just a real gun. <laughs> and I was like, okay, so clearly that would be the, new, the neutral special, and uh, we already got that. <laughs> but... Uh, it's there. It's there. And I and I considered you. Um, there, there's you considered a little me? bit of trickery going on. Yeah, yeah I did. Oh, I, no, I, I still am. I still am. Here. 
So um, I considered Narakami as well. Um, I just ultimately didn't go for him because there's a little bit of like 40 chess going on. It's like, you know what? It's a popular choice. Maybe Lister's going to pick him. So let's just go with him. For my number two, uh, it's a game that I have played and was in love with um, from Vanillaware, the developer, but that was Publisher. Okay. Uh, so Vanillaware makes a, they were making 2D hand-drawn platforming beat-em-up games before it was cool and every indie studio in the world did, basically. So they, they made Murder Mouse of the Demon Play, though that was published by Ignition, and they developed... Uh, why am I blanking on the name? I don't know. <laughs> Hold on. Odin Spirit. That's right. Odin Spirit. I was going to I wanted to say Valkyria Chronicles, which is a totally different game. That may. Yeah. So, um, they developed Odin Spirit as well, which is a beat em up kind of, kind of RPG title where, uh, you're traversing a totally hand drawn world inspired by Norse mythology. Uh, and that's, that's the general gist of it. So, my secondary pick is Gwendolyn. The Valkyrie Princess, who uh, who is capable of flight, who has all manner of ice and light related magics, and also uh, uses a spear, which is something that Smash really doesn't have, unless you count a few pretty sad instances from Violet, the Ariad Bar, which they shouldn't even hold. Yeah. So, uh, all said, uh, spear user, ice magic, light magic. All things that are not really accounted for in Smash all that well. So there you go. Number one pick is <laughs> also the Demon Fiend. Naturally, naturally. So so we line up and and thank you because you you've actually played this game and you uh, explained them pretty well. So it's like yeah, they did all that stuff that Lister mentioned and. <laughs> 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 yeah, it, it it's just uh, SMT is the, is the natural choice for the next Atlas character. Yeah, it um, is. yeah, and and Demi Fiend represents the franchise. Unless you know we, we go another couple of years and it turns out SMT five, then it's the flagship franchise game. Yeah, it's still as far as new Eric titles goes, a pretty young series, even though it's been around for decades. I mean, I feel so, like uh, Atlas is definitely going to try and capture the. Uh, Persona 5 magic to make SMT5 be like the big SMT5 SMT mm-hmm. to bring it more into the uh, mainstream. Yeah. Because yeah. P5, yeah. and I would say like mm-hmm. probably Joker being under the Smash definitely helped, but P5 put Persona just like on a wider map for a lot of people. And I imagine they're probably going to try to do the success. same thing with SMT. Yeah. So we'll see because Joker is certainly the face of Persona now. Currently. Who's the, I mean, you and, was, uh, until P5 came out, he had several spinoffs. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So we'll see. And, and they both star in, like, Persona Q and, and stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, interesting well, enough. So, ish. <laughs> uh, P- okay. Persona Q uh, was released before Persona 5. So only Personas 3 and 4 uh, are involved in it. But then there's Persona Q 2, which has all three characters. Oh, yeah, yeah. Right. Okay. Which is a lot of party members. (laughs) It is. It is. So, uh, there we go. That's Atlas. That That is Atlas. 
Uh, who do you want to choose? What's what company are you going to go with? Let's go for uh, beloved company of in recent years. Konami. Konami. All right. All right. Yeah. Also, still also representing Smash through Simon and Richter and Snake. Why the hell did they need another one? Okay, let's just do it anyway. <laughs> There's still some interesting stuff to, to sort through. Well, uh, we'll see. And so I guess since you started the, the previous round, I'll, I'll go into the, my, my picks first. That's how this works, yes. Um, okay, okay. Um, my number three pick is Bomberman. All right. And, uh, yeah, it's a character who one introduces in Mrs. Trophy and Ultimate had people scratching their heads a little bit because there's – there's there's an iconicity behind the character with Hudson Soft, especially um, being such a good friend of Nintendo for many years, developing Mario Party titles, uh, et cetera, et cetera, and having a legacy in an overarching Bomberman and, and uh, Adventure Island and so on and so forth. Um, but, you know, also functionally, the assist trophy works. He's dropping bombs. They they blow up in a grid pattern, and that's pretty much Bomberman. The first um, third-party assist trophy revealed, too, that didn't have a character in Smash, and that threw a lot of us off. We were just like, uh, yeah. what? That's a thing uh-huh. we can do now? <laughs> Precisely. Precisely. Um, and they and they did them well for what it is, and, and I have you know, gripes against that. Um, yeah, but we still have a third slot to fill. <laughs> and, uh, and, and there's, wait, there, there's Bomberman Land, Bomberman Land 2. Um, certain types of bombs that could be used, ways to throw the bombs. Bomberman has come a long way since its initial run. So there's there's interesting ways you can keep the character going. Right. Uh, my number two is also an assist trophy in Smash already. It's Alucard. <laughs> All right. All right. Who, um, even though we already have Castlevania and Smash, um, Simon and Richter arguably represent old school Castlevania. Um, the the chain and whip, the the chain whip rather, and, and uh, cross and and holy water and so on and so forth. The axe, um, iconic to that era of platforming gaming. Uh, you can't get away from incorporating them first. Yeah. Uh, but then cast. But since we've already broken. Semi broken the rule with having. Oh, actually, no, because Cloud and Sephiroth just totally blew that door open. Uh, yeah, totally they, they, they characters did. representing third parties. Yep. So it just doesn't matter. Alucard, especially in recent years, because of the Castlevania anime on Netflix, his popularity has soared. He was already probably the most popular character in Castlevania history. Um, Symphony of the Night being the major, major title. Symphony of the Night is Castlevania as to how Super Metroid is to Metroid or Ocarina of Time as to The Legend of Zelda. There uh, are games that are more technically proficient now, more impressive, but for the times that they were created in, they are cultural standards, uh, and they will be forever remembered in the you know, cockles of gaming history. So Alucard has a rep- reputation, and there's interesting things you can do with the set. He uses a sword, like a rapier, as his major weapon. But uh, he also has a uh, whole menagerie of different uh, techniques he can use because as he's fighting through Jack Rilla's castle, he's able to take on the abilities of the enemies he defeats. 
And he has uh, his own little disposal of magic as well, um, vampire-related magic. Uh, so it's neat. It's neat. <laughs> With all that said, uh, my number one is curve because I can do whatever the hell I want, basically. It's true. You can. Basically. As long as it's a Konami and character, uh, yeah. It is a Konami character. Is it a Pachinko? It is a Konami character. No, but that would be appropriate. It's actually a character exclusive to Metal Gear Survive. Okay. No. Oh. Uh, it's actually Shinoa, also from Castlevania. Oh. Um, Order, Order of Ecclesia, the uh, kind of a red-headed stepchild in, in the Castlevania um, halls in terms of reach, anyway, as far as um, cult appreciation is up there, people appreciate it. It's a uh, What I liked about this game is it's... Um, it came at a time when they were using the difficulty of Castlevania titles. So Portrait of Ruin and Dawn of Sorrow both being on the DS prior. Both great games. Both easy. There's like uh, no no significant level scaling to speak of. You you gather experience way too fast and it becomes a cakewalk. So like if, if this were if you were to get into a Metrovania, you should try Portrait of Ruin. Because <laughs> it's Easy. Okay. Uh, order okay. I will keep that in mind. Um, yeah. Because yeah. when it comes to certain a, genres, I need baby mode because I'm not good at them. Exactly. Exactly. It's it's easy. It's cool, but it's easy. And also, the main character's name is Jonathan. Uh, well, now I can't play it. <laughs> so, um. Isn't it like Jonathan Morris or some shit? Yeah, he's uh, the son of a character from Castlevania Bloodlines, who I am forgetting his point when his first name right now. Well, he uh, but he played more mm -hmm. Not in the grand scheme of things. <laughs> so, um, Shinoa has, has many of the similar um, general ideas to how, how the card works, um, or how someone like Summer Cruz would work, where they are taking on souls to add to the collection. So there's a wide breadth of moveset options to take into, into account. Mm -hmm. Monster summoning, um, just adopting parts of monsters, movesets, magic, whatever. Um, but there's also, this is like what uh, Koji Igarashi did prior to leaving the company and creating Bloodstain. This is like the last major Castlevania game worked on. And some of the same elements from Bloodstained first debuted in Order of Ecclesia, including um, kind of the rune system in Bloodstained, where Miriam um, is constantly sapping away her own energy um, while using these runes, um, eating away at her body. Learning. So it's a, it's an interesting mechanic. Would be a little annoying in Smash, I would say. Oh well, um, kind of just shows her because it's Alucard with a little bit of an extra oomph because you have more of a monster library to choose from. A little bit more of a magic library to choose from because it came a little further along. Um, and I just love that game. It's a, it's, mm -hmm. it's a strong story that breaks a little bit away from the usual, oh, the Belmonts do this thing <laughs> and fight the Dracula. <laughs> it's, 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 it's the black sheep. So, giving the black sheep and sheep and not. Right. Yeah, that's that. All right. Yeah. Well, Konami, 
for me. Uh, Konami <laughs> was a little bit weird for me because I was like when I was looking at these, I tried to look at like I, I looked up uh, what all the games were each of these companies had made, and I was like, okay, let's keep in mind all these different series, and we'll take a look at some of them. Some some caught my eye, some different, and Konami had a few oddities that caught my eye and one of them made it to my number three just because the idea amused the fuck out of me this is a uh, old oh my God. game about a mouse with a sword and a jetpack it sparks oh. from rocket knight mm-hmm. i don't know shit about it but a mouse with a sword and a jetpack which is just just spoke to me it's like yes this is awesome <laughs> amazing I don't know mm-hmm. you, but you made it to number three for me in Konami Land. Good enough. It's a cool uh, retro choice. Yeah. There, there, were, there were quite a few yeah. retrofits with Konami that I was like, oh man, that's actually kind of cool. I, I was considering oh, Twin shit, B as proper. well. Yeah. But a spark, I had to give the nod to Sparkster. I had to do it. Uh, my number two is Alucard. I mean, <laughs> if you're going to have another Castlevania oh, character, it's going to be Alucard. I, it's yeah, just, it was only a question of if it was going to be your number one or not. Uh, yeah. He wasn't, because again, I want to have different franchises to be represented than ones that are already in Smash. Mm-hmm. This is how I operate. Right, right. Uh, so mm-hmm. we're just going to speed my number one, because I don't have much to say about the other two of them. Uh, from a game that I have not played, but my brother Twinix mm-hmm. has and really enjoys. In fact, he has a Let's Play of the first game up on our YouTube channel, Selectstab Gaming. Check it out. Uh, you know, it's also deals, you know, Konami apparently makes multiple, multiple series about slaying vampires, but with one, you slay them with whips and the other, a solar gun. It's Django from <laughs> Batai. Yeah. Fuck yeah. 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 Uh, mm-hmm. he's, I, I really only know the character because he had crossovers with the Mega Man Battle Network games, which were big loves for me. Love those games a lot. Uh, and you actually get to use his solar gun as a battle chip, and it is fucking powerful. It's so good. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I just think the idea of this of this kid who uses a gun powered by the sun that shoots solar bullets, has a solar axe, a solar sword, a solar blades, all this shit, and he goes fights vampires. That is just that is just really cool. Yeah. Uh, I, yeah. I'm very interested in Bakhtai. I think it's a really cool thing. The original games even had a solar sensor on the cartridge, encouraging you to go play the game outside in the sun, because if, you, if you're out in the sunlight, the uh, solar sensor in-game is more powerful, making your weapon stronger. So that's crazy cool. If you play, I mean, you can yeah. play inside without the sun if you want, but you're stronger if you're actually playing the game outside. And I think... You know, a lot of companies have been trying to do things to get people more, primarily Nintendo, really, has been trying to do things to make people more active when they're playing games. With things like Pokemon Go, Ring Fit Adventure, Wii Fit. But honestly, I think the way they did it for Boktai is a really inventive way. And I gotta give Konami major credit for that. Yeah. To think that this all started because Kojima wanted his own children to walk outside. And they didn't. Yeah. Instead, so he had to make a game about great. walking from one side of the country to the other with a ladder and a baby. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Good times. The only way he can make his children go outside is if he carries them with him on in a backpack. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
There were there and there's some guy named like Dead or Alive Man there. Yeah, that's confirmed. Dead or Alive Man is the final boss. Yeah. Yeah, there you go. There's Heptic Bonds. Speaking of Dead or Alive, you know what my ex company is? <laughs> not, not, not the uh, company. It's oh, not, it's okay. not, it's not Koei Techno. Sorry, we'll get there, but that's not the next okay. one I'm picking. Uh, I'm actually going to go with. Uh, let's go. Let's get to a company that's not represented in Smash yet. At least, not represented with a character. So they do have some Smash content. Uh, that's going to be Ubisoft. We're going to them next. Uh, Ubisoft has had quite yeah. the relationship with Nintendo as of late. Uh, between the Rayman, or not Rayman, uh, uh, well, I guess, yeah, Rayman had the trophy in Smash 4. Uh, we've got mm -hmm. uh, Travis Touchdown Costume and Ultimate. Mario and Rabbids. Two games of that now. Mm -hmm. uh, Star Fox being in Starlink. Yeah. We thought we were going to get an Ubisoft character after all that, but, you know, we haven't yet. But Still as can. for as for my thoughts of the company, uh, I've actually never actually I haven't actually played an Ubisoft game really. I mean, I played like a tiny bit of Rayman, like mm -hmm. thirty minutes of Rayman, like old school PlayStation Rayman. But that's that's all I've done. Oh, I guess that's not true. I did play uh, a little bit of an Assassin's Creed once, uh, and I was not good. <laughs> Again, not my <laughs> style. It's the kind of game I gotta watch and not play. But for Ubisoft, my number three, I'm going to go with uh, Travis Touchdown from No More Heroes. Uh, Travis is just... He's a colorful character. He says a lot of things that uh, you wouldn't expect a Nintendo game to be said. Uh, I just think he's, you know, he'd be a fun <laughs> enough character. We um, we talked about him in a previous uh, Smash Dash episode along with Kelly. You know, I, th I think he'd be fun. Uh, my second pick from Ubisoft, mm -hmm. though, is actually going to be Rayman. He's not my winner. Even though he is the face of the company, uh, I do feel like Rayman definitely should be in Smash at this point. Like, come on, what the hell is the deal? Get him the fuck uh -huh. in. He is—he's mm -hmm. the—he's the brain of the company, and they've had so much connection with Nintendo. It's just very strange that he's not in the game, and especially not even as an assist trophy. Even the when they put in fucking Bomberman. If you're gonna put Bomberman yeah. as an assist trophy in Ultimate, you could put Rayman as an assist trophy at minimum. Uh -huh. Come on. Uh huh. Yep. Yep. It was just it, it, the yeah. trophy thing, yeah. Smash 4. Rayman and Glowbox get trophies. The only third-party game to have trophies in Smash 4, but not a character. What the fuck? It's weird. What happened? There uh, had to be a reason behind that. No like, I would have understood yeah. uh, Namco just getting a random character trophy because they help work on the game. But Ubisoft? What? So bizarre. So bizarre. Makes my, there's greater powers at work. <laughs> my number one character, though, from Ubisoft, uh, it's a character we've talked about before. And to be honest, you could probably swap this character out with other ones in their same kind of category. But uh, oh. I went with uh, went, I went with this one just because, like, the kind of the face of it all. And that's Ezio Auditore. Get some Assassin's Creed in there. There you uh, go. After, there you after go. Ray, I mean, Rayman and Assassin's Creed feel like the two franchises from Ubisoft that have the best chances. And while worthiness mm -hmm. is a very mm, not great word to use when talking about Smash speculation, they're the two series that I feel like from Ubisoft most deserve a rep. That's just, they just they just feel Smash to me. Like they like if mm -hmm. we can get like Snake and Bayonetta and Joker and Terry and all these other serious characters. 
we can get an assassin in there. And whether it's Ezio, who is the face of, uh, um, from he's, he's kind of like the main assassin really in the series. He's the leader of the Assassin's Creed Two trilogy. Uh, whether it's him or Cassandra from the newest game, who I consider for this spot as well. Uh, I really don't care. I just feel like give me an assassin in there. They fight really well in Smash. I'm down for it. Agree. Yeah, they say so long as it's not Connor. <laughs> I liked Assassin's Creed 3, just not as much as the other games. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> uh, that's, I liked it better than Syndicate. And the ones that I didn't play, I liked it better than those two. Unity was kind of a mess. Uh, all said, um, Cole, and we also did a Smash Trophy episode on SEO and his four songs as we went through many, many a time. We did, um, we did. On, on moveset, um, Way Up Trail really helped us develop it. He's such a such an FCO fan and an Assassin's Creed 2 fan. Good episode. Um, yeah, and what the fuck is up with Rayman? We'll get we'll get to it because uh, well my number my number three choice for uh, Ubisoft outright is a more recent character mm. that doesn't belong to either of those franchises. It's uh, Phoenix from Immortals. Oh. Phoenix Rising. Uh, uh, kind Greek of uh, first, the Greek mythology Legend of Zelda. Yeah, the Greek mythology Breath of the Wild, to be even more precise. Hmm. Um, just like with a little comedy element thrown in there, some RPG elements thrown in there. Really doesn't seem like that much bad of a game. I think it would fit with Nintendo uh, really well, considering that it was kind of a rip of Nintendo to begin with. Um, I, I don't know the game that well. I haven't played it myself. Waiting on a bigger sale than what's been out there um, for it. And also, the name change is still baffling to me. It's like so utterly generic. It was called Gods and Monsters before. Oh, that just yeah, seemed like yeah. a clear title. Um, Phoenix, right? I mean, it you, you, you say generic, yeah. but Gods and Monsters sounds pretty fucking generic to me. Yeah, it just sounds cooler. Like that just that sounds like the name for cooler. any JRPG ever. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's like yeah. a JRPG is not Fair over enough. until you've killed God with the power of friendship. Well, let's get to it then. Just kidding. Um, so. But that, that would be weird in our case because you're both my friend and God. So, true. very true, very true. Um, so in this case, um, it, I, I just see like you kind of get these rocket-powered um, wings, some brute force gladiator stuff. You can move stuff around with uh, with stasis. Oh, I mean, uh, magnesis. Whatever stasis is called in, in that game, you know, magnesis as well. It's, Magnesis and Stasis are both in Immortals, and I just call it something different, and it works functionally the same. Uh, and it kind of operates in the beat upside with the with the moves with the melee too. So there, there's there's some meat there. Um, to be honest, the Assassin's Creed and Ringman are going to be in some order next because can't get away with it. Um, and the third choice is always going to be kind of a toss up. I could see Phoenix being something where they're like, oh. Well, we got this character too. You want to like put him in there? <laughs> so just kind of because it's the more recent thing. They, they I mean, whenever they update yeah. Link to be the whatever the next Zelda game is, they gotta preserve Breath of the Wild Link somehow. Yeah, precisely. <laughs> uh, let's see here. So that's that. My number two is Ezio. Uh, for the same reasons that you mentioned already. Um, 
the face of the franchise, the cloud strife of Assassin's Creed, essentially. Um, Farrier comes to the series, uh, kind of when the series first started to take off. Um, they've since innovated again with Origins and Odyssey and Valhalla with the way that they incorporated uh, more action RPG elements into the combat. Mm-hmm. But uh, FCO kind of represents the classic Assassin's Creed um, that many fans still want to get back to. And his story spanned three games. It's just obvious that if there were an assassin, it's him. It is him. I feel like it would either be him or whoever's the most recent assassin at the time. Yeah. Cassandra, though, I think Odyssey was more of a receiving Valhalla and still has more of a cultural aspect, too. Um, So Cassandra, in this case, I think would be the clear choice for the RPG side of it. Um, Then tucked right in between all of those... It's my favorite little assassin, the pirate boy, Edward Kelly. Great game. Uh, there's a lot. There's good games. I mean, Assassin's Creed kind of gets that bad bill because they, there was a time when they were like, here's Assassin's Creed every single fucking year. Yeah. Uh, and they slowed down. They slowed down deservedly. Because um, they knew that they, they needed to. Exactly. I wish but I missed all that. Take that lesson. Yeah. Um. Even amidst that bloat, though, they never turned out a bad game. I said that at the very least. Um, number one, those were him. For all the reasons that you already listed, um, it is, of all the characters that are not in Smash, he his inclusion is, his, his exclusion, rather, rather, might be the most backup. It's it's very noticeable. <laughs> if it hadn't, if, the, if he didn't mm-hmm. have that random trophy in Smash 4, I probably wouldn't think much about it. But just that they did that, what is going yeah. on? It yeah, and they've been such if he close was friends. Planned, but then it yeah. just got dropped. Precisely. I, I can't imagine that they have the same coding issues like Sakura had for uh, Skipan and Melee. Yeah. Um, I just I just don't see that happen on modern tech with the flooding lens. You can you can make it. You can make it. If anything, just uh, add limbs to make them be invisible. Yeah. Yeah, and then just move his hands around. Yeah. There you go. There you go. Totally strange. But, um, so be it. Not a whole lot much else to say. Other than a Rayman Legends style stage would be awesome. Throwing that out into the universe. Also, Rabbit Peach can go to hell. Keep that away. <laughs> Keep that away. <laughs> but the Rabbit Peach assist trophy. Assist trophy's fine. Okay. Just don't Just make no that character. character. I, can Fair see, enough. I can see them trying. What about and Cranky? Yes, but that's never happening. And also <laughs> no at the same time, because where's <laughs> fucking regular Cranky? But he rides the Roomba. <laughs> you make a fair point. We'll, we'll discuss this in therapy. Okay. See you there. Next Tuesday, right? Yeah, I think so. Okay, cool. Yeah, sir. Yeah. Ever since William died, we don't have there's there's like no one else going to to our person. So. Yeah. Yeah. Anywho, uh, what company are you going with next? Let's go with. Uh... Well, we just did a company that wasn't. Well, we actually, that's illogical because we did two companies that were in Smash and then we did one that wasn't. So I'll either I'll choose another company that is not. 
and that company will be kind of a oddball one. Let's 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 get Rockstar out of the way. Rockstar, all right. Yep. Rockstar Games. It's uh <clears throat> definitely one I had some issues with. I can imagine. Um, it's a Western company with, and they and they they develop even when the games themes are quite different. They use a very similar engine amongst each other. Um, it's kind of kind of the same drab adventure kind of titles. You love them or you don't. Um, cult classics, all the same. So there's interesting characters at the very least. When you just don't know them that well, it's like, okay, <laughs> you just throw throw a dart at something. Fair enough. Um, and with with that said, um, my third choice is the bully from Bully. Rockstar okay. Games. Uh, a game I've um, heard of, and I don't really know anything about it. So, yeah, I'm I'm not sure how he redeems himself, but the but the basis of it is that you go around a uh, preppy school, like a like a private academy high school, as a little little shit child. <laughs> and right. and the basis of it, it's it's set up kind of like a hitman title where you're where you're traversing um, mission based goals. To my to my assumption. Um, and those goals are to uh, unleash hell upon the teachers and children and students of this faculty because you're the bully. Classic. So, uh, I, and honestly, I, I don't I don't know a whole lot about the game. Haven't seen that much gameplay. Just haven't had the time to look at it, even though we planned this months ahead. Forgot it happens. And we're dealing with what like almost like fifty characters here. So um, oh, just. Just whatever you can do from a technical standpoint to embrace that energy of having a mischievous, petulant character like that that doesn't have to be taken that seriously from a company whose games are almost consistently taken seriously. Be fun. Be bizarre. Be interesting. Uh, number two is a character we talked about in Smasher Dashers. Trevor Phillips mm-hmm. from Grand Theft Auto V. Uh, Grand Theft Auto has seen a lot of revitalizations over the years. It's a massive franchise, um, hugely celebrated throughout the gaming community um, by and large. Uh, Grand Theft Auto V, though, I mean, it's been going forever. It's, it's their Skyrim. Yeah, precisely. So talking about like a Persona 5, and that, well, that's done for Atlas. So I would go with Grand Theft Auto V as done for Rockstar. It is ridiculous. And yeah, it is like their Skyrim. Next thing you know, we're even playing GTA V online. On I mean, there are three games. Every time a new console gets announced, there are three games that get pretty much immediately announced for that console. Grand Theft Auto V, Skyrim, and Minecraft. They're on everything. It's like, good mm-hmm. God. Uh-huh. Like just give us uh, GTA six and Elder Scrolls six already, for fuck's sake. Give us something new. And if you and if you really want to be interested in like his moveset potential, uh dear listener, you can check out our Smasher Dash episode about it where uh Trevor Phillips went up against Cosmo Kiryu uh from Yakuza. And uh but I but I chose him because he's he's probably the most popular character in GTA five. And he, which is why we chose him for the Smasher Dash. And he's wily and crazy, but he has that heart of gold, believe it or not. So uh, it's interesting from a character standpoint. Um, 
whereas for the model of the of the GTA character, uh, you could in theory have Trevor swap out with a number of the characters and have it be the same who said nothing's lost. Yeah. Um, number one is uh, probably not to your surprise, John Mars. Red Dead Redemption. Uh, I like Red Dead Redemption as, as kind of the uh, middle ground between the mischief of the Grand Theft Auto and uh, more serious nature, like an L.A. noir. So it, it hits that perfect number. And, and, and it kind of kickstarted that interest in a Western genre. So Smash deals with a lot of archetypes, generally speaking. They don't have a cowboy. They don't. So, uh, and, and John is a cowboy through and through. Um, you know, give him give him his usual weapons. He has a rifle, a colt, whatever. Uh, you can. But what I'm more interested in the, the rope, the horse, the the fencing, the whatever the hell makes them more like a cowboy. Um, you can you can like it's like Snake adapted into Smash as a uh, a little bit more of a wacky character than he's portrayed in Metal Gear Solid. And I see John Marston being translated the same. Then you're choosing between him with the John is uh, Red Dead Redemption Two is the better game, but John Marston is the more celebrated character. Makes sense. So, so it goes, and uh, that's that. All right. Well, for me, Rockstar was one of the companies that I struggled with because I don't know this company like at all. Uh, there's only one Rockstar game I think I've actually played. Like I, I played like a little bit of GTA. Uh, as a kid, like I, I got a friend left. I think it was GTA One, for the original PlayStation. Oh, wow. A friend left it at my house. Back in the day. Yeah, it was it was a top down game. That's how mm-hmm. different this was from back then. And I played a little bit of that, and I was just like, okay, that's that's I'm done with it. Uh, I didn't care about it that much. <laughs> yeah. But I've never really yeah. followed them as a company. There's gonna be a few others that I struggled with, but Rockstar was definitely one of them. Uh, my number three though is uh, Jimmy Hopkins from Bully. <laughs> it's the Bully from Bully. There you go. There um, you go. There you go. I didn't have a whole lot to choose from. So I'm just like, uh, the Bully. Yeah. I mean, it could be fun to just be like this little shit. At least you knew just, like, I just push him <laughs> on. I just, just use him to push another character to the ground and I point and laugh because now they're in pain. I don't know. <laughs> I don't fucking find it. You got to offer them some pain to uh, my number two is a character that we've talked about on the podcast. In a Smash Dad episode, <laughs> it's Trevor Phillips from GTA V. Uh, I mean, again, what the fuck am I going to do if I'm Rockstar? I don't uh-huh. know. But I thought, you know, when we discussed Trevor in that episode, uh, he sounded like he, well, he would never get in Smash. Uh, he sounded like he could be, like, at least like a fun kind of character to be in like okay he'd just be like a generic kind of gun and smash them with a crowbar or whatever but his design the way he would move uh any lines he would add would just be like so not usual for smash that i think it'd be fun i feel like if waluigi were a real person i mean okay yeah i see that scarily but I see that. Now I'm worried. <laughs> oh dear. Let's just move on. Uh, my number one okay. from Rockstar is from Red Dead Redemption. You want to take a guess? 
I, I, I must be must be uh, Buster Sex. It's Arthur Morgan. Is I it? chose the other cowboy. <laughs> no real reason why I picked him over John. I'll just like uh because I I honestly every time we talk about these two, I can never remember which one is which. And I just randomly be like, uh, Arthur, that's the name I remember. We'll do Arthur Morgan. We'll have our cowboy man in there. There you go. Yeah. I don't I don't know. I don't know what's different between the two characters or the games. I can I can give you the base idea. I wouldn't be surprised Arthur if Zachary pulls the Castlevania and he just adds in both yeah. Arthur and John and makes them echoes of each other like he did with Simon and Richter. I would not be surprised. I'm sure somebody that will yell blasphemy that. at me because Ooh, they can do different things. I don't know. Sue me. I don't know. But you know, at the end of the day, they're just they're just guys living in the same world. It's not that um, crazy to think they'd have they could share some stuff. Plus, wasn't Arthur so. in like John's gang or some shit, or was it the other way around? Yeah, no, they were in a. Well, Arthur eventually led that gang. They're both in Duchess' gang. Okay, and so uh, yeah. So so Red it's, so, it's so it's understandable that either yeah. of them could have taught the other different techniques. Precisely. There you go. That's Precisely. how they're clones of each other. Get it done. There you go. <laughs> and for those who've seen the finales of both of these games, uh, fans know that Arthur and John also have one other thing in common. <laughs> I'm guessing they both die. Because it's Maybe. a western, and in westerns, uh, people die. The heroes. Well, the out the anti-heroes don't tend to survive. So it goes. <laughs> Quite often, yes. Alright, well that was Rockstar. Alright. Uh, oh, something there I wanted go. to mention at the top of the uh, whole bingo board discussion is uh, we're not looking at this as new characters that add the ultimate. We're just looking at it as, as characters that add to the next Smash. So that's why right. we can discuss Ezio, even though he has a costume in uh, Ultimate, same with Travis Touchdown, because we don't care. We're talking about the next game. Right, precisely. All that said, uh, what company are you going for? I'm going to go for Bethesda. Okay. Bethesda, another company that I have not had a whole lot of experience with. I've seen some gameplay. I watched my brother play through parts of Fallout 4. I also watched uh, William Trail play through parts of Fallout 4. Uh, I've seen a little bit of the original Doom. I played like the first hour or two of Skyrim in preparation for that uh, Fighters Pass 2 episode we did where I put Dragonborn on my list. I don't think he's getting in anymore. But at the time I thought they were good odds. Yeah. Uh, but for, for my actual list here for, for, for Bethesda, number three, uh, from Fallout, I have the Vault Boy. Not an actual character from Fallout, just like the mascot little guy. He, um, he's in the menus, he's in, like, the little trading videos, he's, like, an in-universe promotional character. And when it's a franchise where the characters are essentially avatars, and you design them, you name them... Uh, everything they are is just whatever you choose. Sometimes it's kind of difficult to make something with that into a character. Yeah. Because it's just like a blank slate. What are you going to do? So I decided, you know what? A better way to represent Fallout is just use the little little guy. The li little guy in his little vault jumpsuit. He's got his slick blonde hair. And he can have a Pip-Boy on his arm. He can use a gun. 
fuck it. Who cares? He can do anything that another Fallout character can do. His final smash is the power suit or power armor, whatever the hell it's called. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Uh, for my number two, <laughs> we're going with Doom Guy, uh, or some might call him the Doom Slayer. Uh, I just figure, okay, it's, it's one of the big franchises with Bethesda. Uh, Doom, Doom's kind of got to be in consideration here. Uh, I feel like he'd be. He's like if Master Chief said, fuck it, I feel like beating somebody to death with their arms today. That's kind of Doom Guy. He he went to Mars, he's went to hell, he fights demons. It's just kind of his thing to just destroy. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. um, you know, it might be a little violent for Smash, but we've discussed Trevor Phillips and the Trapper. <laughs> so, who cares? Who cares? Uh, my number one, Doom though, um... Another good episode. Smash or Dash. True. Uh, my number one, if it's not going to be Fallout, if it's not going to be Doom, there's only one thing left. Elder Scrolls. Specifically, no surprise, it's, uh, it's the Dragonborn. Who else would it be? If you're going to have, like, there's, like, there's, yes, there's other games with the Elder Scrolls franchise, but Dragonborn is the face, again. It's, it's another mm-hmm. series that has different settings, different characters in each game, and yes, he is also an avatar, but compared to Fallout, he has more of a how do I put this? That there's it is that when when you think of the Dragonborn, there's a certain design that you think of. Uh, they've got right. the helmet with the horns. They're <clears throat> dressed up. It's just there's a look that you think of this character. And you kind of have this generic promotional version of them. Fallout doesn't really have that. Right. And um, well, I'm not really familiar with the other Elder Scrolls titles. Dragonborn is very well known in the drift gaming community. Again, every console has Skyrim. Uh, he's got mm-hmm. he, he's got various weaponry. He's got magics. He's got the dragon skills. Uh, he can shout Fusro die as his standard special, just like push other people away. There's plenty of material for them to choose from for him. I, I've thought about making a move set for him before, but I just never pulled the trigger because, again, he's one of those characters that they just have a lot to choose from, and sometimes that's daunting. Yeah, yeah. A Skyrim stage would be awesome too. Uh, I nominated Ooh, High Hrothgar. Yeah. In that uh, uh, Fighters Pass 2 episode we did. Yeah. Absolutely. It's funny how far off we both were in that <laughs> But um, so it goes. So it goes. I mean, that's how it usually um, goes, really. Exactly. Exactly. Um, okay. All really solid picks uh, collectively representing the three franchises Bethesda's best known for and for good reason. Um, so I guess we'll just jump into this. My third pick is uh, the Vault Boy. <laughs> you know, in Fallout, um, you, you, it's just a character that you create as your avatar. There's no, there's no standard base. You just create them, you name them, you're out there in the world. So the Vault Boy, you know, being a, being an ubiquitous character that you see on uh, signage and, and screens and tutorials, uh, we could be representative of iconic of the franchise. Uh, and you can give them the pit boy. You can give them all these magic things, the vault armor, uh, and hunky dory. There you go. Uh, one thing I will add is that it could be a, it's a two D character on the side. It could be a two D character like Game and Watch in the game. Potential. I mean, he does have uh, a three D me costume that just like yeah, looks just like, like him. 
They did that precisely. One, that's when they did a really good job with that one. I'm proud. They did. They did. My number two is uh, Doom Guy, otherwise known as like a Doom Slayer to some, and the more recent reiterations of the games, like Master Chief, if he uh, decides to just go all out one day and say, "Hey, I'm gonna rip off my enemy's arms and them to death with it." Um, and there's a good episode that we did with your brother Twilix about uh, Master Chief and Doom Guy and Smasher Dash earlier this year. We did. I uh, recommend you check it out. Uh, there's like a there's the BFG, there's the the, the rail chainsaw. Gun. Uh, yeah, railgun. All manner of vicious weapons. I nearly, uh, yeah, I was going to spoil that episode. I was so, um, <laughs> my number one pick is uh, pretty much this leaves Elder Scrolls on the table for popular choices from Bethesda. And uh, what other choices there than particularly Skyrim, which is such a, it's on every system you can imagine at this point. Um, oh, and the Dragonborn, who unlike like the Fallout Avatar, um, they um, have this baseline default design that you can choose, that you can uh, base it off of. Maybe you can pull from various races for the for the alternate costumes. Yeah. Um, That's something I would want to see is like, keep the basic armor, but like each, um, each costume, it's actually like a different person under it change the gender yeah. change the race change some of their facial mm-hmm. features fuck it go for it smash will never be until, yeah precisely smash will never be complete until we can play as a khajiit so uh let's see so all said um <laughs> funny you chose bethesda right after rockstar because that's one we were yeah. almost one rockstar and now we're totally flush here. So that's Gosh, great. I, I imagine that's not going to happen many more times, though, if at all. So um, the Western ones are just kind of... Because, I don't, I don't know, Western developers in general don't have as many... Don't have the same well, just like crazy amounts of IP to choose from. Yeah. So this kind of is what it is. Uh, that being said, I would like to choose another Western developer. Go for it. And that Western developer is one that is represented in Nintendo already, and Smash already, rather, um, being Microsoft. Microsoft, all right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, Microsoft, you, you have the Microsoft characters, actual exclusive. They've been, they've been snatching up companies a little bit left and right. Oh, to, uh, a little bit. The Game Pass, et cetera. So just Bethesda. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, such as Bethesda, such as Mojang, such as uh, Rare, more previously. And my first, uh, my third character is a Rare character, that being... Who? Conquer the, Conquer the Squirrel. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, at this point, Bad Fur Day is such an ubiquitous thing, it would have to be based off Bad Fur Day and not the child-friendly individual that was on that one little Game Boy title where you shot around a little... Um, slingshot, and that was about it. And not the little friend from Diddy Kong Racing either, just full on lunacy. Full on <laughs> bad mouth and squirrel boy. Yeah, and I don't know how they're getting, they, they would not be allowed to swear, at least all that much. So it would be funny to find the workarounds. His trailer would be, be about him. Like, there'd be a section in his trailer just him trying to get around the profanity filters. 
<laughs> yeah, and, that, and that, it's like, Conker has developed into almost a Deadpool-like character in video games. I mean, he does break the fourth um, wall, I think. Exactly. Exactly. A lot like Gex, but successful. Uh, this makes me feel like Sakurai under a spotlight. Um, that's pretty much all I could say to the character, um, but it's there. Uh, my second choice is actually the obvious choice. I'm going Master Chief for number two. Really? Number two is Master Chief? Crushingly enough. And, um, you know, we, we, we go through the nines, I'm sure that, or at least you can. I don't know if he's on your list. I can only just assume. But um, Halo being a franchise that you played a lot more than me. But uh, clearly, I mean, if, if they ended the Spider Pass with Master Chief, which probably won't happen, but if he finishes the fight, that could be the best possible way you could probably end the Spider Pass in terms of hype. In in terms of hype, in terms of like marketing, Master Chief mm -hmm. finishes the fight is the premier way to end the Spider Pass. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And that's why he's my number two. My number one is uh, is Gruntilex. What? Grunt? Why? <laughs> like everything else you said, I'm like, okay, yeah, I get this character. I get this character. Like Gruntilda is your number one. Okay, all right. Give me the reason. Get. Give Banjo more loving, and he's going to come out of his hole, and you're going to get Banjo 3 on the Switch and the Xbox. It'll be a great old time. And uh, and also, she can, like, rhyme, and at one point she dies. And also, there's, like, funny magic you can do when she floats around. And it's kind of a troll take, because I just didn't want Master Chief to be my number one. I also wouldn't be mad if Gruntilla were in. It would be really fucking weird. It would be really weird. But, haha! <laughs> I think you're going to kick yourself oh, when you pick... And, and, and she killed Bottle that one time. Oh, who cares about Bottles? I don't know. I don't think he cares about Bottles. should have been Bottles who was, was my choice, right? Uh, I think you're going to kick yourself a little bit uh, when you realize that you did... Gruntilla is a troll pick when you realize who my number three and, and number two are from Microsoft. Okay. My number three, I'm pretty sure it's a rare character. I'm pretty sure it's very mid this game. It's Rash from Battletoads. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they there were better go. troll picks than Gruntilda. <laughs> uh, never played Battletoads, but it is well known for being a fuck you, go shit in a hole and die game. Uh, it is fast paced. If you hit anything, you're just fucking dead. Don't touch things. It's, it's a frogman who punches and kicks, and his punch kicks get stronger. He has a brother named Zitz and a brother named Pimple. I bet you can tell where these names came from. They got a new game recently in the last couple of years. Yeah. That's the thing. I'm kind of surprised that they didn't make a fourth character, considering it's a multiplayer game, so that they could have four people playing. But, you know, whatever. Not a big deal. I'm pretty sure fans would have rioted if they made a fourth. But, hey, it happens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, my number two for Microsoft. Bad. I was surprised to find them under the Microsoft banner. Eddie Riggs from Brutal Legend. 
Fuck yeah. Nice. Get get Jack yeah. Black in Smash. Fuck. <laughs> give him his uh give him his axe guitar, give him his fucking battle axe, his lightning, his fire, his earth shaking abilities. Give it to me. Uh we discussed him on his recent Smash Adapts episode actually, where he was up against Oh, what's his name? Bridges. From from Death Stranding. He was against that guy. And Border Bridges. Yeah. yeah. So that that was a that was a fun matchup. And Eddie, man, he'd just be a treat. Uh no surprise yeah, though. Yeah, I didn't know. Yeah. Yeah. I, I that's why like I looked up and see like look, he's the company that made him is a company under Microsoft. I don't know what they were at nice. the time, but they are now. So, they are now. As far as that so, concerned, that counts. Uh, my number one, though, no surprise to anybody. Uh, if, if you're a Microsoft fan, you know this character. It's it's Riptor from uh, from Killer Instinct. <laughs> nah, it's Master Chief. Come on, come on. You may not want to make him be on your number one, but there's no denying that mm -hmm. the Chief has to represent Microsoft. He's not doing it yet in Smash, but he's got mm -hmm. Come on. Uh, personally, I don't really care about Halo itself. Like, I've never been that into it. I'm, I'm just not good at shooters. But the Chief is fine. Um, I, I have, despite not really caring much about it, I have played through the whole, or most of the series uh, with, my, with Twilix. Uh, we were doing recordings for it to upload to the YouTube channel. But unfortunately, um, at some point during Halo 3... He stopped capturing audio, and he didn't bother to check until three games later when we were playing <laughs> Halo 4. So Holy at some shit. Point, at some point, we're going to have to go back and re-record all of Halo 3, ODST, Reach, and whatever amount of 4 we got into, which sucks. And, Nightmare. you know, I'm not good at the game, but it was at least fun to play, and nobody can deny what Chief mm -hmm. has done for gaming, especially for the FPS community. You, you just can't. Oh, yeah. That. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. I deserve it. Top pick for Microsoft, one might say. I believe so, yes. Right right there beside Gruntelda. Well, I mean, they both like green. Yeah, they're both green. <laughs> That's yeah. Master Chief sings a lot, too. Next company. Uh, we've got quite a bit filled out in a certain corner of the bingo board, so I'm going to go to the opposite side here. Uh, maybe start mm -hmm. filling in a little bit of spots there. We're going to go um, Valve. Let's do Valve oh, next. Okay. Uh, when it comes to games themselves, they're a relatively smaller company, but mm -hmm. uh, they are the masters of Steam. Yeah. If you are a PC gamer, you probably know who Valve is only because of Steam. If only because of Steam, rather. Or maybe you use the EA Game Store, or Uplay, or the Epic Games Launcher. Right. <laughs> but most people, probably I would say most people, use Steam. Yeah. Get uh, Jonesy with it. <laughs> yeah. They've had a few big franchises uh, that people are fans of. So, when it comes to my three for Valve, my number three is The Heavy from Team Fortress 2. Yeah. Uh, I've played it a little bit. I'm Again, it's a shooter game, so I'm not great at it. But 
of all the characters, the ones that I feel like have the most potential for Smash are the Heavy and the Scout. And I think the Heavy would just be more fun. You have this big old guy who's got a fucking minigun that he calls Natasha. Uh, he, he, he heals himself by eating a sandwich. I just, the Heavy, is just, he's, just, he's just a good old guy. He's just fun. Yeah. I, I would love that the, the Heavy being in Smash would just be a great treat. <clears throat> Number two. Right. A character on Smashtopia, but not created by either of us. Chuck mm -hmm. from Portal. There's there's some fun stuff that you could do with Chell and Smash. Uh, you got the Companion Cube, you got GLaDOS, you got Wheatley, you got uh, Gel that makes your jump, Gel that makes you fast, you got turrets, you got the Portal gun. I shoot oh, a yeah. portal over here, I shoot a portal over there, I run through this portal, I appear over there. Doing portals in Smash would be pure chaos. Sakurai would probably put himself in the hospital trying to program it. Which is part of uh -huh. why Chell should never be in Smash. Uh, I think about that because you can't do her without portals and I do not see portals programming nicely. Oh boy. Good God. I feel bad for whoever has to do that someday in 2043. Not too far from now. No, it's only in three years. Yeah, but uh, Chell would be. I think I think she'd bring a lot to Smash. Would be pretty cool. But number one, though, is probably probably would not be the number one for most people from Valve. Because mm -hmm. most people would probably say either Chell or Gordon. But I'm not saying either of them. No, I'm saying Bill. Bill Overbeck. From Left 4 Dead. Now, personally, when it comes to Left 4 ah. Dead games, I prefer Left 4 Dead 2. And I play Nick in Left 4 Dead 2. And even then in Left 4 Dead 1, uh, I play Francis. Uh, mm -hmm. Just, you know, you get the big old... You, you had the con man in one game, then you had the biker man in another game. But Bill is definitely uh, the fan favorite of the series. There, there's no denying it. He, he is your war veteran who's just out here. just like, I'm going to take all these... I'm, I'm going to die... But I'm going to take as many of these goddamn fucking zombies with me as possible. <laughs> and, you know, he leads his team in Left 4 Dead 1. He meets the Left 4 Dead 2 team in a special mission. And he was even picked to be added into Dead by Daylight as a survivor. <clears throat> and is one of the ones that I enjoy playing. Uh, they also mm -hmm. added in skins for, uh, well, not really skins, but, like, the outfits from the other characters from the first game. So I like to use Francis's outfit whenever I play as Jake. But that's a different game. But, Bill, I mean... Right. Love for Dead, honestly, there's not a whole lot that would be really available that's unique. Because, okay, you got you got, uh, you got got rifles, you have snipers, you have shotguns, pistols, and you have a variety of different melee weapons. Uh, baseball bats, cricket bats, golf clubs, uh, axes, chainsaws as well, um, frying pans. Uh, you could even oh. do some kind of move with like one of the zombies, like maybe his up special involves... The uh, smoker, uh, which has like a gigantic tongue that it can shoot like a fucking projectile, and it just wraps around <laughs> and pulls him up. Like you could do something like that, yeah. I guess. I mean, Jill in Marvel vs. Capcom Two summons a zombie that she pushes towards somebody, so he could do something like that. Um, mm -hmm. He he's uh, of the ones I've mentioned, and really of Valve's franchises, 
Left 4 Dead is really the harder one to create a moveset for, but goddamn, is it the one I want? Yeah. I don't blame you. That was a surprise first pick. The other two, you didn't kind of see them coming. Yeah. But that was a surprise pick. It won't be my um, only surprise as we go through things. Like, most of my picks, at least from the top pick, I think are, like, either the obvious choice or it's an understandable choice. But I do think Bill is definitely one of the ones that people go like, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay, so uh, mine, um, to be honest, it's going it's going the way that people probably saw yours going. Uh, my third choice is the heavy for the choices that, for the reasons that you've already specified. My second choice is Chow for the reasons you've already specified. Um, and also, Astropius and Mr. Chow is really good. I think that's one of his best. Yeah. Um, so check that out if you want to. Um, my number one is uh, is Gordon with Gordon Freeman, Half-Life, um, the game that will never get a true third sequel. Um, what about <laughs> Half-Life 2 Chapter 2? Yeah, in Half-Life Alex. Yeah. Um, Steve, to, to think that Valve put out an entire console before that. <laughs> All said, um, you can hit people with a crowbar just like Trevor, but without all the psychological issues. Um, without the, besides the portal gun from Portal, you also have the gravity gun from Half-Life, which could uh, mess things up a little bit without being as much of a programming hell nightmare. Um, he also has the bug bait um, weapon, which is interesting. You can summon various giant nuclear-affected bugs to attack people or have an antlion carry him forward into the air or whatever. Um, it's a, it was a wacky F special. So that, there's there's more there than, than you would imagine. And he, there's rifles in Half-Life, but they like don't shoot out regular ammunition, ammunition like pulses or... or shadow balls or whatever um so there's more than enough there to make it an interesting character i think without breaking smash at the same time so um go, before i don't know what maybe there wouldn't be a steam without first being a gordon freeman so ode to him it's 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 giving gordon the spotlight where I should have given Master Chief once. So, <laughs> bada bing, bada boom. Um, also, you mentioned uh, filling out one side of the map over the other, and I'm and I'm just like, oh yeah, I totally forgot how this was oriented because I, I just see your face on Discord and not our OBS. I mean, so, you have an old screenshot of what the bingo board looks like. I have the picture. I'm like, okay, now I just brought up the picture. So I'm going to help fill out that side of the map, too. Um, let's go for Capcom next. Okay, Capcom, a big one. A franchise, something that has far too many characters to pick from. There's, there's, there's no, yeah, it, it's a well of opportunity. It so truly is. It truly is. Um, so let's see where we're going here. Uh, my number three choice is a choice that was many people's number one from Capcom up until recently when he came out as a new fighter. 
So uh, it's, it's Dante from Devil May Cry, um, a franchise that would easily make it into Smash, um, translate very well over um, similar, akin to Bayonetta, um, just without uh, much of the same controversy um, since it's an older, older series. Kind of there wouldn't there wouldn't be a Bayonetta without Devil May Cry coming sure, first. Sure. Uh, both both Kamiya initially led titles too, um, so those uh very combo, crazy combo-centric character using all manner of swords and guns and uh, demon magic, bada bing, bada boom, there you go. Uh, my number two is Phoenix. Phoenix being uh, someone I could easily see being your number one. Um, I'll consider previous discussions where uh, even have a hint that maybe he can make it into as, as the final Fighter Pass character, which I wouldn't be opposed to. Um, I love it. It's it's a wacky, yeah, precisely. It's it's a wacky choice of Marvel versus Capcom Three has already proven that it could be done. Smash with the way that it's oriented can probably do it better. Yeah. Um, as you have already exemplified on the Smash W Wiki. Speaking of plugs, uh, <laughs> so um, I, I'm sure you'll you, you can speak more to him. But um, let's just get to my number one. It, it, it's an offbeat pick, but I think it's understandable. Um, there's a lot of choices to sort through when you bring up the name Resident Evil. There are. Resident Evil is Resident Evil is to Capcom. It, it's their flagship. It's the flagship franchise of the new Capcom. Mega Man, yeah, the her. flagship franchise of classic Capcom. Once Resident Evil Four hit hit the screens in 2004, it was all over. It became a major franchise for them. Um, which would make you think it, may, it might be Leon, because uh, Resident Evil 4 really, really put them on the map. Resident Evil 1, um, you know, you had those weird tank controls. It was innovative for the time, but it was never going to sustain itself as a series through contemporary times with that layup. Um, and, and Jill oriented, um, she was the face of the series at first, would be a great choice in my opinion. I would not be against her. Um, I, I, in fact, I like her more than Leon personally, um, because along with Leon's, uh, you know, in franchising the, the IP, basically, he also just comes across as very slightly generic and not in general, just in comparison to some of the other picks you got. Of course, he's not Chris Redfield, so at least he has that going, bro. True. So, uh, also became ugly in Resident Evil 7, so he also has that going, bro. Uh, and then you have Seven and Village. There's not really a whole lot to go off of because Ethan does not even have a face because Penelope went through this bizarre period. Like, oh, we can't have the Avatar have a face. That would be um, weird because you're injecting yourself into the characters. That, that's stupid. so stupid. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I know it could have been Lady Dimitrescu, of course. <laughs> and now it's Albert Wesker. Is who I it shows because you have all these characters. You have you have Chris and Claire. You have Leon. You have Jill, um, Ethan, and others. Um, and in the end, who ultimately unites all of these characters under a certain umbrella? It's the villain of the franchise. One of the few in, instances where the villain is the unifier. Um, of each game overarching yeah. um and is also popular celebrated and well loved amongst the community too he's not enough of just a um non-complex asshole to just throw to the curb 
there's 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 interest there and seeing the mutations that he runs through in some of these games you can have a monstrous moveset yeah. quite literally um so you know there, there's the nemesis there's mr x why not just put all of that intimidation from all of these various baddies into one compound character who's uh kind of taken uh chemistry class a little too far <laughs> but so you have this he, he took a couple electives in mad scientist precisely precisely and there's, there's some there's some cool mad scientists throughout all manner series um you know you have, you have your egg managing the wileys and uh so on and so forth um of them all wesker would be the most interesting to me personally and that's why he's my number one pick for capcom all right capcom 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 for me this is the company of all companies outside of nintendo that has the most franchises and characters with smash potential it is just the most heavily Great. populated with such an, an amazing library of options and it goes mm -hmm. to show that they are one of those companies that can have their own crossword fighting games and have it be great. Uh, the versus Capcom games, where they will verse Tatsunoko, Marvel, SNK, uh, all these different companies. And they were able to hold their own. It's like, we have a great library. Whereas uh, not every company can have their own crossword fighting because mm -hmm. they just don't have the stuff. Uh, level 5, I don't think really think they can do it. They just right. don't have enough. Um, mm -hmm. Square Enix could, but it would be 50% Final Fantasy, which would not be satisfying. No. But uh, Capcom has proven themselves at being a a great company with this huge library. And it's like, God, we need more Capcom characters in Smash. The fact that we only have yep. Mega Man is just such a disservice. We need more. And Ryu. And Ryu. Ryu and oh yeah, Ryu and Ken. <laughs> <laughs> but still, that we only have Street Fighter and Mega Man is a disservice. Right, but we can have so much more. Uh, I'm I would love to see we haven't gotten in this DLC. Yeah, yeah. That's it. Like the only new Capcom rep we've had in Ultimate was Ken. A an echo of Ryu is just like, what the fuck? Can I'm like, I would love the last character to be a Capcom <laughs> character, just to give them more. Uh, in any of my top three I have here from Capcom, I would love to see any of them. Like, bring it on. Number three, yeah. Dante. Devil May Cry, get the guy in. Unfortunately, he's a me costume, so he's out of the game for Ultimate, but he would still be great. Um, I actually have I have very little Devil May Cry knowledge. Um, I know he fights devils. Or not devils. Um, is it devils? Demons? He fights, he fights dark yeah. creatures. I don't remember his his he's like he's half one of them too because his dad is a devil mm -hmm. he's got a brother uh he has a, like a detective agency of sorts he loves pizza <laughs> uh I, I i want to watch a let's play of the series uh at some point it's just you know not enough hours of the day there's a lot of things i need to watch like, i need to watch bayonetta so that we can get some i can get some knowledge on that for eventually we can do like a smasher dash or something with the bayonetta character because right. I, I, I would love to eventually have a Smasher Dash represent each um, 
as many franchises as we can that are already in Smash. Some would be difficult, but like, right? Like I want to watch Bayonetta pretty much for that reason, but I also I want to see Devil May Cry even more. Uh, my second pick right. is a character that I really really want in. Uh, it would just make me happy. I love their games. Uh, unfortunately, their games are kind of hard to do replays of just by the nature of them. But uh, it's Phoenix Ruddy. He's my number two. Oh, yeah. Not my number one. Wow. Yeah. Well, wow. we'll get there. He was in He was in serious contention for my number one, but he didn't quite make it, and we'll get there. But I am a huge Phoenix Wright fan. Uh, the, the Great Ace Attorney games, they're finally getting localized. I'm going to play them. It's going to be a good time. We have Herlock Sholmes now. It's like, okay, <laughs> I get it. There were copyright issues with the name, but okay. But, Just pretend. Yeah. Know. Phoenix would be great. And he could even bring an echo of Miles Edgeworth or Apollo Justice with him. Why not? Right. My number one, though, my number one from Capcom is an extremely biased pick and breaks one of my rules to pieces. It's Mega Man.exe. Mega Man.exe. Yep. From Mega Man <laughs> Battle Network. Ah. Oh, Holy yes. cow. Love those games so much. Hate Battle Network 6, though. It sucks. I, I, <laughs> I pretty much hate being 6 from start to finish. Uh, I wish we would get a BN7. I've been following uh, the, all the Chrono X updates whenever they have an update because I would love to play that game whenever they finish it. Uh, it it's a fan mm -hmm. game that they're making. Um, but... God, Battle Network is such a good game. Uh, I, I want to record all of them. I'm up through BN3 right now, and I have plans to do BN4 in the near-ish future. But uh, I just fucking love those games. It's, it's such a different style with how you run, you're running around on the internet now. Because it's, it's, it's in a different universe from the main Mega Man timeline, where instead of... Um, they, they presented as, at some point, there were two different science projects being worked on by... Uh, Dr. Hikari, who is the Battle Network version of Dr. Light, and Dr. Wily. Oh, and yeah. Wily was working on a robotics program, and Hikari was working on a uh, network program. And in the original Mega Man timeline, it's Wily's robotics program that was selected and got funding. But in Battle Network, it's the network program that got chosen, which led Wily to become very unhappy and try to take over the world and destroy the internet. Also, your doghouse is connected to internet. It's connected to the internet. It's so is your toilet awesome. and your oven and everything. It's like real life is becoming bound network slowly, and I'm just starting to get scared. It's like I have seen how things go in bound network and how everything gets infected with viruses. This is bad. Viruses make your oven spew fire. Oh no! It'll be just like that. Or the IRS won't be attacked. Yeah. Uh, and just okay. to add on, like, one last thing with uh, Mega Man.exe, the very first character that I ever made a Smash Brothers moveset for, period, was him. Oh, yeah. Gotta love mm -hmm. the guy. He's my top pick there for Capcom. Bar none. <laughs> so I don't, I don't like the characters from the same franchise. It's, it's I said it breaks I my never... rule. Like, it's, I, <laughs> listen, I'm allowed bias. Fuck you. Yep. And you could say Battle Network is technically a separate franchise. Technically. I mean, 
technically not, but halfway. Kind of like how yeah. Final Fantasy VII is a separate franchise inside of Final Fantasy, considering it's got like seven fucking games. Uh-huh. Wait until you see what I do with Mario and Mario Kart later. Ooh, buddy. Oh, dear. Anyway. <laughs> uh, cool. Okay, cool. well, that, that brings it to me next. And I mm -hmm. think I'm going to go... For a company that has a close relationship with Nintendo. And Capcom, actually. Sort of. Kind of. Huh. Platinum. Huh. Yeah. Platinum Games. Founded by uh, the man who created Devil May Cry and Resident Evil. Hideki Kamiya. And, and had his hand in Okami. He did. Well, he created Okami. But, yeah. yeah. Uh, well, so, Platinum... Again, I've I've only played one platinum game, only the one. Mm -hmm. So we'll get. So I don't have a whole lot of experience with them, but they're they're very much just like your actiony, uh, button mash, beat them down, hack and slash games. Like again, mm -hmm. it this this is where Bayonetta comes into things. Right. So for me, uh, platinum. My number three goes to a character and a game that I don't know. But I've, I found art of them, I was like, you interest me. And it's Loki right. from Bayonetta 2. Now, I don't know huh. much about this character. He's actually a large part of the reason why I want to watch a Let's Play of Bayonetta, just to find out what the fuck his deal is. Because he looks like this, this street kid who does parkour and just does a whole bunch of flips, but he also fights by throwing playing cards around. And I'm just like, I nice. don't know you, but you have my attention, sir. Someone called the TVA. <laughs> ah, he's another Loki variant. Oh, no. Uh, my number two <laughs> is from a game you have played. In that, uh, at a t there was a time when you championed this character. Wonder Red from Wonderful 101. Yeah. Uh, I, I kind of figured that he would be able to use uh, the abilities from the other Wonderfuls. Because why not? Like His main one is going to be like the, his punch. But then you can do Wonder Sword, Wonder Gun, Wonder Hammer, whatever. Who cares? Yeah. And he would pretty much just be, like, representing all of the Wonderful 101 just as himself. I don't really feel like there's a problem with that. Right. My number one, though, from Platinum comes from the one Platinum game I've played. Astral Chain. And that's going to be yep. the Legionis. Uh, he's the protagonist. He's nameless. But, uh, you can choose a gender between male or female. And whichever one you choose, your twin is also a character in the game, which is a really cool concept. I like that a lot. And they are named mm -hmm. Akira Howard. So some people call this character Akira. I call them the Legionis because, well, that's what they're working with. It just makes sense to me. They have this, like, interdimensional beast that fights according to their uh, commands. And there's, like, a, a spectral chain that kind of connects them. And you can wrap that chain around opponents to stun them. Uh, you have three different weapons that you can hit them with. A simple police baton, a gun, kind of like a pistol, and, like, a massive fucking sword. And it's the same oh, weapon, it just transforms between the three, so it's something, do, something doing something with that, or be able to change his beast from its different types, from like the sword infantry, to the beast, to arms, where it's just like gigantic punching shit, uh, the archer, or um, the last one has also like a gigantic sword, I don't remember what it's called, but I think, I think, I, I honestly don't know too well how they'd work in Smash, but I do think if they're not playable... They'll be an assist trophy for sure in the next one. So I gotta give them yeah. the nod. 
Yeah, and they have that tie to Nintendo, too. They're like a second party, kind of, so mm-hmm. it, it, it lends itself to the assist trophy at the very least. Yeah. Um, and it's an interesting prospect. They're, they're, um, it's kind of in like the same position as Xenoblade Chronicles. Yeah. Yeah. True enough. True enough. Yeah. Um, and that's exactly why they're also on my, uh, my short list as my third pick. <laughs> nice. Nice. Or for the same reasons you are. It's an intro. No, it's, you, I think you can probably say that um, never before have you there been a gameplay option where you're like uh, enslaving the space monster and fighting, fighting it while it fights. I mean, fighting with it against its will. Yeah, the, um, the game is kind of crazy. But I, I like uh-huh. I was bad at the game. I was bad at the combat to begin with, and I'm still not great. But you kind of get it as you go through. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it seems pretty technical and, and, and intriguing. Um, I'll, I'll certainly play it at some point, or at least watch your uh, your let's play on. Uh, I don't have one. So let's start gaming. Oh, I thought, I, yeah. I want. I was going to at one point, but then other games kind of <laughs> sprung up. Right. Right. Okay. Okay. Oh, that makes sense. Hey, anyway, you can still watch the let's start gaming. Of course, <laughs> if you want to do that. Um. And then uh, my second pick is Wonder Red for, uh, again, um, it's another Nintendo-adjacent franchise that most recently um, sprung up its port on the PS4 and the Xbox One as well. Um, and to compound upon your, your idea of using the various... Well, I mean, Biolith does it, and it would make more sense for Wonder Red, so why not? Yeah. Um, and then and then you... Because, you know, you're fighting with all these up to 100 different characters in the water for one-on-one. That's the main gimmick. Uh, so it works. It makes sense. Uh, Wonder Red. Um, and just seeing the, the, the audacity of whatever the final smash that they come up with would be, um, would be very intriguing to me. I mean, I, I would assume it incorporates Wonder Red's gigantic, enormous red hand and just every everybody using their power. Well, that would be, it would be cool. Um, number one. Like Cinemax Stampede of all of the wonderful <clears throat> 101 attacking mm-hmm. precisely one of whom is a spayonetta <laughs> so, <laughs> all right yeah. yeah um and then number one is from a game i haven't played it and to my surprise is actually a, a mobile title that debuted as a mobile title oh okay. um, world of demons it deals with the uh, yokai um you know japanese mythological creatures monsters demons whatever um, and the eradication of them at your hand in a, in a samurai in a imperial. Uh, it, it, its art style is really similar in, in context to Okami, so I wonder how much of like traditional Japanese what they invoke in there, how much of the comedic styling is still in there, because they're both Okami games. This could be Okami's thing of like, hey, I kind of want to do like an Okami esque thing again, and this is the best that we can do without Capcom support because Capcom, I don't know what the hell's going on over there um hold on sorry what was that so uh my my choice from world of demons is a character called Sayo, which is one of the two main characters um Sayo wields a long uh, i forget the name of it um but it's a it's a traditional japanese spear so one of the ones that's naginata? similar to Skimitar. yeah naginata so it's similar to almost a scimitar in the way that it's the blade is curved but it's a it's a long spear. That's a javelin, um, and she fights with that. Has a primarily has wind based powers. Um, so uh, 
closest in that we can get to an airbender at this point with a sharp <laughs> thing at the end of her chair. Um, and and the and what I saw this game during E3. It's coming out on the PS5 um, and the Switch as well. Uh, did had no clue that it had a mobile precursor or and then like the the that seems like it could stand up in like a at least like a PS2 or a thing. So it's crazy how far mobile's gone. Um, and seeing stuff stuff like Genshin Impact, you're like, really? <laughs> At the yeah. very least, despite all the controversy, it's like, this is on a freaking phone. So it kind of falls into that category. Um, not a lot of gotcha elements to my understanding, thank God. Um, and it's being ported to actual consoles and as a physical game with everything preloaded on it. So, uh, Ph- hooray. Phone games have been getting impressive games. lately. Like, when I saw, yeah. when some when a friend of mine showed me what Genshin looked like, and I was like, that's a phone game? What the fuck? Uh-huh. Why aren't more companies uh-huh. making games that look like this instead of more <clears throat> gacha games? Uh-huh. Or, like, uh-huh. I, I mean, there's, there's, there's some of that. Oh, well, Genshin but, like, is a gacha game. Why, why, are we getting, why aren't we getting more things like this and not, like, Cut the rope and Angry Birds, which you know, further time, sure, whatever. But uh, mm-hmm. if mobile is capable of this, let's do more of that, and not Precisely. you know, the Mario Flappy Kart Bird game Bird. or Mario fucking oh, Run. Not... People debate over why Mario Run yeah. failed, but I'll tell you why Mario Run failed because it was boring. That's why it failed. You're not going to get people to want to pay for a game if it's boring. Mm-hmm. Mario Kart Tour, same thing, but worse. <laughs> like, holy God. At least you get, like, a side guy and a Mariachi head, though. Um, cab driver Waluigi, actually. That's, that's the redeeming factor there. That's true. <laughs> uh, they, they have such interesting locales in Mario Kart Tour, too, that it makes me salty that it's relegated to Mario Kart Tour. Yeah. <laughs> like, come on now. But uh, yeah, and so I chose the. It's kind of the forefront. They're they're developing something with this franchise, um, and I just kind of wanted to get to the forefront of it because it looks appealing to me, has an interesting background, and otherwise I just haven't played enough platinum games to have enough bias otherwise. So fair enough. Yeah. Fair enough. And uh, with that, the ball's back in my court. Yep. What's next? Uh, we've we've gotten a we've gotten a fair bit through this process at this point. I'd say we're probably a little past halfway done. Uh, you think we're a little past halfway? Probably more than that, right? No, we've only done nine. We have out of wow. twenty-five. <laughs> wow, this is gonna be a long episode. Yes, it is. <laughs> nice, nice. Well, out of twenty-five. That that I had an idea. It's let's push that off for a little bit. See where we land. In the meantime, I will uh, raise your platinum and go one step above and um, say Sega, because they're literally one step above platinum on the card. They are. They are. They are. My first choice for Sega is one that would break the rule that Mega Man WXE and until then, Chanel already broke, but that's not going to happen here. And that is uh, Dr. Eggman. Okay. We talked about him a little bit here, in my opinion. Uh, we Personally, in the past, we've talked about him a little bit. Um, as, a, as a potential villain choice to, to pad out the villainry in Smash, 
Um, and also if there's another Sonic character, he would arguably be the most interesting. Um, get given he's, you know, a ro robotics engineer and not a, another furry friend. Um, you know, there's, we've already proven in the past too, with the Smasher dashes and whatnot, but Shadow's a little more interesting than first use the eye. Knuckles could be fun, Tails could be fun, whatever. Um, Eggman, I think, is where the bread and butter is with, uh, with all the menagerie machinery uh, that you can bring into it. Yeah. It would be, it would be fun. And one of his toss could be him holding a chow and going, Yosh. <laughs> okay. Um, Okay. Yep. <laughs> my my number two is um, Alice Landale from Fantasy Star Two. Okay. One of the flagship, uh, one one of the iconic characters from what used to be a flagship franchise. Fantasy Star Online still has a cult following, but Fantasy Star in general, at its peak in the eighties and nineties, was a major RPG series. Um, and it has that sci-fi aspect, which you didn't, you've got a lot more high fantasy back then. It's evened out now with like a Xenoblade team years. Back in the day, you didn't get the whole lot. So it's maintained a legacy. Um, Smash has maintained some sort of semblance of recognizing legacy characters. Um, and I think it would just be kind of interesting to see a sci-fi take on kind of the magic elf kind of thing that you get with her. Um, so there's some fairly typical magics going on. Um, then again, in Smash, we don't really have a lot of characters who use typical magic anyway. It's true. You have Robin. That's really just touching a scraping. Robin, uh, you could argue Zelda, uh, the hero, mm -hmm. obviously, if they use magic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, Precise. Sephiroth Precise. does as well, actually. Yeah. This, uh, this, I think, is more archetypal than than a lot of those though, but um other than maybe our Robin. Um let's see. But my number one is Claude Wallace. You remember Claude, don't you? I the only Claude I know is from Fire Emblem Three Houses. Oh yeah, and and um Mother Three. Being no, that's Claus. Or did you did you yeah. say Claus? Because I thought you okay. said Claude. Oh, it's Bod. Bod Wallace. Oh. All right, I don't, I don't know who that is. He's uh, the leader of a particular force who's fighting another force, and other force are bad guys. But anyway, um, right. I was turned towards Valkyrie Chronicles when um, this game came out on the Switch, not that long ago, uh, a couple of years back. Um, and it was interesting because it kind of captures Advanced Wars and Fire Emblem in a bubble where you fight on a uh, on fixed terrain on, on, a, on a map. So you're you're actually looking at like war schematics in the uh, as this is strategy RPG. You're looking at war schematics. You choose your unit. It brings you into a third person device. You're able to run around. Um, and choose your position freely, and then sit down and shoot. So it's a third-person shooter and a strategy RPG combined. Um, the, it's a really interesting fusion for, for the gameplay. Um, very fun. Um, beyond that, I'm trying to remember. It, it's it's like an alternate, it's like a multiverse take on World War One. Okay. 
That'd be, that's yeah, kind of yeah, interesting. Yeah. I and mean, we we've seen yeah, things like that for World War Two, but World War One doesn't get we'll say right, talked about right. as much. Right, right. Um, and so Quad, he he's the commander of of the Edinburgh Army, one hundred and first Division, First Battle Brigade, thirty second Armored Ranger Battalion, Second Regiment, Platoon E. And he has a comp, he can attack from a tank. He has full um, regalia for, force over all of the, uh, he, he commands forces is what I'm trying to say. So um, you can have him be able to have a, uh, have a grenadier uh, from off screen shoot a grenade onto the stage. You can have him uh, have a rocket shot onto the stage, whatever, so on and so forth. Or, or you can use the, you can use the mechanic, you can use the mechanics himself. Um, his final smash can easily just be him uh, mowing down at the tank, blowing shit up. Um, it's it's a slightly more, uh, there, should I say, realistic take on advanced, like an Andy-like character, uh, more more war-centric than, I'll say he's more war-centric than engineering-centric. Right. Um, so there's He's more like an actual commander. Right, right. So, um, multifaceted character. Um, it would be interesting. He, he can be a summoning character in unique ways. Um, there is there are characters from the first Valkyria Chronicles that are arguably more celebrated than Quad. I chose Quad because I actually play this game and know what I'm talking about. Fair enough. Um, what's what's the cash for now? Um, yeah. Um, I, I wasn't sure what, I, what what it would feel like to present this character, given that they come from more of a slightly more more basic war-based franchise in terms of the, the combat options. But in Smash, it's very unique. Sure. So, cool. Cool. I like my choice, though. All right. Oh. Well, uh, our Sega choices are going to be completely different, so that'll be a nice little bit of a refresher. As we've had quite a few that were uh, similar. Yeah. But uh, starting mm -hmm. off with me for Sega, we've got another old-ass arcade game. Uh, from Golden Axe, a game which has three uh, playable protagonists, each with their own moves. I have Gilius the Thunderhead. Oh, yeah. That which just has a, a name that's really amusing. He's a dwarf. He's got a hammer. And he kind of just spits on magic, like his two allies use. He's just like, nah, I got my hammer, thanks. Whatever, like, he, he's capable of a little bit, but uh, for the most part, no, nah, he just wants to hit things. And I feel that. You can ride on a dinosaur, too. I mean, it, it's, yeah, it's the game. <laughs> uh, my number two from Sega, as another character that we've talked about recently on the podcast, it's Kazuma Kiryu from Yakuza. Uh, we, we talked about him against Trevor, we, we mentioned Trevor earlier, uh, and that conversation just really list, uh, it, it showed what Yakuza actually has capable for its characters, and what it has for its fighting systems, and just what, what Kazuma can, can do with his various, uh, martial arts techniques. It's like, you know what? Yeah. Sounds yeah. fun. Sure. One thing I'd like to add to that, too, is that the craziest thing that we got from that Smash Dash, in my opinion, uh -huh. was what the hell Yakuza's about plot-wise. It's you think about that it's a not revenge being plot. Yakuza. 
about not being Yakuza and having a freaking adoption center and like running it for several games. <laughs> Which is just. <laughs> yeah. yeah Second, Sega, Sega's another one of those companies like Capcom, but maybe not to the same extent where there's a lot of great characters to choose from stuff. And their only crossovers are racing games. And one tennis. <laughs> Better than Mario Tennis Aces and the other one on the Wii U, especially. Yeah. Anyway. Need more content than that. And on mm -hmm. release. Uh, my number yeah, one for Sega is going to be a surprise. You would never expect me to go with this character. And you know what? That's fair. Because I didn't expect me to go with this character. <laughs> from, from Poyo Poyo, it's Arl. What? Yeah, I'm going that's with like Arl something for Sega. I, do. I know, <laughs> but let's be to be honest here. Um, as a general whole, I don't care about Sega. Not not that mm -hmm. I'm against Sega. It's just like nothing Sega has truly interests me. Uh, as like playing mm -hmm. their games, like I've played and owned only three different Sonic games. Sonic R, Sonic Chronicles, The Dark Brotherhood, and Sonic Unleashed. None of them are your standard, are your standard Sonic, Sonic fare. But, uh, you know, with Arl, she really would hit something that is not in Smash at all, and that's puzzle games. We don't have any puzzle game rep outside of, I guess, Dr. Mario, but in Smash, he does not work like he would be representing Dr. Mario the puzzle game. He's just a Mario mm -hmm. clone. We addressed that in our recent right. Smash Sobia episode, but in terms of Smash proper, nothing represents puzzles. And Aro is a great choice for that. Puyo Puyo has a history. They have a lot of games. Mm -hmm. um, some of their games have been turned into other games when they were localized to America. Dr. Robotics yep. Mean Green Machine, anybody? There you great go. Game. There was a Kirby Can't game wait. as well that became a Puyo Puyo yep. game. So, yep. like, they, they have a relationship with Nintendo. They have a huge Japanese following. It's honestly the best choice for a puzzle rep. So I say, fuck it. Bring on Arl. Okay. Unexpected, but I like it. Good. Good. Could be something we actually see in Smash Monday 2. I, I, okay. can, I can feel kind of the electricity behind that character. Yeah. Um, I, I think the fan base would freak out in a negative way. But, you know, sometimes the fan base needs to fuck off. <laughs> Several instances over the course of the ultimate DLC reveals. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, very nice. Yeah. And now uh, your choice falls in your court. Indeed. The next company. I've got a couple ones I'm considering here. Uh, but, you know, I've noticed that there's a row that we haven't talked about at all yet. And I think it's time to rectify that. So I'm going... With yeah. Bandai Namco, the team or the company that has been working on Smash alongside Sakurai since Smash 4 and has re only recently gotten its second character. First they had Pac-Man in Smash 4 and now they finally have Kazuya Mishima from Tekken. In uh, Bandai Namco, actually, uh, Kazuya was previously my number two. Or not Kazuya, uh, mm -hmm. Jin. Jin was my number two. For uh, Bandai Namco to represent Tekken. But then when Kazuya was revealed, I was like, well, I guess I'll just take Jin off my list. 
And I was able to bump up a, uh, another company into number three. Or not company, but another game into number three that wasn't there before. And that game nice. is Soul Calibur. Uh, Namco's other flagship fighting game that uses a 3D fighting arena. But instead of uh, flying yeah. fists, it's flying weapons. And to me, well, there's, there's a few characters that you could use to represent Soul Calibur. Uh, I'm going with the one that I feel is the face of the franchise, and that's Nightmare. He's this mm -hmm. big old armored guy. He's In some games, he's possessed. In some games, he is a living suit of armor powered by evil. You know, as you do. do that way sometimes. And he has a gigantic fucking sword with an eyeball in it that blinks and looks around because this sword is evil, and it's the Soul Edge. Soul Calibur is a different sword. We worry about that another time. But uh, I figure, like, that, to me, Nightmare is the Soul Calibur pick. You could do uh, Sophitia, or you could do Siegfried. Um, maybe Killick, <laughs> but um, I, 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 I wouldn't pick Killick. For, I, Killick is my favorite, but I wouldn't pick Killick. Uh, no, I'm talking about like, characters that are like, actually, like, central to Soul Calibur. And yeah, yeah. Central. I know. Like, Astaroth is so far down the line. Fuck no. Zasa <laughs> before I asked to fucking Roth. Jesus Christ. Yeah. But uh, to me, it pretty much comes down between either Nightmare, Siegfried, or Sophitia. But uh, I, I feel like Nightmare is the pick. Uh, my second, yeah. number two for Bandai Namco, which used to be my number three, Clonoa. Uh, you know, I was just randomly looking at Clonoa one day, and I found out that he could shoot wind and then do some other crazy tricks. And so like, you know what? This guy sounds kind of fun. I don't know him. I don't know his games. But he looks fun. And, mm -hmm. you know, wind is something that's not really utilized in Smash much. So fuck it. Sure, Clonoa. I'll fight for that guy. Bunnies, too. Yes. My number one. <laughs> We've talk I've talked about this character a few times. We talked about this character to a major degree fairly recently. Yuri Lowell Zach? from Tales <laughs> of Vesperia. The superior Tales choice, in my opinion. While many of the Smash community call for Lloyd Irving, I call him a dumbass. Okay. I don't care. Doesn't Yuri know Red 13 also? No. Okay. Why? Why do you do this? No. Uh, he has. He does have his... Uh, his loyal canine pal, Rapide, however. And, he, you know, he goes on his own journey to end up saving the world, but he does it in his own way. He's not your typical protagonist in the terms of, we can't do that, we'd be on the drag us down to the bad guy's level. So, like, you know, you know what? Sometimes the bad guy just needs to be pushed into a river to drown. Sometimes they don't deserve to live. And, uh, so yeah, goes. I go with Yuri Lowell. That's my number one Bandai Namco pick. <laughs> Fuck there it. There you go. Can't tell me what to do. <laughs> Yuri is, has a very strong shot in the next Smash, I think. I hope so. Um, of course, you got Kazuya now, but Yuri, yeah. I think Tails is the natural next choice, unless they really want to drive their uh, fighting franchises home, in which case they'll be like, yeah, let's just do Soul Calibur, and I'm like, fine. Um, okay, so Bandai Namco for me. Um, I really... The... the, the Okay, I'm probably frame this. There's another company side to Namco, but I could not bring a character into my number one slot, unfortunately, um, just for 
legality reasons um, between you, you and can't I. Can't put Death Note um, in Smash. Precisely, Kristen. No, but Agumon is my number three. <laughs> oh, I mean, I can't say I'm. Su- I'm surprised he's not higher. It's the only thing I can say to that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's because Namco is another company that they develop Smash, and there's there's a few characters left that I think stand a likelier chance. I could see them being more uh, easily inserted into Smash as well. Whereas Agumon, there's still gray area, like which uh, dissolutions do you use? How do you incorporate them? Um, that I haven't fully wrapped my head around to the point where um, it's still more of an idea that I support than something I can sit down tomorrow and say, oh, I'm going to write this move to Um So that's that's why he's number three, but he's still there. I wanted to give him an honorable mention uh, for the sake of our storied history. Um, and it would, it would be it would be cool. To me, it would be cool. Uh, my number two pick is your goal. Okay. Um, seeing, having never played Tales before, um, you know, Trevor played Tales of Symphonia way back in the day on the GameCube, as so many, so many people did. And I think that's why Lloyd has such a fan, fan following. It is. It uh, is. Just for history's sake. Um, from a Nintendo aspect, anyway. Um but uh, and and then you as well uh, got into Vesperia. I never really paid much attention to it till till I had to research for the moveset. Yeah, um, and it was then when we were sitting down um, with Udods and uh, yourself and hearing him, especially someone who's been so into the series for as long as he has been. Um, there, there's a laundry list of options to choose from for a moveset for Yuri. Yeah, um, people will whine and whinge about, oh, it's another sword fighter. No, 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 no. There's way too much there. Yeah, <laughs> there's a he's like the Dante of like JRPGs as far as like just here's all this crap. <laughs> so, and I mean, he's that's, an interesting that's character. Hills like. It is, it's an RPG, mm-hmm. but when you get into a battle, it's not just choose from a menu. It's like a brawler. It's you're in a 3D arena that you can run around in, and you do mm-hmm. different inputs for different attacks. It's like, good luck. Yeah. Precisely. Precisely. Um, and, you know, as he said, he's like, one, as he once told me, he's Batman. <laughs> a vigilante who pulls through on the vigilante justice side of being a vigilante. Um, very compelling character to me, and I haven't, haven't even played the game. It's on my short list. It's on like my top five games I need to play soon. Um, Klonoa is my number one. So our top two swapped around. Okay. Uh, Klonoa being character. I've, I've played a couple of those games, Door to Phantom Isle, uh, whatever the GBA one was, and I, and I played the Wii version um, remake of Door to Phantom Isle. Um, Planoa was one of the first games ever to introduce um, what the, the axis scrolling in, in platforming, and that's what it was known for back on the PlayStation, um, with the with the vertical and, and horizontal aspects of this, of a, any given stage moving independently of each other, making it look three D before three D platforming was a thing. Right. Um, and that's kind of kind of what it's been known for. Um, he does have his little one projectiles, as you said. He can spin around his little bunny ears. Uh, kind of similar to Rayman, to be honest with you. There's, he's a platforming character and and a traditional platforming character. So there's not nearly enough there compared to Yuri. But um, given, I think that Smash could always stand to use 
a few more well-rounded characters who moves, whose moveset breaks themselves. Yeah. Because you look at like the DLC characters in Ultimate, for instance. You have Kazuya, who has a taunt that can KO. You have Steve and all that madness around like the eight-month development period just for that single character. Um, you have uh, Joker with his with Arsene and, and that. Um, and most of the characters have some sort of gimmick attached to them. Yeah, that that Sakurai has really, all since that. Yeah, Violet uh, uh-huh. might be Even the Bandu. one that's not a, that doesn't have a gimmick at all. Like, Banjo minorly, yeah. but he but his uh his side yeah. special. Technically, yeah, yeah, yeah. But even then, I mean, a, a character like Banjo, he's he's the closest to like a traditional Smash character that we've gotten, I think. Um, besides Violet, who's yeah. boring and it, it would be Banjo and Violet. Um, yeah. So so Klonoa kind of following in the in the lineage of of a Banjo. Uh, I think there's nothing wrong with that. Comes from a charming enough series. Um, and I, and I think we've seen it's it's enough of a competent series to stand on its own legs, get into Smash, and then it's not as high up there as a Tails or Soul Calibur in terms of popularity. In what Smash has done for other franchises before, maybe that can give us a little bit of a Klonoa revisiting, which I would be very much behind. And I mean, he has a nice design. He, he's a he's a good looking character. Uh, I I think of just looking at the aesthetic of a Klonoa. Um, would invite a lot of folks who know nothing about him say, oh, yeah, I want to play as that. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, that's why that's my number one. All uh, right. That could be diluted down into just, oh, I like Klenoa. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, a lot of these can be, let's be honest. Exactly, yeah. And, and that's kind of the intent of the game. So often we're we're trying to say, oh, this is a character that makes realistic sense. This is this game is oh, this is what I want to put in, which is kind of cool. Yeah. So uh, with that said, it's my choice, and I am going to compound upon this row, which has barely been developed, and let's say we go for another Western developer next. One that I wouldn't be surprised if you struggled on because I sure did to EA. EA was Electronic Arts. Uh, let's put it this way: EA was interesting. We can't just choose a Jedi, unfortunately, which really takes back the potential list of choices. Or a sports star. So, um, introducing James Madden. <laughs> Let's just rip this bandaid off, huh? So, um, there was a game that came out recently on the PS4 mm-hmm. called It Takes Two, developed by EA. Um, it's a game that a husband and wife named May and Cody are going through a rough patch in their marriage, and they're on the precipice of divorce. Then their child uh, cries over like threads or whatever that become like tulpas, like dolls that overnight trap the husband and wife within them and they become dolls. Okay. Um, And then together they learn how to overcome their adversities to return to human form from this doll form. Um, Working together, it it takes two being the title. Um, And by the end, yeah, but they become dolls and are like possessing yarn. 
Uh, and this was an interesting concept to me. I think it would be a fun co-op game to play with somebody. Um, at, le at least, like, in the room. I could see how over Discord something might be, like, a fucking headache to get through. Um, but uh, it's, like a, it's like a 3D Unraveled, mm -hmm. almost. Um, puzzle platformer. Um, almost like a, fully, a more fully realized, like, snipper clips kind of duo game. Right. Um, compact. So EA doesn't have a whole lot to choose from that's not licensed, to be honest with you. So they, they make an honorable third pick. There was a time when they were the first... And then we just couldn't find high quality artwork for them, so right. take that as you will. Um, I think it would, it would be interesting. Um, we have duo characters in Smash. We don't really have duo characters that truly work in tandem with each other that you feel like you're controlling equally at this point. Yeah, um, and that has always been credited to more of how, like, like why Pyra and Mithra are not with Rex, for instance. Yeah, programming issues. Um, programming issues, but um, yeah. So they're my number three. Um, number two, you can do all manner of ridiculous bullshit with them. I would not be surprised if this is your number one. Um, I kind of wish it would be my number one, but I locked it in. Uh, a sim. Oh, it's just uh, or, you oh. know, as they say, both be a boy sonoy toy. Um, what can you say? There's all kinds of chaos that you can cause in The Sims. You put that into the sim character. You call it a day um, without getting into the wonders of it all. But, um, you know, in the sim games, you, you develop entire cities, you develop, develop whole neighborhoods full of all manner of different characters, different occupations. There's a lot of shit to pull from. Mm -hmm. um, and I and I think at this point, it's, it's a generic character. It's an NPC. It's an avatar. It's also a sim, one of the most influential franchises ever. Uh, so, so it goes. But my number one is a little more commonplace um, from a from a very popular online shooter, Apex Legends, which oh. uh, EA publishes. Okay. And the character that I chose is one that's apparently, you know, I never played Apex. I know next to nothing about it compared to even like an Overwatch, which I also know next to nothing about. Uh, so I threw my my hand into like the the Smash boards, the game FAQs. They said this character Wraith is pretty cool. Looked up a few gameplay videos. Wraith is kind of cool. Um, she she uses um, teleportation as like the primary gimmick, but they're used in ways that are far more complex than Mewtwo or Palutena teleporting upwards and and free falling. Right. Uh, Wraith has such control over these kinetic abilities that I'm sure she won't be free falling from out of a teleport like a noob. Um, so just it, it, the character, to my understanding, is the embodiment of that one Shadow the Hedgehog meme from ages ago. Um, you know, teleports behind you. Nothing personnel, kid. Oh, that one. You know, so having so so it's like a newfangled assassin archetype character. There could be worse choices. Could be John Madden. Could be <laughs> Charles Barkley. I've met him. Big guy. Like six seven. Anyway. Anyways, uh EA. Oh boy. I did not know what to <laughs> do here. I was very concerned about what I was gonna be able to present. And then <clears> I found my number one. I was just like, oh, you will get there. Yeah, like, thank you. My number three. 
is uh, Hawk from Dragon Age. Uh, don't know it, but I know Dragon Age is uh, pretty popular. And so I it figured, is. okay, you know, he's popular. He kind of looks cool. Seems like he'd work pretty well. So like, yeah, sure. I'll go with Hawk as my number three. Sure. Why the hell not there? Uh, my number two is probably what most people would consider to be the uh, mainline choice from EA. Uh, and that's Commander Shepard from Mass Effect. Oh, yeah. 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 Um, like, granted, you know, the first two games were, like, extremely popular. Uh, and then 3 came out and people hated the ending. And then Andromeda came mm-hmm. out and people had issues with Andromeda as well. But people still have a lot of fond memories of the Mass Effect series. And I'm... Pr- I'm I think there was a remaster recently, or at least of like one and two. I don't remember for sure. That's what it was. It was the the main trilogy, Mm -hmm. and you know, like they have they have male and female versions of Shepard, so they can easily do that again, like they've done with other characters. He's he's probably if I was to make a prediction, I would say he's EA's most likely choice in Smash reality. But for me, Mm -hmm. Shepard is only number two. Because then I found my number one. I was just like, this is some crazy ass shit. I can't, I didn't <laughs> know that this company had this. Uh, they they bought it out from a guy who was developing it more or less on their own. It's a crazy day from Plants vs. Zombies. <laughs> yep. Crazy day. He's got a pot on his head and he fights. Or he helps the plants fight the zombies. I I've never played Plants vs Zombies. I, I've seen gameplay of it. I looked at it and I went, "Looks boring. Don't care." And then I found out when doing research that the guy who made it also made Insane Aquarium, uh, a, a game that's just mm-hmm. like it's it's a fish tank simulator where you end up having to defend your fish from invading aliens. And Twilix and I played that game <laughs> a lot as a kid. Uh, and this guy, he made both these games. I didn't know that. I was like, oh, that's actually really cool. But I think for Crazy Dave, all of his special moves would involve him planting a different type of plant on the stage. Uh, the main, his, the, the standard one probably be like the pea shooter, which just like shoots out uh, a small projectile forwards. I don't know what the rest would be because again, I don't know the games. But I, I think that's kind of like how a different way for him to work. It's like he just, it's it's a it's like a tower defense kind of game. So he's placing his defenses as he runs around the stage. Hell yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. But it just might mm-hmm. work. It just might work. Just might. Just might. All right. That's cool. I didn't know Plants vs. Zombie was, was EA. They bought it. Just never. Yeah. Sweet. So. That's a, okay. At this point, we are about halfway through the bingo board. Which means it's mm-hmm. finally time to take that center square of Nintendo. Yep. There we go. Nintendo. The uh, company that has the most characters representing it in Smash. And yet we want to add more? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we do. <laughs> yeah, we do. Come on. Come on. Yada. So, Nintendo. Yeah. I mean, there's so much to pick from here. Uh, all three of the characters on my list... Well, actually, I guess only two of them have had major... Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll put it this way. All three characters on my list are on the Smashtopia wiki already. That's how much I want these characters. Because they have already they already have movesets made for them. Number three, Porky. Porky Minch. Oh, nice. Brother of Picky. Nemesis to Ness and Lucas. 
This guy, this son of a bitch, is a real piece of shit. But he's kind of funny, you know, in his own way. Uh, he'd be in his spider mech, you know, he jumps around, he shoots you, he throws out porgy butts. I just... It, it would be nice to see Earthbound get some more reps in Smash. And while, you know, it would make sense to be like, oh, put in Ninten, you know, the protagonist from the first game. I mean, he looks almost exactly like Ness, so that's kind of, uh... Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Kind of difficult unless they take some real liberties with his design, and it, yeah. so that from that it pretty much becomes either Masked Man or Porky, and I got to go with Porky. Yeah, incredible um, move set that we made with Trevor on that one. Very on much so. Very yeah. much so. My number mm -hmm. two is Marks from the Kirby games. Oh yeah. Uh, Marks hasn't been featured on the podcast, but that's because I had already made a moveset for him on the wiki. If I hadn't, we would have done Marks on the podcast by now, probably. We probably mm -hmm, would have done him mm -hmm. instead of Adelaine, I would guess, back in year one. I think so. But, you know, he's just this chaotic little shithead who <laughs> bounces on a beach ball and is like, Hey, Kirby, the sun and moon are fighting. You should do this thing to go stop them. Okay. Oh, he did the thing. <laughs> That's my chance to be evil and gain the wishes to become the all-powerful being. Yay! And that's Marks in a nutshell. And I am here for it. Uh -huh. Marks would uh -huh. be crazy uh -huh. bonus match. We already have him as a boss in Ultimate, which is a really dark boss fight. It's like, good God, oh. you are just an eldritch nightmare. But thank you, Smack, or thank you, Sakurai, for putting him in. Uh, but for me, my number one, no shock, no surprise. Anybody that's watched this podcast should know who this number one is. It's Raichu. Yeah. Yeah. It's Waluigi. Not even a Lolan Raichu, huh? No, oh, okay. no, no, it's Waluigi. Not even a Lolan Waluigi, huh? I mean, God, come <laughs> on. I, I know that some of the fans, again, similar to Gino. You have like a portion of the Smash community that legitimately wants Gina, or that legitimately wants Waluigi. Another portion that only wants him as a joke, and then the other group just like is sick of people talking about Waluigi. It's like I get it, I get it, but I'm one of the ones that legitimately wants this guy. Uh, I'm a mm -hmm. big fan of Waluigi. Like with with rare exception, when he's ch when I can choose him in one of the Mario spinoff games, I pick Waluigi. Now. In some Mario parties, I picked Hammer Bro because I thought that was a fun idea to have the Hammer Bro in. Or, like, in Mario Kart 8, I play the Inkling because it's fucking Splatoon. But, mm -hmm. uh, I fucking love playing as Waluigi. He's a fun character. I understand mm -hmm. why people don't like him, but, I mean... Damn, I... Oh. There he is. How can you say no to his face? I have a signed Man, amiibo from Char by Charles Martinet of my Waluigi amiibo. I fucking want the guy! Mm -hmm. Put him in Smash. Mm -hmm. Please. Put him in Smash. He's begging you, Seriously. Sakurai. He is. Look at him. He looks so <laughs> sad that you won't put him in the game. Don't, don't make him sad. Holy crap. Mm-hmm. Such a zany character. He'd fit right in. I'm he saddened really that not yet. Um, you know, with that all said... Time to move on to my um, three. And to preface this, this features three characters whose movesets should 
all be on the Smash Kill wiki by now. And that'll make a little more sense in a second because two of them are. The third uh, one is in, my third two is being Marshall. That one falls on you. You're supposed to be writing that one up. Today, I actually started. I got all the moves that we chose from the Smashtopia episode listed, and now I just need to write them down. So the first half of the battle is finally over several months after we actually did the episode and had it released. I mean, um, Marshall, today, though, I started working on writing down Yuri Lowell, so... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I still have to write down like five things for him, and then he'll be done. Sweet. Uh, but yeah, Yuri and Marshall will be on uh, soon. TM. So hopefully by the um, time this episode Marshall, goes up. Hopefully so. Yes. Um, <laughs> a bold claim, uh, Marshall. Um, as we said, as we denoted in the episode, as will be denoted in the move set when it's up on the Smash Tobia wiki. Uh, he is a character from the Rhythm Heaven franchise, uh, heavily um, discussed for Smash 4 as something that was probably seeing the light of day at some point in the development cycle with the Gamatsu leaks saying well, Chorus Kids would make yeah, it. Yeah, Chorus Kids. With the, yeah, with the Sneaky Spirit uh, being an enemy in Smash Run, being the only enemy in the game that didn't have a character to match it for franchise. Um, so I, I am a believer in the theory that... Um, at some point, Chorus Kids would be invoked. And Marshall is the uh, dilution of Chorus Kids, the um, less technically challenging as a character, but also more representative of the overall franchise. Like, I'm pretty surprised Chorus Kids was the one who was ever in contention. Yeah, it seems kind uh, of strange. Considering you have Marshall and even, even Karate Joe and, and a few others. Um, but Marshall can, is the one who can take the, the Karate Joe. He's the one who can take the Flipper Flop. He's the one that can take the Night Walk. Um, mm -hmm. Any number of minigames. Because he represents the whole. Um, and being the natural evolution of like Tibby and some other characters from earlier on. Uh, it's a cool, cool character representing a decently major, like not a, like a second rung level Nintendo franchise that at this point in Smash history, feels a little like the odd one out that it's yeah. not included. Yeah. Um, my number two, this is where we get simpatico, my friend, once again. My number two is Morse. Um, the character, if we had to choose a Kirby character, I wish it could be Marks. Instead, yeah. we get that awesome boss fight in Ultimate. Um, Bandana D doesn't really do it for me. I understand it's the fourth player character, just not that in interesting. Yeah, uh, not really something to get interested in. If it happens, I'm like, okay, whatever. At least it's finally done with. Um, but it doesn't excite me like Marks. Um, not even other characters who have interesting moveset potential, like a Susie or Hulkman or whatever, gets me invested like Marks because he's the original traitor, and he and he dishes it out so well. One minute he's roaming around in a little ball, happy as can be. The next, um, nightmare potential, like material, like holy cow. My number one is, uh, I was going to say my number one is Cranky, but that actually wouldn't be that bad. I mean, that would be kind of cool, but now yeah. it's Waluigi. Shock. For all the same reasons we've said. I mean, Waluigi was what we ushered in 
everything with, with the exception of that one on topic of Echoes, which is Fosley etymology. Waluigi was our very first Smashtopia. It was where we cut our teeth on the Smashtopia episodes of this podcast, um, learning that we actually have to have our movesets made ahead of time uh, before recording. Learning. Yep, yep. Um, and it was a it was a fun time uh, developing his moveset um, together, and it speaks to our passion for the character that he spearheaded all of the Smashtopia episodes ever. Yeah, he really did. Um, powerful choice for Nintendo. Realistic enough. I mean, he's the odd one out now. He's in almost all the spinoffs. Daisy is a spinoff character at this point. She's in Super Mario Land, which is an oddball game in the mainline franchise. Barely even counts as a mainline game. Uh, anyway, so that was is a bad argument to make. Um, so he, he's, he's just as qualified as Daisy and is 20 times cooler and more unique. Yeah. So, and Daisy's in. To be fair, so, Daisy is an Echo. Yeah. And she Waluigi is an echo. can't really Echo yeah. anybody. No, he can't. He's he's too Waluigi-esque, if you will. There's, there's a lot to pull from. The spinoff games, his own just being who he is. Yeah. Uh, all lends itself. He, he's such a wacky character. Um, even if there's contention within the Smash community, I guarantee you, no matter what anyone says... He is a beloved character. Yes. In the greatest scheme of things. Um, especially by the casual fans who buy these games. You get you get you wave a new Smash game in front of a Smash fan, they'll go, Oh, well, does it have wave dashing? <laughs> you wave it in front of the general Nintendo fan, they'll be like, Hell yeah, Waluigi's in this. I've been waiting for him to be in this game for ages. Yeah. And so the people who will buy this game. Like ninety, you do the swatch test. Like ninety percent of them will love that Waluigi's in it. Put him in. Yes. At the end of the game, at the end of the day, gamers who go on the internet to talk about gaming are a microcosm of the actual gaming community. It's true. Gaming community, everybody, and everybody loves Waluigi. So, no surprise that we flush there. Now Waluigi it. was say everybody. Waluigi. <laughs> it's an asterisk. I don't know if Miyamoto something. loves Waluigi, but yeah. Oh, well. <laughs> There's a few things Miyamoto can do about it. <laughs> okay, so balls in my cart. After that Waluigi ran, I kind of forgot that. <laughs> so I'm um, looking at our little map here. I think that the next um, company that I would like to pursue is the indie characters. Okay. All right. Yeah. yeah. This will be another fun little one because it's indie is it's funny. Ten years ago, talking about indie games, uh, Steam really blew up the scene exponentially giving that platform to to anyone to develop their games and pl and easily place them in a central location yeah chain with it's, script you could say it also kind of killed the flash game websites that were out there 
yeah, like the new grounds and, and even the Jagexes and whatever. Mm. That's also true. Puzzle pirates, things that came before. Um, it's, it's a, it's a heavy hand, but at the same time, I think there's, there's been more good than bad. Um, certainly, uh, it's interesting to see the flash games that have, um, succeeded still like N and, uh, titles like that. But, um, yeah, because 10 years ago, we would be having this conversation about indie titles or maybe 15 at this point. Um, and Nintendo was so tepid towards them when they started, when the cave stories started becoming popular or, uh, hyper light drifter or whatever. They're like, yeah, we're not going to do anything about that during the Wii era. Yeah. I don't know. They're like, oh, hey, it's the Nindy Showcase, and it's ten times more interesting than what we have to present in the Nintendo Direct. Um, lately, that's been the truth. Um, so my Nindy choices, um, you know, it's, it's fun because it's a wide swath of, of characters um, to choose from, from literally almost anything, so long as it was developed by a independent, quote-unquote, company. So uh, my choices are as follows. There, my number three choice is Remu Hakari from Toho Project. Okay. A, uh, a shrine maiden who flies through the atmosphere, shooting things like she's Twin B, but she's a shrine maiden. Um. <laughs> There's there's a lot to the character. I haven't played the games myself. I just know Toho's been widely celebrated for many years. Yeah. Um, and when you sit down and and check out a move set that someone else has made of her, you're like, yeah, this could work. And I mean, the the pedigree is there. Um, so I, I would be happy with the character, even even if she were somehow the final character announced. I'd be like, that's pretty cool. No, it would be. It absolutely would be. It would be. My number two is The Knight from Hollow Knight. Because old habits die hard and I love me a Metroidvania. Um, it also helps that they're a bug who fights with a nail and everything is actually, yeah. They're bugs? Yeah. Hollow, Knight, Hollow Knight is bug world. It's a Burton-esque bug world. Okay. They are beetles. Yeah. When you think about Hollow Knight... You can kind of see it right. He has his pinchers are actually the top of his head. <laughs> I thought it was just a helmet. Nope. But he has like a he has certain spirit energy powers that are available to him. The the nature of the of the dark forest that they live in on top of more obvious weapon capabilities. And his 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 nail can kind of uh be like a charging fencers type of weapon so it's interesting from that standpoint too where it's uh, not just another sword fighter because it can be the fencer that fights like a fencer because martha's a fencer that fights like a pirate so um it would be interesting to see and this is one of those characters where i'm more interested in kind of the world that it envelops in the character itself to be honest with you which is why it's not my number one but it is quite cool my number one, however, is um, from a game that got me through the early stages of the pandemic last year. Oh. Um, randomly happened upon it. Uh, they, they, it was popular on Steam. They found that was ported to the Switch. I found out about it by chance because it's like, oh, like fangamer.com is selling merchandise for this game. I'm like, what the hell is this? 
and <laughs> looked it up. It's like, oh, it's on the Switch. Let's play it. Uh, it's Kiwi or The Bard from Wandersong. Um, a game that you know I've championed in the past, but never on this podcast. It's also very passive. Um, you don't, there's not many instances where actual combat is accentuated. Most of your tasks are completed by having Kiwi sing, and he has a wheel um, of eight notes, if I recall, each representing a separate note on a typical vocal octave, um, getting into music territory here for a second. Uh, so, like, if you push upwards, you're, you're getting into a high A, or you go lower, you're going into your Gs and Ds. So every note is different, and you have to uh, complete puzzles in combat um, based upon this turning note scale, uh, a wheel, um, a color wheel. So um, likewise in Smash, I figure you can have the color wheel uh, procure different things. Like there's a part of in Wander Song where you are using your singing abilities to soothe ghosts and communicate with them. You can summon those ghosts with the power of the wheel to carry him up and, and around. Uh, he has a witch friend named uh, Miriam, if I recall, who uh, also has little magic spell powers if you wanted to toss that in there. Although I think she can be enough special and or an assist trophy, but I don't think she really needs her attack capabilities here. Um, he's a part of a band at one point. You can have the band be the final smash probably easily, similar to like a Kirby mic. Um, you can have the coffee pirates appear. Where he uh, he he buys nine thousand nine hundred ninety nine million beans from the coffee pirates and sails uh, with them around the globe. He can have monkeys in the move set, birds, watermelons, just a giant tortoise, crystals, Bigfoot, uh, disenfranchised factory workers. What the fuck is this game? Samurai uh, techniques. It, it, it's Paper Mario-esque in the, in the writing and the charm. And then the gameplay is better than the last three Paper Marios. So um, I like the game. I like the character. I, uh, I put it there. there. There he is. Ah. Okay. Well, I don't know anything about that. But sure, why not? But you do know what your picks are. <laughs> I do, sort of. Uh, wow. My number three, I don't really know them too well. Like, I know it's they're a popular character and people like their game games. I don't know. I think the second game came out. Ori, from you know, Ori. Oh yeah. Uh, I, I watched a tiny bit of gameplay, but I was like, okay, you know, yeah, that kind of looks fun. So sure, I'll give Ori the nod for my number three slot. Don't know, but yeah, you know, why not? My number two though. Cuphead. There you go. Fuck yeah, there's a game. I uh, mm -hmm. can't believe what that studio was able to do with that game. My god. Uh, whenever they make a new announcement for our new game, there are going to be eyes on that company being like, alright, you impressed us once. What you got next? Yeah. Uh, just be like... That he has yeah. he has a few different types of projectiles he can use, which pretty much comprise of his special moves. But just like the the sheer cartoon classic charm 
of that game and the characters and how they all move and interact. It's like, my God, that would fit in yeah. so well with Smash. Yeah. He would be Absolutely. such a good choice. Yeah. I would love Cuphead to be in. As Nintendo fans, we don't really focus on graphics all that often, and it's probably often fought against graphic debates. But when you go um, for, but when you go for exactly. like specific styles, and not just like, ooh, here's a hyper realistic, fuck that. Mm -hmm. When you're going for for artistic style, that's yeah. when a game can truly be magical, because. Anytime you try and go Precise. for, oh, here's a realistic game. Give it a couple years, and it's going to look like shit. But Cuphead is going to be mm -hmm. beautiful forever. Mm -hmm. I don't give a fuck Precise. about realistic graphics. Give me fun. Mm -hmm. Cuphead's fun. Yeah, precisely. Well, the way that they managed to capture that 1920s cartoon style is ridiculous. Mm -hmm. And I and would really so like to see And it. the game was originally just going to be a boss rush. That was how it was initially mm -hmm. planned out. But then they decided, you know mm -hmm. what? Let's add in, you know, some running levels, some running guns. Uh, and we'll have, yeah. like, a map and everything. We have story. The fucking devil. Like, I... Sure. <laughs> uh-huh. Uh-huh. See, uh, Microsoft owned Indies, too. <laughs> Microsoft owns Ori? Yeah. Huh. Well, they don't own my number one. And yes, even though, you know, actually, no, I don't think Microsoft owns Cuphead. They just, like, bought the uh, the rights for it to be exclusive to them for a set time. And they gave them funding. Okay. I don't think they own Cuphead. Okay. Uh, but my number one has more games than Cuphead. And their company has made quite a few licensed oh. titles. Yeah. Like, yeah. a uh -huh. lot of licensed titles. Some, mm -hmm. not great. But some that, you know, probably are. I just don't know them. Uh, and I yeah. am, of course, talking about Shantae. Uh, I didn't yeah. know about this character at all until uh, it was actually Dodds that really just introduced me to them. And while I haven't played the games, I've watched a little bit of footage. I was like, you know what? This, this gameplay style actually is pretty good. Uh, I don't know if it's technically a Metroidvania or anything like that. But you do, like, run around an area... Uh, getting items, trying to unlock new places, fighting bosses. I don't know. It's I know it's a platformer at that least. But it's mm -hmm. it's a lot of fun just watching it. Um, there's a bunch of different types of uh, weaponry she can use. And she has uh, genie powers because she's a half genie. So she can use magic, transform into different creatures. In the second game, she loses her power. So she uses pirate gear, which is also really cool. Uh, she's had quite a few games now. And I know... Not everybody, you know, like, some, some people say that Shantae's not good, and, like, I'm just like, what the fuck? What are you talking about? Shantae's yeah, good. Like... I'd love her to be mm -hmm. Smash. She'd be a lot of fun. She she kind of feels like, to me, uh, to, to me, when it comes to, like, people talking about, like, what Indies can get in Smash, there's always two names that come to, that people talk about. Shantae and Shuffle Knight. People tend to view them as the mm -hmm. frontrunners, and I don't really disagree. Although, Steve, right. technically... Technically, yeah, is yeah. slash was an indie, but they were fully bought by my, by Microsoft. So you know. Mhm. Mm All right, most intriguing. Good Indeed. list. Indeed. Next. On to the next. Up. 
let's go. Let's hit a corner. We haven't hit a corner yet. Okay. 2K Games. Oh, God. That <laughs> <laughs> sounds like it was one of your difficult okay. categories. Uh, you know, it was a little bit yep. difficult for me. Um, I have played some of the games, and I've watched... I've experienced a couple others, but I'm not super up, up on them. In fact, my number three is actually something I don't know at all. My number three actually came down to two choices. Uh, it'll, they're pretty much like the same thing in my eyes, <coughs> in terms of like Smash Potential, and that's Duke Nukem and Serious Sam. Like, in terms of them being in Smash, they're the same character for me. So between them, I'll just like, all right, I'll pick one of them and I'll go with, uh, fuck it, Serious Sam. Just because he seems like he'd be a little bit more fun. And Duke Nukem kind of has that stain of Duke Nukem forever. Oh my god. Forever follow him behind because, hoof, rough. Mm -hmm. So seriously, I'm going to say it's my number three from 2K Games. My number two is from a game that uh, Twilix has played. And I actually watched him play through the majority of it. It's Subject Delta from Bioshock 2. Otherwise known as the Big Daddy. But this one is specifically called yeah. Subject Delta, I found out while doing research. Uh, you Big Daddies are an enemy threat in the original Bioshock game. They are these gigantic suited individuals. They have giant drill arms. And they tend to be accompanied by uh, little girls. Not like that. It's they, they, they give them like some kind of magical power. Or some shit. Don't ask me to explain Bioshock. But the second game, you are playing as one of the Big Daddies. In fact, it's one of the original... Because if not the original, I don't know for sure. I don't remember. It's been a while since I looked things up. And you were called mm -hmm. Subject Delta. I don't know what they actually call you that much in-game. But mm -hmm. uh, you're trying to help out all the... I think they're called Little Sisters, if I'm remembering correctly. Uh, right. Like You're trying to help them, free them. You can just straight up sacrifice them if you're a monster. But uh, in, not only do you have your giant drill, but you've also got what's essentially... The Bioshock equivalent to magic, which he could use, which I think would be pretty cool. And he's also playable in you know PlayStation All Stars, so we yep. know they can be in a fighting game. My number mm -hmm. one though from two games comes from a series that I have played. Uh, I don't fully understand my opinion on the series. It's not something good. I really only played it because somebody else wanted me to play it with them. Then you know it was fun enough, and that's Borderlands. Uh, again, it's oh. a it's an FPS game, so it's not really my thing. But, you know, it's got its charm. It's got its characters. Uh, it's got Tiny Tina. Not my character choice. Mm -hmm. uh, it's got Claptrap. Not my character choice. It's got... It's got... Oh, right. Lilith. My character choice. The original Siren from the first game, which basically means she can do some sort of magic. Mostly related to fire mm -hmm. with her. She's also called the Firehawk as a title that she has. Bioshock is all about guns. Or not Bioshock, yeah. Borderlands. Borderlands is all about guns. In fact, the Borderlands 3 promotional material was just about, was talking about how it was like guns and guns and guns and guns. Like over 100,000 fucking different guns. It's insanity. But I kind of figure, you know, she can use some of her Firehawk abilities, teleporting, manifesting fire. But they also, um, the thing that makes guns unique in Borderlands is that there are different elements to them. Like, uh, you have fire. Obviously, you know, it tends to do well on fleshy subjects, because flesh burns. <laughs> There's a shock, or electric ammo, which works well on uh, machines. There's, I don't remember what it's called, acid, poison, 
Cor corrosive. That's what it is. You know, corrosive ammo. So you're taking damage over time. There is slag, which when you're hit by slag, you take more damage from other attacks targeting you. So there's 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 some options they can do with that for Lilith and for Borderlands. And I figured if you're gonna have a character from Borderlands, you got two choices. You got Lilith, and you got Claptrap. And for me, Claptrap is an annoying piece of shit, so he can go fuck off and die. That was Lilith. <laughs> so that's who I nominate from 2K. What you got? Okay. There you go. My number three for 2K is a character that you just uh, you just um, how do I how do I put it? You just smack talked him big time, and it is a uh, claptrap. And the only reason I chose this character, having not played any 2K games to a serious extent, I only choose between two characters when we look at Borderlands. There's uh, there's Lilith and there's claptrap, and uh, I didn't even know Lilith, ex Lilith existed until you just mentioned her. So, uh... <laughs> I mean, claptrap is the face of the franchise. There's, I mean, that's okay. just how it is. If you want an annoying ass robot, um, like the shape of the character, I mean, there's things that get interest in, in the general scope. Um, besides that, I know next to nothing. It's it's a robot I mean, that he has, is playable what, in the prequel game. So, yeah, there you go. Pull from the prequel game, and and you got your move set. <laughs> well, um, again, it's it's I, a shooter, so guns. Yeah, many, many guns, many guns, except you're a metal box who talks a lot. Um, my number two. <laughs> my my number two is the Big Daddy. Um, and as, thank God, you um, explained away at that because I wouldn't have been able to to that same extent. Um, it has an interesting design, I'll give you that much. Um, I didn't even know it was the protagonist of uh, Bioshock 2, but that gives it more credence to uh to yeah it sets it apart from just being an enemy so that is that is cool um my number one is actually also from bioshock it's from bioshock infinite okay booker dewitt the main the, the protagonist of, of the title um who upon research has more going to him than you think because you look at this man you think he's just a generic shooting character uh looks fits the part he's a white guy with a rifle in his art boom there you go uh he has powers supernatural powers. i mean that's kind of bioshock yep 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 which is interesting so uh but he he drinks vigor as you do and uh receives a number of potential abilities uh he can potentially uh, summon a spirit to possess opponents. Not, um, I'm sh in Smash proper, I think that that would probably just be uh, simplified through like a confusion effect. Um, he has the ability to summon a, uh, a murder of crows to attack his opponents. Okay. Yeah. He can shoot bursts of like streams of flamethrowers from his hands called Devil's Kiss. He, uh, good lord. He, he can do the same with frozen, he can do the same with ice blasts. He can do force grabs and, and chokeholds, essentially. Uh huh. Um, and he also can use water. He can, he can bend water. Ice and fire. 
I, I know that Sunder Delta can do like fire, lightning, and ice, but Jesus. Mm-hmm. 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 Um, and then he also he he would be partnered with his uh his sidekick, kind of like a Rex and Pyro situation. Although that's how I would like to see this in the game, but uh, but if need be, she can just appear. Elizabeth, the uh, the titch, the main female character in the game, right? Who right. Uh, who accompanies him? Um, she can tear reality. She can tear the fabric of reality and teleport through it. Oh. So. Okay. <laughs> there's also um, also that. So it, it becomes a keep away character where where you're where you're tearing through, kind of similar to also the wraith, and then you're also selecting and, and choosing between your your potential vigor potion options to attack with any number of ridiculous fantastical moves right so and then you also have your gun <laughs> so there you go um the character pleasantly surprised looking into it okay and that's 2k Fair enough. Okay. Looking at our bingo sheet here. Uh, let's go to another corner and another Western developer. Let's go to Warner Brothers. Not the corner I thought you would do. I know. I wanted to kind of switch things up a little bit, right? Throw a curveball. Give you a the most controversial choice of of my three you will fight me on this and i don't care because it's my third choice and i couldn't think of anything else you can't say lego star wars or like no Batman. alien huh yes the half human half elf druid from shadow of mordor <laughs> that's a licensed character yeah and now let's move on game. because i'm it's a licensed game and the an original character from the licensed game. How do we work through that? Is that a fourth party? Is it a third party? I mean, the the character is a video game yeah. originating character, but the property is licensed. Yeah, it's kind. It's like if you bring Sora into the game and then just don't mention any Disney characters at all. Period. The only character, the only Disney characters that have a chance of being mentioned if Sora gets into Smash is Donald and Goofy. Anything else that's oh, yeah. not happening. Yeah, precisely. So Donald and Goofy would open up a rift. <laughs> now it's going to be something. Or Chucky, um, who's on the Smash Copia wiki as an assist trophy. So um, my number two is Maxwell from Scribblenauts. Okay, that's a little um, bit more understandable. Yeah, <laughs> yeah he... Uh, he draw things into it. I was so into the preface of Scribble Mods when it first came out. It was uh, a really cool is... idea. I played one of them and then I got bored. Yeah, it's it's a sandbox title, so your 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 moves may vary without without your enjoyment level. Um me it was a little too freeform for me to really even full grasp what the heck was going on. Yeah. But uh but um, just knowing that you can summon like 999 items in that game, there's room for some craziness. You can ride a T-Rex while throwing a football at someone's head. 
you know, just just call it a day, or or summon the super fire chicken lord and uh, have him raise the summon anything. Batman. That's exactly what I was gonna say. That's a licensed character. Um, it is. And last but not least, because honestly, out of all the companies, I think WB may have given me the most issue. Really? But, um, yeah. But we do have actually another indie character um, named The Kid from the title Bastion. So Hades has recently come into contention as, as a very popular indie title recently and it's a top-down kind of slash em up title similar to almost a diablo-esque thing um it, it blew the fuck or, up or a fable it blew up bastion was developed by the same company and published by wb and uh it was very celebrated similar to very well reviewed uh just didn't hit the same fever pitch that hades did um and yeah you kill things with the sword you use the magic and there's like something going on with gold coins and you do things and oh and, and the cool thing about the kid too is that it's not just a sword you have a menagerie of, of things available to you in the armory so you can swing around a a ball and chain or a mace or or a poleaxe or a spear. so he has all manner of weapons available to him uh Kind of a kind of a usual warrior type character, but not something we see in Smash, at least. Not really, no. Yep. And how about you? Well, um, I don't have a Lord of the Rings character. I can tell you that fucking much. Jesus Christ! How are you? You had Gimli. Well. Well. <laughs> no. But I do have the warrior from Gauntlet. That's my number three. <laughs> he got an axe. He a fighter. He throws axe. Because mm -hmm. every weapon is a projectile in Gauntlet. Which is insane and I love it. Uh, I've, I've thought about trying to come up with a moveset for him in the past. But the Gauntlet Wiki is not very well updated. And... The two gauntlet games I can remember are just the original, where literally all you do is throw your weapon, and then one of the ones on PS1, which is you know pretty much still the same deal, but there's a little bit more to it. I'm just like, I don't know what to do with him. But, you know, he's my number three. Why not? Uh, my number two is Maxwell. Uh, you know, Scribblenauts, it's yeah, big. Yeah. Um, you can pretty much do literally anything with all of his moves. It's like, a, a typewriter falls. He summons Batman. He has a fire. He holds up a fire-breathing chicken. He gets a jetpack. You know, you can do literally whatever you want with Maxwell, and is why he will probably never be on this podcast because you can do literally anything, and I will be paralyzed mm -hmm. for choice. <laughs> so yeah, my number one is uh, really the obvious pick, I think, uh, and that's a uh, scorpion. For Mortal Kombat. Not sure how you oh, forgot yeah. about Scorpion when we've talked about him on the podcast. But uh, <laughs> the, the problem with Scorpion is that Mortal Kombat does not release in Japan. Japan does not like Mortal Kombat. So the odds of him ever being in Smash are extremely low. But uh, hey, I think he's cool. 
Um, some people might prefer other characters from Mortal Kombat, but again, you know, usually you get the main character. And um, if it's not Scorpion, it will probably be like either Sub-Zero or Raiden or uh, Shang Tsung, maybe Shao Kahn. But uh, no, it's, it's got to be Scorpion, right? He's got he's got to get over here. Right. Get over here. <laughs> cool. Okay. So you did you picked a you picked a, a company that was one of your hardest ones. I'm gonna do the same. Let's go to Arc System Works. Okay. I had Good. trouble with these. In fact, I could only pick four fucking games that I could think of anything for. And the fourth one was extremely loose, so it pretty much got thrown out. So these are the three games that I could just think of as being for Arc System Works. Yeah. Oof. Um, also, I'll say this. The only Arc System Works game I've ever played was the demo for BlazBlue Cross Tag Battle. That's all I have on Arc System Works. I, I don't know. I have nothing else. I want to play the Persona 4 Arena games, but they're not available on PC, so I can't. They are, like, 360 only, which, um, well, I guess I could see if my 360 still works. It hasn't been used in a lot of years. I'm probably better off throwing it out, but I still uh -huh. have it. It's just in a box. I don't know if it works. <laughs> but uh, Arc System Works, starting off with my number three, uh, from Double Dragon, Billy and Jimmy Lee. Uh, you mentioned before having a, uh, a team-up character, and this is my team-up character. Uh, I mentioned them just, like, being in lockstep with each other. When one runs, the other one runs. When one punches, the other one punches. They're just doing, like, their little little attacks from their game. It's, it's an arcade beat-em-up, so, yeah, fuck it. Why not? Billy and Jimmy Lee. Uh, my number one and my number two really could have flip-flopped either fucking way. And I, like, mm -hmm. I don't know their games. I don't know them. I watched some gameplay footage of both of these games and those characters in particular. And I kind of just like, all right, one of them is slightly cooler than the other one. But as a whole, like, I don't know these games. And their wikis are huge. And I didn't want to spend the day reading about one character. So I didn't. I just picked off some gameplay footage. Number two, Soul Bad Guy from Guilty Gear. And number one, Ragna the Blood Edge from Blaz Blue. That's all I got. There you go. There you go. Um, okay. Fair enough. Um, Billy and Jimmy are also my number three for SN, uh, for Arc System or sure, SNK. Um, and that's just because, uh, again, what more can you do? And at least they're legacy characters. Yeah. So there, there's a there's a little bit of double dragon sport there already. Uh, my number two um, was Ragnar the Blood Edge, and my number one was Soul Bad Guy. So it was just a just a flop. This is just a flip flop. Um, and I went with Soul's my number one because he has a gun blade, which is an interesting weapon. Fair enough. Uh, and his name is totally absurd. That's about. I mean, both of them have absurd <laughs> names. Soul Bad Guy in Ragnar the Blood Edge. What the hell? Uh-huh. Uh True enough. <laughs> okay. Um, speaking of SNK, let's do SNK. All right, let's do it. Another fighting game-heavy uh, franchise. 
but nonetheless, um, my number three for uh, SMK is going to be having you scratch your sensing. Ooh. Then again, not too long ago, you were saying the same thing about Terry Bogart. It's true. So, so um, I'm trying to pull up the uh, The characters that I chose are for my number three are named Akari and Hagari. Akari and Hagari from a fighting game called <laughs> SMK, what else is it? Called The Last Blade. Uh, Last Blade being a uh, feudal Japanese style fighting game with lots of samurai ninja. Uh, and like lots of callbacks to mythos in, in Japanese culture. Um, so, Hagare is a Shikigami, which is a uh, kind of like a, a possessed item. The spirit has possessed a sheet in this case, um, and he's kind of kind of a mischievous shapeshifter who fights along this young girl who is a, I think she's a shrine maiden as well, um, and they fight in tandem with one another. Um, Hagari being someone who looks over Akari, so, uh, and Akari has a lot of light magic attacks, so as far as a, um, fighting game goes, interesting background on these characters. Um, and I really just swung my hand into the net, and I was like, what's a fighting game that is not Fatal Fury or Summary Showdown, and here we are. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah. yeah. My number two is something that was covered on the Smash Tip Wiki, but not by us as well. Uh, Kelly, it's Metal Slug. Okay. Um, I characters uh, like Marco and, and other characters from the game um, either popping into the Metal Slug tank itself because it's a fairly versatile tank. It's it's not like uh, having Andy fight from his tank for the entire time or, or Quad Wallace for, for that matter. Um, it's more like a Sophia third, where you can theoretically have it be them mounted in it the entire time. Um, or you can have them fight independently. I haven't decided what I liked more yet. I kind of like the idea of it being a mounted character, because it's one of the few ones that would make sense. Uh, so there's that. Metal Slug, lots of fun in the arcades with that back in the day, too. My number one, though, was a character that was... Uh, frequently talked about after Terry's or even preceding Terry's inclusion uh, as far as SNK characters went, and that is uh, Nakarudu from uh, Samurai Shodan. She is a young girl who fights with a hawk and that's pretty much all you need to know. Um, interesting combo based fighter. She's fighting with a hawk. Yeah. The hawk is fighting with her. Um, that's cool. And Samurai Shodan is a fairly, um, fairly celebrated franchise within SMK. If you're not doing Fatal Fury King of Fighters, which I feel like we shouldn't, even though there's uh, Rio or Geese Howard or whoever, um, but, you know, in, in this, for the sake of um, diversity. Um, right. So, that's the, there we go. There we go. Okay, well, for me, SNK, um, my number three, Comes from Metal Slug. Mm -hmm. And while uh, on our Smash W Wiki, Kelly specifically calls out and says that the Metal Slug, his character submission for it, uh, is just like it's all the four main characters and they just like swap out, but it's the same moveset for them all. So they're also collectively called Metal Slug. Uh, I'm specifically naming Marco Rossi as my character from Metal Slug because 
Um, I, I feel like you could probably do the same thing where he just swaps between different characters and they just have a different name. But I, but for me personally, I prefer them to use the character names and not just a general collection names. Like, you don't call Basil Jr. Koopaling, you know. But uh, mm-hmm. that's just my, probably a little personal thing there. Uh, my number two is uh, Athena Asamiya from Psycho Soldier. Uh, a game who really only came to me because... Uh, while SNK got a lot of tracks in Smash with Terry, the Psycho Soldier theme is the one that like really sticks out to me because it has vocals and they say Psycho Soldier throughout the track. So it, you you remember it very easily. <laughs> it, it's like uh, how Supersonic Racing is one of the standout tracks for me uh, that Sonic has in Smash because they say Supersonic Racing a lot in that track. Uh, and you know she's a psychic. Uh, the interesting thing about about Athena is that's actually there's actually two Athenas uh, throughout the SK games, and um, one of the Athena I don't remember which I think one of the two Athenas is like the descendant of the other one, but they are both you know they're warriors that fought to defend their homes, and Athena is a psychic. So I thought you know that's a little bit um, I say different. Smash has a few psychics oh. already, but it's not like something that I feel is overcrowded. Now, Psychic's using teleport is overcrowded, but that's different. My number one. (laughs) My number one from SNK. uh, Well, they don't fight alone. They're one of the protagonists from their their games. Uh, It's Nakaruru. She she fights (laughs) with a hawk. Uh, Uh I know how Maru is another option for Samurai Strodon. He's one of the other main characters from those games. But Nakaru just seems so much more interesting because how Maru is just another samurai. Well, Nakaruru, God fucking damn it, dang it, Rafa, <laughs> fucking Christ, uh, Nakaruru, again, she has a bird fighting with her, and that's really cool and unique compared to everything else. I think she has another animal too, but I don't remember offhand what it is. But she is by far, for for me, the interesting choice when it comes to SNK and Samurai Showdown. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Agreed. So, we're running low on choices here. Mm-hmm. The sun's getting real low. Koei Tecmo. Okay. All right, Koei Tecmo. This is one that I know you have a character that you have been championing for for years, but we'll get there. Number three for me. I'm not. Uh, I'm, I'm not well versed in Koei Tecmo as well. Like a lot of these companies, like my 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 gaming interests tend to be kind of hyper focused in certain areas, so I don't tend to look at a whole bunch of different companies. But for Koei Tecmo, my number three uh, is Yuri Kozukata from Fatal Frame. Uh, her game is on the Wii U. I think it's getting a Switch port. If I'm remembering correctly, I think they advertised that in like the last direct, or maybe it was two directs ago. I yeah. don't remember. I'm pretty sure it's happening. Uh, you, you're a photographer who's taking a picture of spooky shit. You see a ghost? Mm-hmm. Take a picture. I don't know what all you can really do with her in Smash, but I think there's some fun stuff that you could probably do. Uh, make her a little bit fun. She's also an assist trophy, one of the few third-party assist trophies in Smash. Although I guess she might be considered a second party, because I think Nintendo helped out with Fatal Frame. Or at least her Fatal Frame. I'm mm-hmm. not entirely sure about that. Uh, my number two might get me murdered because it's Ryu Hayabusa really yes he's not my number one 
I gotta be honest. I gotta be honest. I know a lot of people say, and I agree with them, that Ninja Gaiden is one of the big NES franchises that has yet to be represented in Smash. It's it's it is missing. I don't deny that. But to me personally, he's kind of boring. He he is a ninja with a katana. There's a thousand of them. Yes, he has the legacy. But as terms of a character, as somebody who has never played Ninja Gaiden, I don't care. Sorry. I recognize his legacy, though. That's why he's number two for me. But as far as, like, what he can do, I just... Eh. Eh. But you know what would be fun? My number one from Koei Tecmo. <laughs> it's Etna from Disgaea. Oh, yeah. She is a little demon girl who has an army of pretties at her disposal, which are explosive penguins. Mm-hmm. They, they do her bidding. They follow any order she gives them. They will fight and put their life on the line for her. And if they die, they explode. Yeah. So they do. <laughs> I've played a few Disney games, and I've never beaten them because I realize it takes like 600 hours. Yeah, and things have <laughs> 10 trillion health. With granted, your damage values uh-huh. are also at insanely high numbers. But it's like, goddamn. Uh-huh. Like, I, I, I only know Disgaea really from reputation. But I think Etna would be incredibly fun. Just like, send out a pretty and it explodes. That's your standard special. Then your side special is you send out yeah, a pretty dude. and it explodes. Your special, you send a pretty, it explodes. I don't fuck. It could all be pretties <laughs> for all I fucking care. Let's get Etna yeah. in. Okay, that's a good choice. I mean, uh, to be honest with you, I just was updating my twos and threes because I totally forgot this guy was run by Koei Tecmo. Well, the way that you were grinning, I was just really hoping that it wasn't going to be a fucking Warriors character. Thank God. No. Because that would be really... God, no. Like, my choice is uh, Kenshiro Watanabe from Dynasty Warriors I am not Nobisawa. And I am insisting that you would imply such a terrible thing. <laughs> okay, so my number three was uh, was Rygar, to to be honest with you. Um, um, and, you know, let's keep it that way, because Edna, um, I didn't think of her, um, even though she's great. Uh, Rygar has... Uh, What's interesting about Rygar is that it's an old school character, had a lot of interest in, in the early 80s, uh, what have you. And he fights with a shield that is sent out as if it is a yo-yo. Okay. So just that bizarre visual in itself. And that's about all he has going for him. But I mean, <laughs> um, number two is Yori Kozakata. Um... I think that a Fatal Frame character would be pretty interesting in Smash, especially since the character is, the franchise is like halfway owned by Nintendo now, so it's kind of a Bayonetta-esque. I think it's more than Bayonetta-esque. I think they own the majority share of the franchise now. Uh-huh. Um, which is interesting. Um, having Yuri in Smash would, I, I, I think it's, uh, you're using the picture, a horrific or whatever the camera's called, and uh, you're capturing these ghosts inside of them. So I figure, what if her moveset revolved around capturing and releasing 
these monstrosities yeah. from the camera, having them attack the opponents. So that kind of character we don't really have in Smash. It would be interesting. It would be really fucking creepy, actually. Yeah. Be interesting. Uh, my number one is the um, the man who you wronged with your slander. Your slander. Um, if we're talking about the only the original Ninja Gaidens, which, funnily enough, are also the uh, best Ninja Gaidens, in my opinion. That would be true enough. Um, but in, a, uh, in more recent titles, we've gone beyond just, you know, the uh, the throwing stars and, and wheels and flaming wheels and um, spinning attacks and whatever. We uh, He's also part of the Dead or Alive. So what, like, Hayabusa represents Ninja Gaiden and Dead or Alive single-handedly. Uh, similarly, in a way that Yoshimitsu would for Tekken and Soul Calibur, but who cares about Yoshimitsu? Um, so, uh, besides being a Shinobi ninja, um, he's also the protector of the dragon sword and has dragon blood pulsing through his veins. So he's able to enable the... Um, he's able to summon dragons. He's able to use uh, fire-based dragon attacks, uh, incorporate... Uh, wind, like air-based dragon. So, that, so there's more there um, than just the t the typical ninja stuff. Uh, there, there's a little bit of mythos there with it, with his dragon background. Um, beyond that, I'll give it to you. More, he's more of a stoic character, but I, I I think it's similar to me, like with Rayman. You have a character like Rayman. Like, why the fuck is he not in? It's fair. At, the, at this point, at this point, there's not a lot of characters like Hayabusa. Or you can say, okay, it's the legacy. But in his case, it is the legacy that sets him above the edge for me. Yeah. Uh, similar to how Simon got into Ultimate for for much of that reason. Yeah. The Belmonts uh, are much our retro rep for Ultimate. Yeah, precisely. Precisely. Um, and once Hayabusa is checkmarked off, because I think he eventually will be, um, it's really just, there you go. <laughs> There's all your legacy characters that are at the top rung done. The um, of the NES. That being said, precisely. And then Billy and Jimmy Lee just make it. Um, for that over. Or Rash. There's, there's extra, but I think Hayabusa is like the, the, the bottom of the top rung. Um, let's see here. What do we even have left? We've made it through quite a few, haven't we? There are um, six categories left. Okay, let's see here. I will go with uh, Square Inks. And uh, this is where things get fucky. Because you're going to hear my list be like, what the hell is all this? So. Alright. My number three is Black Mage. Oh, okay. A character okay. that I still... I still want a character in Smash that represents Final Fantasy predating Seven. Classic Final Fantasy. Yeah, exactly. We have Cloud and Sephiroth. So, what's the best way forward? There, you have a lot of great characters. You have uh, Terra. You have Cecil, um, Warrior Light, whatever, whatever. I think Black Mage is the most ubiquitous um, by a long shot. And even and uh, you know you can say, oh why not Vivi because it would be a little bit weird. <laughs> yeah. Before is the day. 
Um, so, and so Black Mage is such a recognizable character, um, easily represents the franchise, such a, such a iconic design, um, representative of, there's a lot of things you can do with the archetypal magic that it possesses. Uh, he's a good step forward. My number two, my number two, um, I sat down and I said, what are we going to do with this game when there's eight main characters? Oh, Jesus. Yeah. So I I didn't decide to do the Octopath Traveler as an eight in one. I decided, even though Octopath Traveler is a game that honestly fell a little short for me, um, the idea of having Tressa, the merchant, be playable is interesting to me. Um, and the and she, as you know, she has a pickpocket move. She has a few wind-based moves inexplicably. Um, but then beyond that, you can also... Um, I'm forgetting you, the exact name of the move. You can hire cell swords to fight on her behalf. Um, and the scope of Smash, just make character. those characters. Yeah, make those characters be the other Octopus tra- Traveler characters. You can uh, have Obera come in for whatever some sweeping move. Uh, everybody. Um, so blanking oh. up from other names. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. So that could be the gateway to having all the characters represented, but without the headache. Right. Would be would be fun. Um, Octopath is inexplicably seeing a sequel that I think is coming out on mobile. <laughs> but it, but it's it's a sequel, but okay. it's like in classic Square Enix fashion. It's a sequel, but it's disconnected. Different characters, different story. Oh, okay. Wonderful, wonderful. I think. Um, and, sure. and kind of the best thing that came out of Octopath Traveler are the next games that are not related to Octopath Traveler. Like the Triangle Strategy game. Oh, ridiculous yeah. name. Absolutely ridiculous name. Great demo. Also, um, I wish instead of getting pixel remasters yeah. for Final Fantasy 1 through 6, which. What the fuck do you do? Square Enix people are just like, can we get these on console? If you buy them on PC, mm-hmm. we'll consider it. It's like, fuck off. Like, it's great that uh-huh. Final Fantasy's 1 and 2 are finally coming to Steam because of the only ones that were missing. But mm-hmm. I don't give a fuck about the Pixel Remaster. They're also taking off the, uh, the versions of 3 through 6 that were already on Steam, and they're replacing them with the Pixel Remaster, which is like, no, I don't want that. Mm-hmm. Like, why mm-hmm. instead give us 1 through 6 in Octopath's art style? Because holy yeah. shit, that's an amazing style. It is. It is. I I hope they maintain it for several more remakes. If if it's all trapped within this gen, so be it. But bring us more. Yeah. Because it looked great. Um, And Octopath Traveler was kind of all flash. But um, past the initial chapters, at least. But Tressa was at least a character that was charming and had had a cool initial story, I think. Um... And lastly, there's Marina Lightyears. Oh, um, okay. Enix character, an Enix platforming character who hasn't been seen since her first game came out over 20 years ago on the Nintendo 64. And probably will never be. 
but uh, but it was developed by Treasure, who has since gone on to develop Gunstar Heroes, then in Punishment. So there's a little bit of a uh, it was it was like a precocious gem for the company amidst all of that. Um, Marina has the ability to shake and throw enemies before Wario ever considered it. Um, and beyond that, she uh, she can use her hyper sonic weird limbs to uh, pull Rayman-esque moves off or, or, or fast travel um, th- or like speed through. What, what we're getting at here is um, ultimately, right? I am a platformer kind of guy and I like my platforming characters. So this is a bit of a bit of a niche character. She has jet boost. She can she can grab uh, weird like like the basis of her moveset would be. Oh, I caught you, and it would be uh, that was shaking for you audio listeners out there, Eric. Um, yeah, fun, fun times. Okay. Hey, it's uh, it's better than Gruntella, right? Yeah. In yeah. some ways. In no, some in ways. all of the ways. It was a it was a fun it was a fun game. Um I don't know. Fond memories took over my head and I said no way in hell is Anta choosing this. You're right. I'm not. My uh my screen choices <laughs> are probably gonna be a little bit more expected. So mm-hmm. my number three is from the Chrono games. And I say games, even though there's only two of them, and they're honestly it's a loose connection. Like they're in the same, they are they are in the same series, but it's far in the future, yeah. more or less. Which is weird, considering mm-hmm. that Chrono Trigger is like all the time frames. It goes like every fucking year, but um, it's Chrono. Right. Uh, well, personally, between Chrono right. and Serge, the protagonist of Chrono Cross, I I like Chrono Cross more as a game than I than I like Chrono Trigger. Which I know is blasphemy, but get over it. But when I look at the two characters, uh, Surge, his attacks are really just swinging his two-bladed weapon, and then any character can use the same kinds of uh, magical techniques in Chrono Cross. Whereas in Chrono Trigger, uh, everybody has their own uh, techniques that they can use, and there's even uh, they can even double up with other party members to do. I think it's called dual tech. Yeah, dual techs. Uh, and create new effects. So Chrono really just fits the bill better in that respect. And my number two yeah. is 2B from Nier Automata, uh, yeah. a game that I never expected to play until it did really well in a poll where people voted to force me to play a certain game. It didn't win, Bug Fables did, but uh, I ended up playing Nier Automata anyways, and while the battle system took a while for me to get a grip on and I had to actually change how I held my controller in order to get it to work for me. Uh, it was pretty fun. I, the story is still bonkers. I don't understand a lot of what went on, but I enjoyed it. Tubi's a fun character, and I think there's some interesting things that you could do with her for a moveset. Maybe one oh, day yeah. I'll do that. But my number one should be an obvious pick. It's the Black Mage from Final Fantasy. I fucking wish it's not. No, um, I did consider other Final Fantasy characters. Uh, and if I was going to choose a retro one, 
you know, Black Mage would have been my pick. Uh, you could also argue Warrior Blight representing the first game. Uh, Terra, Final Fantasy VI is really popular. Cecil, or Cecil, whatever the fuck it is, Final Fantasy IV, people is beloved as well. And he has this whole Paladin Dark Knight thing going on. Uh, two and three and five I don't really think work as well. Uh, if I went with a more modern Final Fantasy character, while I think the game is kind of odd, Noctis isn't a bad choice. He can throw his weapon and then teleport to it. That's fucking cool. The magic yeah. system in 15 is stupid, but he can throw his weapon and teleport to it, and that's fucking cool. But we're not here mm -hmm. to talk about Final Fantasy. Sort of. How about instead... Sora from Kingdom Hearts. Yes, 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 yes. I know there's yeah. the Disney thing, but this is fantasy, and we can Mickey do whatever Mouse. we want. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so Sora, man, he uh, barriers have been getting broken like hell between Smash Four and Smash Ultimate. Getting Cloud, mm -hmm. getting Bayonetta, getting Ryu, um, getting trying to think, getting. Getting Sephiroth, Joker, Steve, Banjo. Banjo. Really, as far as I'm concerned, there are two two characters left that hey, I think would just things. destroy... I'm talking third parties. Hey, everyone really did not yeah. destroy barriers. There, there are two other third-party characters that I feel like would really destroy barriers. Maybe maybe I guess there's a third, maybe. But, you know, Master Chief would be the would be huge. Uh, massive hype. And sure, we have other Microsoft titles for Woody. But we don't have a shooter. We don't have somebody that would be like that violent like Chief is. But then there's Sora. Who we assume is being held back by Disney. And getting him would just be like... The, mm -hmm. the glass was shattered with Cloud. And it was shattered again with Sephiroth. Sora and Master Chief are the next big glass shattering characters as far as I'm concerned. The, the only other kind mm -hmm. of barrier that really could be shattered after that point is just any indie character. And then at that point, any video game character is possible. Right. I gotta support Sora. Do it. There he is. Yeah, he is. Your Keyblade Warrior. Mm. Will there be... Will, will... There be the gun ship incorporated into his moveset. Uh, no, no, but maybe that could be his entrance animation. It's also yeah. called a gummy ship, oh. by the way. There you go. There you also, go. with Square Enix, we now have not only our first bingo, but we have a double bingo. Oh. Yep. Nice. So there it is. <laughs> I think now. I think it's time. For Sony. Okay. It's been sitting there. And I think it needs to be mm -hmm. unveiled. Mm -hmm. My number three for Sony is Kratos from God of War. Now don't get me wrong, Kratos would be a great choice to add to Smash. I guess actually I guess there is another uh glass shattering barrier for Smash, and that's literally any of the Sony first party characters, because we don't have any mm -hmm. yet. Get a Sony character already, Jesus. Uh, Kratos would be a good choice mm -hmm. for that. You know, he's he killed the god of war. He killed many gods. Uh, and then he went to go retire in Norse land and have a son and a beard. And <laughs> I'm assuming that he's killing the Norse gods now. I don't really know. I didn't... I haven't followed God of War. It's another game that I'd like to watch someday. 
Uh, I'm kind of mm-hmm. I kind of wonder what they're gonna do with him next. Like, are there more Norse gods for him to kill? Because again, I don't know what happens in that game. Or are we gonna go to Egypt next? Are we gonna kill Ra and uh, Seth? I don't know, man. But I think Kratos would be fun. Uh, he was actually in one of the Soul Calibur games, the worst Soul Calibur game, the 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 PSP game. Not great. Not a great game. Kind of wasted his inclusion in that one. Uh, my number two yep. is not a popular game, but you know I think it's a it's a gem of the PS One era. Unfortunately, I don't think I'll be able to go back and play it just because like the inventory system is. Oh, well, I can go back and play. It. I have it on. I, I do have extra, but like. It's inventory system is a bit of a pain to deal with. Dart from Legend of Dragoon. Uh, he oh, was yeah. he was heavily he supposedly was going to be in PlayStation All Stars, which again Kratos was. Uh, and there is there they found evidence of him being worked on, but uh, it sounds like there was some interference from Sony, and they're just like stop working on what you're working on because the game's not doing well. Work on this character because we think we can sell them instead and make money. It didn't work. So now those of us uh, Dragoon fans are bitter because we didn't get Dart in the game. Mm-hmm. My number one. Another character that's actually in PlayStation All-Stars. That princess. No. Not that princess. <laughs> no, no, no. Sweet. It's Sly Cooper. Get me the Thievius Raccoonus. Give me that mm-hmm. raccoon. Oh my god, he, his games are great. They're a lot of fun. Uh, it has, it's not something I myself played. I mean, I, I dabbled a little bit. It was more of a Twilix game because it's very stealthy, and I am notoriously bad at stealth. But when he was playing, I was right there in the room with him watching. So I, I, I feel like I got the experience, even though I didn't play it myself. Yeah. But Sly Cooper, yeah. it's so much fun. Uh, people didn't like the fourth game as much. But I still think it was really cool. I I hope they do more. Please do more Sly Cooper. Please. Yeah. Absolutely. Sly is an old-time pick for you. I remember you championing championing him as far back as the opening days of Macarius back in 2006, 2007. I don't think that's true. Uh, Yeah. You loved him. Because I have never made a Sly moveset. No, no, you have, but you, you've been you've been enjoying the games for that. Yeah, um, games. they're fun. Yeah, there there's so many Sony games you can choose from. Like, there there's a lot. So, um, my choice, my second and third choices are not to go against the grain of what you've chosen. They're mostly different, so that way we can cover a larger swath. Um, so here, my third choice is Ratchet and Clank. Okay, okay, respect. Um, character, yep. Yeah. Yeah, respect, respect. Um, and to be honest with you, I've, I have never played a Ratchet and Clank game, yeah, which either. needs to change. Um, but from my baseline understanding of it, you have a lot of ridiculous cartoony weapons and to choose from, primarily guns, magnet rays, what have you. Um, and he fights with a wrench and he has a little robot companion named Clank who does things and that's entertaining um hold on one minute i'm gonna need my mic to come nighttime allergies eh? um so ratchet and clank kind of fall into this archetype that i think sony pervaded for a couple of years there was ratchet and clank there was jack and daxter um 
they were platforming gods of the early PS2 era. Yeah. Um, so they had between the two, I guess. Like yeah. Also um, true. The PlayStation yeah. Move. Uh, we'll talk about that controller another day. Um, Ratchet and Clank. <laughs> I kind of chose. I think that they're the more prevalent of what's left of that era, and mm-hmm. have more recently had had a game on the PS5. So it, it, it kind of has like a Star Fox esque charm to it, loosely. But um, unlike Star Fox, their story progresses. Um, my number two pick is a surprise to nobody. Maybe that is not my number one. It's Jin Sakai from Ghost of Tsushima. Okay. Who, um, I will let my moveset that I posted on the Smash W wiki speak for itself for the primary meat of that conversation. Um, Ghost of Tsushima, they're, they're, as you get older, I don't know about you, but for me, as I get older, it becomes increasingly difficult or the games that I put my time into to wow me as they did when I was younger. Interesting. Um, Ghost of Tsushima is one of those games that wowed me like when I was younger. Um, everything about it falls into place wonderfully. Um, and Jen also scratches an itch that I had obsessed about for years. He just always <laughs> changed characters. You were so obsessed with scenes yeah. change, and you finally uh-huh. maybe uh-huh. got it out of your system. Like almost uh-huh. every character we were talking and... about, you'd be like, "Oh, and they could do a stance change." It's like, why though? <laughs> Balloon fighter, you're like, what? <laughs> um, it is Samurai and Ghost once too. Very, very technical character. Um, basically, a ninja and Samurai at once. So uh, it's cool. And uh, lastly, my number one is your number three. My number one is Kratos. Um, I don't know. I, I think when you want to, when I think when folks think of modern Sony, Kratos is the first image that comes to mind for a lot of them, which is fair. Um, so, so God of War, I fucking hated Kratos in God of War three. Like, holy crap, was he a pitching asshole? Um, and then he redeems himself in the reboot. Um, and it's like, okay, I'm going to like you again. Um, very interesting how they how they approach the reboot. And, you know, you have two separate movesets here because you're, you're dealing with two separate mythologies, um, worlds. And it's like, would Kratos fight with his chain weapon or would he fight with his um, axe, his, his hatchet? I kind of feel like you can probably do both. Just, just mix up the moveset a little bit. Make them an amalgamation, like how Snake is apparently Solid Snake and Big Boss combined. In yeah, that's really weird. Um, like, why? I, I have no clue. No clue at all. Um, so there's Solid Snake. Solid Snake, Liquid Snake, Naked Snake, Venom Snake, and Smash Snake. Um, <laughs> Sakurai Snake. Um... Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I enjoy the character. I enjoy his arc. He's major to Sony. I think that if you were to have a character like Kratos stand beside Master Chief, uh, there go, there goes the internet. <laughs> um, like Sony will never have, and they will never play ball to this extent with another yeah. company. But if they did, I could see it being Kratos. After all, he isn't Fortnite. <laughs> He 
is in Fortnite, which is something that even Nintendo wasn't allowing to happen with Samus. Because they're just like, oh, sure, mm-hmm. you can play Samus in Fortnite, but that only can still be bought on Nintendo consoles, but only people playing on Nintendo consoles can even see the Samus skins. Like, really? The first, I understand uh-huh. where you're coming from. I think it's dumb, but I understand where you're coming from. The second one, you're being ridiculous, Nintendo. Get your act together. Do I care about mm-hmm. Fortnite? No. But get your act together. Come on. Seriously. It, <laughs> it, it makes them look nearly as bad as when, when Sony was like, no, we don't want to cross-play. People play. People get the best experience on PlayStation, so we don't want them to play it on other consoles. So we won't let them have friends. Seriously, so get the stick out of your ass. They all ridiculous business practices on behalf of both companies. Sony, a little worse, but mm-hmm. not honest. Yeah, Sony. Sony has. You can make an argument that they have the best exclusives. And the most regressive business strategies. I mean, you can say the same thing about Nintendo. Yeah, precisely. Where's the PS5? (laughs) Like, where is it physically installed? Not in my living room, I can tell you that much. Uh Uh-huh. Same here. I need it for Final Fantasy. God damn it. Seriously. Um, Let's go um, company that's been near and dear to Sony for, in the early aughts anyway. Activision. Okay, so my number three for Activision is a bit of a curveball. I had to kind of research and say, okay, what did Activision make that's not Call of Duty, Spiral, or Crash? Uh, or Skylanders, God. Um, and we landed on Sekiro, which uh, was a game of the year a couple of years back. Uh, Sekiro being the uh, titular character of the game. Uh, apparently has some fantastical magic at his disposal, as well as uh, typical samurai abilities. Uh, I don't really know or even care that much beyond that, other than I found a character that was not from Call of Duty. Fair enough. Uh Um, My number two is a character that uh, I would not be surprised to be your number one, because you you hold him in high adoration. Spiral the dragon. He flies, he shoots fire, um, has a has a dragonfly companion who, who loves you very much. It's true. And uh he and does. he headbutts you. With yeah. horns. Yeah. And he knows Taker also. He knows what? And then uh Taker, you know, you know from Winnie the Pooh. <laughs> And Reptar, all those guys. Um, and my number one is Crash. Um, for me, it had to be Crash. Um, an innovator of the 3D platforming genre before Super Mario 64 came out. Um, very popular in Japan as well as America, which Spiral kind of got screwed in development hell over in Japan and did not get his proper shake. Well, they um, it's it's more like the first game had a really out. bad uh, localization, and Japan did not right, like right. it. So they didn't. Even, I don't think they even mm-hmm. got. I, they might have gotten Spyro two, but I don't think they got Spyro three. 
Right, right. Yeah, I think Spyro 2 was so spiraled out of control. And I think they got the trilogy a couple of years ago, but that didn't sell very well either, unfortunately. Um, but yeah, for Crash, because it's it's kind of like a Hayabusa argument for me when it comes between Spyro and Crash. Um, Crash being an innovator of the genre. Um, and then Spyro, in some cases, maybe. But like, I enjoy a Spyro game more than Crash in most cases. Um, just Crash, a, a nod to what Crash had done for the genre. Um, and he spins around and, and eats a thing called a Wumpa Fruit. Yes. How can he not like that? As a fake version of himself who is terrifying. Not as bad as the Noid, though. He's recently made a comeback. Um, yeah, there you go. All right. So for me with Activision, uh, wow, my number three. And I was really just trying to find something, anything, that wasn't, you know, Crash, Spyro, or Call of Duty. And I landed on something that I don't really know anything about. But I was just like, okay, the art's mm -hmm. a thing. The gameplay is a thing. So sure, fuck it. I'll give it a nod. Uh, let's say Alex Mercer from Prototype. There you go. There's my number three from Activision. Fuck Call of Duty. My number two. You know, some could say that it's about time for their revival. And that was Crash Bandicoot. Uh... uh -huh. Great games. They weren't personally mine, but my, my games as a kid. Uh, my cousin was really into uh, Crash Bandicoot, though. He enjoyed playing them a lot, and I you know I watched him play a little bit. I got the rebooted game. I um, wasn't able to finish it. There was a level uh, towards the end of the first game that I just could not progress past. And, you know, I felt defeated, so I stopped playing it. It was very disappointing. Mm -hmm. I think it was uh, it was it was the bridge level, one of the bridge levels. Like my fucking god, fuck that level! Eat shit. Oh, it's pain in the ass. My number one though, it's obvious. You already called me out. Spyro the motherfucking dragon, bitches. I don't care what you all say. He's better than Crash. I fucking say it. Uh, Crash is fine. You know, I got no problem with Crash. But Spyro has always been more my thing. You have ruined your camera, by the way, by doing all those movements. Like, you are pixelated and grainy as fuck. <laughs> yeah. You you're, you're, you need a different webcam, because shit. Uh, but Spyro, <laughs> yeah, fucking... He's a dragon! And he's not, like, too big like Ridley is, or was. Uh, he mm -hmm. can breathe fire. In later games, he can breathe lightning and bubbles and... He also has ice. Wow. Uh, God, I want Spyro and Smash so much, but I know he only has a chance after Crash gets in, which really disappoints me. I'm it sorry. would be great if we can get them both revealed. They, they, really they would make for a game. great double trailer. They, they've they really been mm -hmm. like each other's sister franchises from the beginnings. There's a Spyro demo. There have been Spyro demos in Crash games. There have been Crash demos in Spyro games. I think. Uh, There's been the crossover on the GBA. Which were not great. Uh, Spiral Orange and Crash Purple yep. were not enjoyed. Uh, my brother and I had them, though, so we played those. Uh, <laughs> they, Spyro, uh, there's a there's a Spyro cameo in Crash Twin Sanity. Uh, also another Spyro cameo in Crash 4. I think Crash has might have a cameo in the Radiant Trilogy. I don't remember for sure, though. 
But those, those two franchises have always been like neck and neck with each other. Yeah. And it's a damn shame that exactly. they weren't in PlayStation All-Stars. They should have been. Mm-hmm. That game mm-hmm. had issues and there was studio interference. Um, is it regular Spyro or Legend of Spyro Spyro or Skylander Spyro? Classic Spyro. Spyro specifically from Enter the Dragonfly? No. Fuck off. Okay. Shut the fuck (laughs) up. Anyways, uh, we're getting down to it here. There's only three categories left, so we're almost done. It's been a long one. But we're almost there. We definitely uh, underestimated how long it will take to get through all this. So uh, for those of you who have stuck around, thank you. Because I am like (laughs) ready to fall asleep here. Oh boy. But uh, we're with Blizzard We're done with this episode. (laughs) Yeah, it's bedtime. Um, Blizzard. Uh, You just did Activision, so of course we got to do Blizzard next. Uh, for me, Blizzard, I actually have not played very many Blizzard games, but I am aware of them, and I would say their importance to the gaming community. Uh, my number three, I'm going to go with Diablo, uh, from Diablo. So you're playing as the devil, basically. I just find the idea fun. Simple enough. Uh, there are other choices I could have gone with, like, the, the generic player character, but it was like, but the devil. Yeah. Yeah, let's yep. do that. Yep. Uh, my number two comes from World of Warcraft. Uh, one of the games that I would say is one of the most important games in gaming history. It is the MMO of MMOs, even though it is now beating to decline in popularity. Or I guess has been. But, you know, that's kind of how things go. But uh, there's, there's a few different choices here. But I decided to go with the Lich King, who we talked about in a previous uh, Smash Bros. episode. He is a very important NPC character. He is a boss fight that you have to go up against. He has the powers of ice and dark magic at his disposal. He is a lich. So, you know. My number Mm -hmm. one is uh, quite a bit younger than the Lich King. Quite a bit younger than Diablo. My number one is Tracer from Overwatch. Oh. Yeah. Overwatch, I actually played a fair amount. I haven't in a while. Uh, mm-hmm. I pretty much said, like, okay, when they release Overwatch 2, which they've said is happening, I'll get back into it, because that's going to have, like, story and single-player content. It's like, cool, I'm into that. Because uh, Overwatch itself is, it's a 6v6, no, was it a 6v6? Or the 5v5? I think it's a 6v6. That's been a while since I played it. Uh, game. You, you got all these fantastical characters, you're shooting at each other, you're trying to capture objectives. It's it's a fun game, but unfortunately, I'm, again, just not very good at it, so I kind of dropped out of it. But Tracer is the poster character of the game. Is she my personal favorite? No, no, she's not. But I think she's great. Uh, she She's a young British cadet. She was work, She was doing in, uh, like experiments with time shit and ended up being... Um, pretty much pulled apart into realities and other dimensions and she had to be i had to have a special device created for her to anchor her into our world otherwise she was fading out of existence but she can use these powers now to uh essentially teleport around 
wind back time, speed up time. It's kind of crazy mm-hmm. and actually really cool. I made a move set for her uh, in the early days of the Smashtopia wiki, and I took great pride in trying to uh, translate her uh, time manipulation properties. And it yeah. took some thinking on my part because she was not easy to translate into Smash from Overwatch. But I enjoyed it. It was fun. Absolutely. Yeah, that was a... I, th- I think to this day that, that moveset stands as a very higher class development on, on the wiki. Because um, I certainly <laughs> could not... Uh, it, it, it's difficult when, when you're dealing with a brand new type of character. Yeah. Um, and, and you did that quite well. I think, um, you know, similar, similarly to how we said Kelly Jelly approached working the portal gun into Smash, and it's an, it's an interesting way forward. Tracer, even a, a little more so, because it's not just that one thing, it's everything. Yeah. Um, all that said, for Blizzard, myself, my number three is the Lich King, who, uh, again, we spoke about in Smasher Dash. There's a few choices for World of Warcraft, um, Giant Proudmore being another one. Um, ultimately, landed on the Lich King because he's a darker character, and he was, despite that, he was also he's also one of the faces of, of the franchise. Um, a massive franchise, as you said, founding the MMO genre, which, to this day, not necessarily founding, but uh, innovating, yeah, um, bringing into the modern era, if you will. And then they brought pandas along, and everybody turned on them. But you know, I, I still appreciate what they've done, and uh, very. And, and I, th- I think that the, the move set to um, let's speak for itself. He has, he has levels of dark magic available to himself. More interestingly, necromancy. Uh, so there's 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 things to to work in there. Yeah. Um, my second is uh, my second is Tracer, um, for the reasons that you said. Um, as far as mo, um, what not mobile cares, but um, FPS characters go and, and online settings, um, I think she's actually the best choice. Despite Wraith being my first choice for EA, so that EA has less going for it. <laughs> um, it's also EA. really uh, precisely. Precisely. Really charming character with a lot of interesting potential going for her um, moveset-wise, um, as you elucidated in that in the Smashcopia wiki. Uh, my number one choice is from Diablo. Um, massive, again, like similar, almost similar to World of Warcraft and, and, and akin to like, what it's done for its top-down action RPG it's like the thing. It's like the the Godbot. If Diablo wasn't around, uh, Fable would be around. Diablo wasn't around, uh, Gauntlet. No one would remember it. If Diablo wasn't around, Nicktoons Unite would have never happened. It's a bit of a stretch, but okay. But I mean, hey, you never know. Butterfly effect. Yeah, butterfly. It's a, the general gameplay style. What Mar- Marvel Ultimate Alliance is better. Um, but still, um, I went with not Diablo himself. Oh, that would be fucking hilarious. That would be, and I mean, it, it works. We have Devil uh, Kazia, so um, give it one more. We stretch. also have the Devil's Trophy. 
Yeah. Having Diablo on his appearance would probably concern a lot of parents, but that's why you rate a T for teen. Um, but I, I went with Deckard Kane. Okay. The, uh, a, a wise sage, um, very ubiquitous NPC in all of the Diablo games. Apparently he, he stretches across every title in the series and every represent. So beside Diablo, there's also Deckard, Oh. Um, spanning every game, and uh, he is almost the uh, it's my own horn of my own character. He's like the austere Clements of Diablo. Oh God! He is a very wise sage who has a number of very quotable phrases, if you will. Um, and he is able to master every element every aspect of magic in the Diablo world in an attempt for his clan to defeat Diablo. So he's like the kind of the spearhead of the entire movement against the devil. Um, he is apparently his primary mode of attack is summoning tornadoes. Okay. Um, of varying effects. He, he's able to make potions, um, have, have uh, he has healing powers. Um, his, very special top end summoning tornado move is apparently called Mornados. Oh, there's that with an exclamation point. Um, he can silence and blind enemies and set them to sleep with a move called Respect the Elderly. He can create bottomless pits, um, form cubes for some reason and hurl them at people mm. and, uh, Hit them with a staff. Um, yeah, there, there's, and then of course that has uh, access to thunder magic, fire magic, water magic, uh, dark magic, light magic, everything, everything that is available to a Diablo mage, um, and their subsets is collectively available under Deckard's attack tree. Um, and the reason I went with him over Diablo is because he's a, uh, I don't know, he, he has an interesting design, fable background, a well-respected character. Um, Diablo himself is more of an enigma. So Deckard is more at the forefront despite um, not being the title character. And the Blizzard themselves, when they've been asked, oh, what character do you want? Do you want Tracer? Do you want Diablo? They're like, oh, I think Deckard Kane would be interesting. Hmm. So, uh, Having not played these games myself, I'm like, yeah, Deckard Kane with the interest. Fair um, and look at him on the list. I mean, more so than you would think at first glance. He's an interesting guy. Okay. And that leaves us with what are oh level yeah level five, five. Okay. and the wild card. Yeah. Yep. Got to say wild card for last. It makes sense. So let's do level five. My first level five character in third place is Tone from Dark Cloud. Okay. I did not know that level five published Dark Cloud. Like there's Professor Layton level five and then everything prior to that, I just forget exists. Um, like they've been a company for longer than you suspect. Um, and he's honestly kind of a filler, but because of his uh, his older 
um, background. It's like, okay, let's let's throw them in there. Um, Dark Cloud being a pretty generally entertaining, old-school, top-down RPG, almost Diablo-esque, if I remember. Um, and he has access to, like, every sword archetype imaginable, sabers, scimitars, uh, rapiers, uh, long swords, broad swords, whatever. So, scabbards. Yeah, so there, there's, there's, it's a swordsman, but he has, like, all the swords. So there's that, and there's a knife, too, just like you. Um, precisely, precisely. You are from Dark Cloud. Um, second place is Jibanyan from Yokai Watch, the Pikachu of Yokai Watch, if you will, although Jibanyan is a fire spirit who has been given his capabilities by being run over in the corporeal world as a cat. So he's he's uh, roadkill that Depressing. has been turned into a yokai monster, um, and I think Jibanyan has a number of moves that would just be fire Pikachu. To be honest with you, where the interesting part would come in would be bringing in his friends like uh, like the the ghost yokai or whatever to to uh, perform a move similar like the Paper Mario with the, with Bo and and uh, Vivian. Um, or or other characters, um, it would be interesting. So to, to bring along his yokai friends as he does in, in the game, um, yokai watch being one that has fluctuated in popularities over the years. Although I think the anime is seeing a uh, resurgence and uh, would be a respectable choice. It's not a top one. Um, looking back, I'm surprised I didn't think of. Uh, I said tone. I, I should have said Oliver from. Uh, Nino Kuni, but I forgot it was focused with level five, so let's move on. Um, my number one is Professor Lee. Shock. What can be said that hasn't been said before? We're pushing the boundaries on this episode as is with the time, so yeah. we're going to leave it to past Professor Layton discussions. Um, <laughs> I like it. There you go. He's been and one of your favorites. Yeah, you have won Professor Layton for a long yeah. ass time. Yeah, yeah, I have. How about you? All right. Well, for me, level five. Uh, we're gonna start off number three, Jibanyan from Yokai Watch. Uh, he's the Pikachu of the Yokais. It's a fire spirit. You will run over. Um, beyond that, I don't really have much to say about him. I haven't played a Yokai Watch. Maybe I should one of these days just to kind of see what it's about and like kind of do like a compare contrasting with Pokemon. I don't know. I also wanted to try and play like fossil fighters for like a similar reason. Maybe I should do a Digimon. I don't know. I, I, there's a lot of these, um, catch a monster, make them fight type of games out there. They're yeah. monster under monster under stories. It's like that as well. But you know, I decided I'll give him like the third place nod. Uh, my number two is professor Layton. I know you want him as number one. And we've had this discussion, I just, I'm not as excited by him. Uh, I've tried playing his games, I, I just wasn't into it. Uh, that, that's one that pretty much has to be left up to you, because I just, not my, not my thing, I guess. My number one, interestingly enough, is not Tone from Dark Cloud, although that would be funny. Uh, instead, it's actually um, Oliver 
from Nino Cooney. So it's really funny when you uh-huh. mention like, oh man, I forgot Oliver existed. Uh, I don't know really. I would have made much. Oliver my number two. Fair enough. Um, I don't really know really anything about him. Like I started noticing Nino Cooney after I got my uh, my PS4 a couple years ago, and I started seeing it be like Nino Cooney and the Wrath of the White Witch. I started seeing it be advertised fucking everywhere. And the thing that stood out to me was first of all the name Nino Cooney, which is an unusual title for me to notice, but the little the little guy. With like a lantern hanging from his nose, I don't know what's going uh-huh. on there, but I just Dripping. I see it and I'm just like, "What is this? What's happening here?" Uh, but Oliver's the main character. Um, you know, he's got magic. It's an RPG, so he's got magic as you would expect. Uh, and I think he also has like some kind of summoning or some shit. And the little yeah. lantern dude is one of them. It's like it's essentially um, like if Oliver got into Smash. He would be the Morgana or Slime that just appears in a taunt and then goes away. Probably. I would guess. But, uh, yeah, that's that's my level 5. Level 5 was like one of the hard ones for me. Uh, it was level 5, Arc System Works, Rockstar, uh, mm-hmm. where is the other EA. one? EA. yeah, and Warner. Uh, all of them, they were the hard categories for me. Uh, Arc and level five are probably the two that I found the most difficult, and mm-hmm. it's as well as Rockstar. So those are, those three would be my my hardest three to come yeah. up with characters yeah. for. It was just there um, wasn't a lot. That little lantern guy that you mentioned, yes, trippy. There's a thick Welsh accent, and there's a plush doll brought to life by Oliver's tears. Probably the best level five character by far. That guy is a snarky little shit. So what you're saying is you drippy would... for Smash. Maybe so. Maybe so. More than Professor uh, Lee? Be Oliver. Uh no. <laughs> okay. Had to try. Uh-huh. Alright, well um, let's get this wrapped the fuck up. It's our last category it has been a long episode hopefully we never have another episode that is anywhere near this length because oh dear god part of me thinks this was a mistake we should have kept it to 10 categories because holy shit it's time for the wild card yeah i i wanted to stop halfway through (laughs) but for the wild card category (laughs) uh for me you could truly say that i went wild for these at first i was thinking oh wild card it's sort of like it's essentially like Everybody gets a second shot. And I was considering characters like Phoenix Wright and 2B and Marks and, you know, Doom Guy. I was considering all of them to get a second shot at being in the top three and having winning a category. But then I was like, you know what? Hold on. Because I'm going to dis- mention all my top twos and threes in the whole thing, let's disqualify all of them. Instead, mm-hmm. let's talk about some things that will not happen but would be wild. My number three is here with me right now. Funny boss. <laughs> it's our old pal from Humongous Entertainment, Spy mm-hmm. Fox. Oh, I love these games as a kid. You are a uh, fox who is a spy. Called Spy Fox. Mm-hmm. 
and you are seeking to help take down international supervillains in a point-and-click adventure game for kids, and I fucking love it. The first one has you going up against Billy the Kid, and I don't mean that Billy the Kid, I mean he's a billy goat, and he is trying to <laughs> steal the world's milk. So the game is called okay. Spy Fox and Dry Cereal, because without milk, you, all your cereal is dry. I love the game. Sure he's he's, he'd be able to use like all his different gadgets. He has a laser toothbrush. He has x-ray gum. <sighs> I fucking love Spy love Fox games. Uh, I, I uploaded the first one for a video on the YouTube channel. I want to play the second and third game. I'll get to them at some point. But... Love this guy. Great games. My number two is not here with me right now. Neither is my number one. But my number two is a se it comes from a series that I recently got into. And I got into it hard. Not Persona. That also happened with Persona. But this is different. This is Dan oh. oh, Jesus. What a rabbit hole these games are. Uh, a friend of mine, uh, Curb, actually... Uh, got me into the games, and because like they were they were on my peripheral for a while because we know people in our friend group that are big fans of it. Uh, Adels, Britt, Kelly, all three of them are into the games. But it wasn't until Curblocker really talked me into it. And I was like, all right, all right, I'll play it and I'll record it. And the first game is all uploaded. The second game will be uploaded later this year. The third game we're currently still playing through. But it's been mm -hmm. a lot of fun. These games are fucking crazy. They are twisty. They are dark. They are murder mysteries with children in a <laughs> school. But they're fun as hell. And Makoto Nayegi is the main character of the first game. You could have him be like, maybe like he can swap with the other protagonists from the other games. Uh, Kayede Akamatsu and Hajime Hanada. Or you could have uh, Monokuma be the playable character. I don't care. I just think a Danganronpa rep would be a lot of fun. Uh, Kelly Jelly worked on a uh, character submission for Makoto. He has it up on the wiki. Uh, I've been debating making one for Monokuma myself, but I'm waiting till I finish the third game before I start committing to that because I need to know what all he has available to him before I can do that. Mm -hmm. But it's, it's something that I think would be really cool and a lot of fun. My yeah. number one wildcard pick is the least... Mm, I don't know if I'd say least likely after reading Spy Fox's name. <laughs> but they are a unlikely choice to make in the Smash. Mm -hmm. And that is Dirk the Daring from Dragon Slayer. Oh. Nice. Dragon Slayer is a game. It is a very punishing game. It's, it's essentially a movie where you have to do quick time events the bane of all people's existence. And if you are not fast enough, like in split second timing, you die. With every quick time yeah. event, you don't get it right, you die. And you have to start back over again. I played through the first game. It was rough. Even using, you know, the easy mode type of stuff where it would um, uh, give me multiple retries and I could have like, essentially had like save points more or less. It will still difficult to get through but it was a lot of fun uh I, I i'd like to do the other ones at some point i think dirk would be a very fun goofy character to put in the game uh at one point he gets 
he can be attacked by tentacles, so you can have him be like pulled through the air by tentacles for like an up special, or he could do like this really weird wide slash. Like just his movements would be so different in terms of how like he like runs around the stage. It'd be a daring choice. It would be. Um yeah, Dragon's Lair is such a again, I mean the legacy topic has come up a few and um when you get that down to it, what more can you want than that? Mm. That's your name. Um, it was a time when it was populating our cage like a, like the plague, and it's essentially like a movie that you can die yeah. in. Like yeah, you, you people play were the movie, uh, and you can lose. Right? Did you play the 3DS version with the free effect? Or... No, I just played it on Steam. Yeah, I mean that's that's the way to go these days. Um. All fantastic choices. Um, I almost feel inadequate with my minimal pedestrian. But um, all the same, I like to call my three wild cards three Gs. Like your 3G network from 2013. Yes, my thoughts is correct. Uh, my first G, now my number three point. Uh, my number three choice, which at the time was my number one, Gilgamesh from Final Fantasy. Oh, okay. Uh, a character right. who has, yeah, a character who has, you know, traversed worlds and dimensions to fight, and is quite a quite entertaining. He he travels through the void. Yeah. Unsuccessfully, searching for the most powerful mm -hmm. of swords. Unsuccessful. Mm -hmm. And he, he's a bit of a sword collector. He has a lot of the Excalibur, the Excalibur, the Masamune, the Zentetskin, um, among what? The, like the chicken knife and other things. <laughs> so imagine Karen <laughs> that just fights with these weapons all at once. He's oh, a major goober. Fine. Yeah, it's mind boggling. And having a character like that. Seeing him succeed even once with all that wacky crap would be very entertaining. And uh, I would not be against him being our next Final Fantasy pick. There's a, just a, a lot of good choices for Final Fantasy, so I wanted to revisit it. The um, Square made Dissidia, their crossover Final Fantasy fighting game. Mm -hmm. In the first game, it had 22 characters. You know, the main hero and the main villain from the first Sin games, and then a hero from 11, and then a villain from 12. But then Duo Deshim added in, I want to say like seven or eight new characters, and one of them was Gilgamesh, and oh my god, he is so fun. I was ecstatic uh -huh. when they added him in. Absolutely, as was I. As was I. That was the that was the one city game I did play. It's a shame that NT uh, sucks. Shame. I never did get around to playing it. Didn't miss much apparently. Yeah, I um, tried it, and it wasn't fun. Well, my number two choice is... Uh, <laughs> my number two choice is probably the most... the least likeliest character to make it in out of all of the characters, including the Lord of the Rings one, said today. My second G is the GOAT from Goat Simulator. 
It can headbutt people. It can lick them with its tongue and go great distances to drag them around and throw them into various objects. Um, it has a variety of different RPGs that it's been a part of, role-played in, the wizard guard, uh, science guards, robot guards that grant it different abilities, and has a jetpack that lets it raucously go through the air and messy, uneven circles that blows up on itself. It has a flamethrower. It has a missile launcher. It can it can pick up and throw objects with its tongue, like trees and cars. It can blow up cars with a with a simple headbutt, knock people out with a simple headbutt, mow people down. It can summon gas tanks. It can ride planes. It can use a kite. See, I don't know how much of what you're saying is true and how much is bullshit. Because I've never once looked at anything about that game. Because I see the name Ghost Simulator, oh. and I just think that's fucking dumb. Oh no, it's it's all real, and uh, and you can catch air on a skateboard. Uh, thought you can use a pitching machine and shoot baseballs at people. There's a, you can uh, use gas tanks to blow up. Um, just all sorts of things. It's um, great, and there's also zombie ghosts that can like infect people. And uh, it's just, it's wonderful. And uh, that's that's my second G. And last but not least, uh, my final G is the least interesting of the Gs, but also the one that I'm most invested in. Geralt of Rivia. There he is. And some CD Project Red at the very end of the tunnel. Uh, it was never going to be cyberpunk after that mess of a release. So it may as well be The Witcher, um, kind of skirting the tail between fourth and third party, given the Andrei Sapkowski books came out so long before the video games. But I think the video games are so well known and so far ahead of the books in terms of popularity. Yeah. Um, and the Netflix series as well. Just go for it. it. It's it's a game series. Plus, I mean, the author even said that he doesn't consider the games to be canon. So technically, it's not that Geralt. Yep. Yeah. He can say and do what he wants, but I mean, it's Sapkowski in the end who decided what he did about royalties. Yep. <laughs> um, all the same. I mean, there's a lot there. He's he's a witcher. I mean, you can argue we, we saw it in Soul Calibur and and. It was executed fairly well. Um, in Smash, you can I, I think you can go a few of the ways. What if you, like a large part of the Witcher is drawing signs to incorporate different magic effects used by the Witchers, um, you know, like art for fire and, and so on and so forth. Um, what if there was a loose drawing mechanic where you use the side attack um, and then, oh, if you use the general side, um, you're using... Um, the, whatever the one is where Geralt's pushing a wave of energy. If you go side and then up very quickly, you're using a, what, like a, a separate uh, attack, like the fighter one, whatever. There, there's Because he also has a crossbow bolts of, of varying kinds. He has his I mean, uh, silver sword and his steel sword. I, I would have um, said that that sounds potentially complicated, but uh, Kazuya. Yeah, exactly. And there's a there's a bunch of different potions at his disposal that can that can buff him or or uh, actually nullify some of his effects. If he enters toxicity, which I wonder 
may or may not be a gauge present with him. Knowing Smash, it may full well be. Knowing Smash, that could uh, be like, you want me to what? Oh my fucking god, can uh, I have a break? Like, you guys couldn't have given me Conquer? He would have been easy. You want me to do fucking Geralt? You want me to do fucking The Steve? final Smash would have been a great Fuck Mighty you. Pooh. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. He's like, okay. Like, like give me Rash beat-up. from Battletoads, damn it. That's an easy character. Give me the goat. You want me to do Shell? You want me to do Portals? Fuck you. I love that part of when they're going through that Kazuya thing and he was, and he was talking about Nintendo knocking at his door and he's like, Masahiro, Masahiro, come to us. <laughs> Put Tekken in Smash. Just like, are you sure? I could do something else. That's less complicated and won't make me have a headache. Can I, I'd like to go home. Please let me go home. That I know I'm working from home, but let me get out distance. of my office. Yeah. Uh, I feel Seriously. so bad for him. He needs a fucking year off. Mm-hmm. Huh. When he gives us a next right next. Let, let him yeah. work on a passion project. Mm-hmm. The Ice Climber 3D platform. Kid Icarus Uprising 2 on the Switch. There you go. Just give me a Switch. The Rise, please. Um, those aliens that I can't remember the name of right now. Orem. Oh, oh yeah. There, it's a game all about Orem. All yes. right. Well, um, this was long. Oh, my God. There were uh, if anybody watched this in one go... Go get food or bed or get something. Help. Get help. Send help for us, by the way. We both need help at this point. But that is the end of our first roster episode. And I think we've learned some lessons for the future. I know I have. We're going to revisit this in the future. Uh, we discussed 77 characters. <laughs> that is almost as many as oh. that are already in Smash. Yeah. Well, I guess technically we discussed 77, because we did have some double up, but still. Yeah. Jesus fucking Christ. Uh, Hey, next time, it's our Smashtopia finale. We've each got our own character picked out. It's going to be fourth party characters. Who will it be? You'll have to wait and see, because I ain't saying shit. Until then. Bye, everyone. Hey. See ya.